And we're live. Painkiller already, episode 391 with our guest Harley. Kyle? A couple sponsors tonight. Get Quip, Casper Mattresses, Smart Mouth, and Four Hymns. We'll get to those people later on in the show, of course. There's links in the description if you're curious and just can't wait. But yeah, we got Harley, uh, Harley on with us. Big time businessman on the shelves of Walmart superstores across the country. I'm so excited about this show. We've got a ton of great topics, but Harley, dude, you're like a, I don't know, empire. A retail king. Retail king. You're going to be one of those like judges on Shark Tank soon. You know, everything has always been an accent. I have no idea what's going on. It's kind of like I've just I just like I like ran into the ocean with like a surfboard and fell and landed surfing it and I've just been riding this wave. I'm like I hope it <laughs> continues. I don't know what I'm doing. Dude. Like I went to Vegas where we have our jerky plant. First of all, by the way, guys, thank you so much for having me. I love being on the show. I and I was just gonna tell you before, I, every single month, I swear to God, like if I'm out somewhere or whatever, it's once a month without fail. I see a dude, they'll be like, yo, Sauce Boss, can I get a picture? And I'm like, yeah, dog. And I swear, once a month, when are you going on PKA next? <laughs> I swear, I, it's once a month consistently. They, the most, like, it's that even beats people being like, yo, are they going to do another VGHS? You know? Uh, no, Not counting bacon stuff, That's that, that'll happen. But I just mean, like, are you on PKA next is, like, right after Epic Mealtime shit. People want to know when I'm back. Thank well, you, back, fans. Bitches, so you better be watching. <laughs> um, I uh, we, uh, we 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 I have a jerky company now. I don't know how that happened. I sent you guys the jerky. Uh, it's called Pizza in a Bag Pizza Flavor Jerky, and uh, we we made a company called Super Snack Time. You know why it's called Super Snack Time and not Epic Meal Time? Because no. a, a giant food corporation trademarked Epic Meal Time in the food space in 2012. Oh. What? So 2012? That's after you made it a thing. Yeah, but not in the food space. So they locked that down. So really, like, okay. like that's it. Like, that's America to me, and I fucking love that. Like, I learned my lesson in USA, and I'm like, that's the way it's got to be. You got to be fast next time because it's a game out here, and if you want to make that money, got to play that game. And, like, now I can't even use Epic Meal Time, so I got to be, like, super snack time an epic mealtime product you know <laughs> different it has like a little epic mealtime on the back of the box but regardless i uh that almost worked out a little bit better because oh, if it was I branded like epic mealtime then people might assume that oh this is one of those crazy could be kind of gross like a challenge kind of thing yeah they're like oh it says epic super meal snack time by epic mealtime oh this is a snack it's going to taste normal it's going to be good but it's by those guys whose videos i enjoy so I think yeah, exactly. Exactly. If it said Epic Meal Time, people would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna open this bag and it's gonna get drunk and start yelling at me." <laughs> you know? But like, snack time, it's, it's gonna cause my weight to fluctuate rapidly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of uh, I've had a lot of fans message me and the people my and uh, my gaming Discord and stuff, and they're they're, they're like, "Yeah, I, I gotta find this stuff at Walmart. I want to support Harley." And uh, and they're like, "Is it good? Is it good?" And uh, Harley sent us all these enormous boxes of it. I don't. When you buy it at Walmart, it doesn't come in an enormous box like that. No, does but it? now no, you can you can get it from supersnacktime.com. Okay. Now you can order it online if you don't have a Walmart near you, but who doesn't have a Walmart near them? It comes in like imagine like some sort of a party pizza, like a like a like a 36-inch pizza. It comes in a box like that. You open it up and there are, and there's all these pizza slices, these pizza-shaped jerky bags, and I was like there's no way it actually tastes like pizza. This is going to be like those pizza like um Pizza flavored potato chips or something like, Pringles, like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 those are gross as fuck. But I open this bag and I smell, and it's like this is supreme pizza. 
this is exactly I, I think I smell onions and and olives and and like I eat it and, and it, it there, there's literally yeah. olive pieces on it on the supreme yeah. there's like like it's like flavored with real deal like pieces so there's actual olives on there yeah it tastes just like pizza it, it's really good it's um it's the it's buffalo like a, kind is the best I think it's I like spicy. Too. I like the I was surprised my favorite how spicy too. that one was. That's why I liked that, it. Harley. That one that one got me good. How did you create this business? How did how did this become a thing? Did someone approach you? Did you start it? Yeah, so uh so I got approached by uh like a, a group of people essentially that wanted to get into the space. They wanted to work with like essentially influencers and we weren't interested in licensing our brand to something. Uh we've done it before and it's just it's just like not worth it. It's not it's not what we want to do. And um, I guess we like to we like to own what we do, and so we committed to doing this this product, pizza in a bag, and it's in a triangle shaped bag, which I actually like, which is the coolest part. Trademark that that is that's actually our, our that's our patent, and that's pending. So huh, suck it, uh, whoever that company was, the <laughs> giant company that I don't want to mention, those sumi smithereens, um, and uh, that that was. Uh, exciting the triangle bag but like the concept pizza in a bag was cool in itself you know mm-hmm. uh i liked uh i liked uh the the triangle i like the concept pizza in a bag sounds like if i saw pizza in a bag i'd look at them but what the hell is this shit so you know and all i would i would be curious and that's that's what we wanted yeah. to do we wanted to make it we wanted to make it something that people would want to like I don't know, they'd be like epic meal time. They'd be like, "Yo, this is so epic meal time." Um, like it, so, it, it seemed uh, like you guys exploded into it right away because it was like one day you'd walk through the aisle at Walmart, nothing, and then the next day you guys have like eight skews up there on the top row of at least at the Walmart I saw you guys at. Was it all just released all at once like that? Like, all right, this top corner in the snack aisle, all you guys starting, you know, whatever. I think the quarter. the best thing that happened was I uh, I went to pitch it at Walmart and the guys that I that make the jerky themselves uh, they came in with me and I sat down at Walmart and and went to pitch it and the guy was like uh, he came in the guy who's the jerky buyer and he was like oh I know you nice uh, hell yeah he's like I know you. and I uh, uh, cool. That's that's a plus, and he's like, so it's jerky, and we were like, yeah, and he was like, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of jerky. He's like, my favorite jerky is this company's bacon jerky, and he referenced mm-hmm. a, a company that makes bacon jerky. And he was just telling me because he knows Epic Meal Time, and the guy who I'm with who makes bacon was like, oh hi, I'm that guy, and that's my bacon jerky. And he was like, you make that jerky, and he's like, and he was like, and you make this jerky, <laughs> you'll do the marketing for it. He's like, cool. And apparently there's like a major jerky company that's at Walmart. Like it's like pretty much the biggest jerky company in the country. And they have so many SKUs at Walmart. And like when Walmart picked it up, they like walked in with the triangle shaped bag into Walmart HQs and like slammed it on the desk. And they were like, what the hell is this? It's like, it's like, I I guess no one goes in the jerky space and like rattles the cages but we came in and we're like we're stupid internet guys we got a triangle shaped bag pizza in a bag suck our dicks eat our shit shup, shup. and it was like oh yo what's going on out here you know so i i felt like we were it felt like epic meal time days where there's like a standard and there's a way things have been going for a long time and i came in and i was like you know what i'm an idiot and this is what an idiot would do pizza in a bag and i don't regret it and i i like it listen it's low carb 
It's low carb. It's like if so, you're doing meat. keto diet, you can't eat pizza, but we got you. I want to circle back. So these guys approach you. They want to license your brand. And you're like, ah, no, I want a deeper stake in this thing. So now you're part ownership of this business? Yes. So I, I own Super Snack Time. I own Pizza in a Bag. Um, what's really crazy is Walmart, like, you know, they go and they buy like, uh, like they're like, oh, we'll, we're going to do a sample of, you know, this many pizza in a bags mm-hmm. of this flavor supreme and this many of buffalo and this many of uh of this uh and uh well so we'll try these three flavors and we're just gonna do a small sample sale so i'm like cool and the guy's like regional and they're like no nationwide and he's like cool so we walk out and i'm like hey that's pretty neat and he's like shh, shh, keep walking we keep walking he's like, we got <laughs> car, car, we drive away. He's like do you know what this means it's like what He's like, there's 4,500 Walmarts. They took X amount, Y amount, and Z amount of those three flavors. Do you know what this means? I was like, no. He's like, we have to make 2.8 million bags of this fucking pizza jerky <laughs> right now, like three <laughs> months ago. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, we're behind schedule. We got to make a lot of jerky. I'm like, can you do this? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, like, literally. And then like a month later, I'm in Las Vegas where the jerky plant is. And we're like filming an episode there. And I'm like walking and like, like just my buddy Amir, you know, crazy Amir. He's been on Epic Meal Time for the longest time. One of the craziest guys I know. I'm like looking around. I was like, yo, there's 2.8 million bags of pizza jerky with Amir's picture on the back. What the fuck is this world? What is going on? <laughs> and I'm like, look, I'm like, yo, I'm like, who, who put all this shit together? All I did was like, I love it. I love the idea. We're fully behind it. But, you know, the people we work with, they know what they're doing. I'm, I, I guess I'm happy like we made a brand that – someone wanted to partner up with. And the fact that we got in Walmart is cool. Did I you mean, have a big investment to own this thing? Did they ask for your money up front? No. Zero invest. Yeah, we're, we're uh, basically like sweat equity and marketing. We put our name behind it. We used Epic Mealtime to, to push it. And it just, uh, I'm just happy because it tastes like pizza. You know, the fact that Walmart picked it up. I had gone to 7-Eleven uh, to pitch it and stuff like that. But you joked about Shark Tank earlier. And one thing is, if you go on that show and you're like, we need X amount of dollars. Uh, yeah. And they're like, okay, well, what, what are your sales so far? Whatever. Be like, not that crazy, but we just got picked up uh, in every Walmart, Walmart nationwide. That's when every shark is like, I'm in. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, they love Walmart on that show. That show mm-hmm. is just like, what does Walmart want? What's, <laughs> yeah. that, what's next? Yeah, like, Walmart if you go to Walmart. Walmart and Walmart decides they want everything. Even if you like two days earlier were at Target and they're like, no, hell no. And then they find out you went to Walmart, like, uh, you come back. We definitely want that. We need yeah, that. Yeah, you, please, you, you please. That, How are sales so far? Uh, it's uh, like, apparently it's interesting. Like I look at the things and it's like, you know, there has to be this many sales for it to be good. This many means it's bad. And this many means it's very good. So I was looking through the sales and stuff, and it's like all standard sales, regular stuff. And I'm like, okay. But what's interesting is like it's now like the best individual piece of merchandise we've made. I think it even super – like uh, it, it, it surpassed the Bacon Strips T-shirt, which was initially our best merchandise piece. And it did that like you know since it came out, like two or three months. Like Walmart, guys, Walmart is no fucking – joke like that is insane like every mm-hmm. like there's just there's too many walmarts out there like but I, no one needed that much walmart when i hear that you're in walmart i had that gigantic box in this room for an embarrassing long period of time and every time i saw it i'm like 
Harley just made a new quantum leap in wealth, right? Like this thing could go well for 2018 and he'll never worry about money again. Not, it's not in that realm yet. Uh-huh. It's not in that realm yet because like like once again, Walmart is like – like you take a very small piece. They, they put their prices extremely low. You know, <laughs> that, that's how it's got to be. So you make the, the money on the fact that like you're like I'm cool making a penny on each one. Because there's 2.8 million of them, you know, but it's like it is literally a matter of pennies. Uh, but it's it's like if they re up, if they hit us up and they're like, we're ready for the next round, that's when like maybe I'll be like, uh, I'll go buy a watch or some more like Star Wars dolls. <laughs> have, you, have you had to go to any like follow up buyer meetings to talk about your like the IRI and Nielsen data for the sales, or are you still in that first kind of? Well, quarter? what we just did. It is. Uh, we now have pizza in a bag in a four and a half ounce bag. So the guys, we, the ones we sent to you were two ounce bags. The four and a half ounce bag will have the zip at the top. So because four and a half ounce, you probably won't eat the whole thing in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, <laughs> if it's the like, buffalo uh, one, I will. <laughs> yeah, the buffalo. <laughs> one. I'm glad you guys like the buffalo one. That one, that one kicked my ass. I like the supreme. The buffalo did me dirty. I ate it. I was like, I'm like, wasn't this so hot when we taste tested this bad boy? But. Uh, yeah, the uh, which one? The Supreme for sure. Yeah, me too. That, that's what kind of pizza I like. It's just so accurate. It tastes exactly like Supreme. Um, but the uh, yeah, we 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 went back there. We did like uh, you know other in a bags, which if you really just kind of think about it a little bit, you could imagine what they are. Um, but like we pitched them two other in a bag jerkies. Uh, we we pitched them a bacon in a bottle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a soda or what? I'm not telling anyone anything. I can't. I feel like <laughs> it's just a, a greasy bacon slurry. <laughs> it's just coagulated it. fat. It's it doesn't come out. Bacon that you uh, <laughs> like gogurt. It's like gogurt, but it's bacon. Yeah, that's pure. a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a... uh, man, I'm happy um, for you. I'm excited for you. I hope that this is like yeah. You know what's crazy about Walmart is is they don't give you like an official purchase order, so you don't have like documentation. So when you start making like you know a million bags of jerky, they could hit you up in the middle and be like, "Yeah, we're off it." No, and you're like, "Oh, okay, okay, sounds good." Well, I now have six hundred thousand bags of jerky, and <laughs> Walmart doesn't want it anymore, and no one else can buy this amount of jerky in one shot. I guess I've got the rest of my life. I could be at for Amazon for. Ten years. I yeah. could be out yeah. of date, but yeah. we learned in school that Walmart doesn't own the products on its shelf, right? Like they're still yours. They don't buy it until it sells. Is that right? Yeah, it, uh, exactly. Walmart. What they do is, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure the whole the way the whole way it works, but I do know that they like if they like a product enough, then they just kind of low key come in and buy the company, like as is, and they'll even sell products to other stores i believe like you could have like a product that's the umbrella corporation is walmart and it's in a target essentially mm-hmm. hmm. yeah but what's so crazy is if walmart is like goes in and they're the number one full purchasing power we want to fire all all guns on purchase on this maximum walmart power final form ignited it's like essentially they will buy 32 million units of something Whereas the next company in line, number two, not counting digital, is Target. And if Target's like maximum Target power, it's uh, 900,000. Wow. So like you see like you're dealing with like Super Saiyan 3 Goku and like Piccolo (laughs) here. 
Like they're both heavy hitters, but like we're talking about nine hundred thousand versus thirty-two mil. This is a big deal. It's a big difference. That's the way Walmart is. Like when Walmart says they, if you go to a buyer meeting and Walmart says they want something, you do it. Like, like other companies, if they're one of like the big five, so like Walmart, Target, CVS, uh, Walgreens, Rite Aid are kind of the largest retailers in the U.S. If one of them do it, you know, aside from Walmart, you take it really seriously. But Walmart could like tell Harley, like, "Hey, we want you to get into scented tampons," and Harley would have to be like, "I'm like, I'm smelling them right now." (laughs) Absolutely. What's it gonna smell like? Oh no, uh, you're not bringing this up to me. I've got ten ideas. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. They're all bacon. Yeah, Yeah, bacon in your bum. Bacon in your bum. Super snack time tampons. Bacon in your bum. Yeah, I love Walmart. I like it. They know exactly what they're doing, and they do their business so well. Dude, it's so cool there. It was in it was in Bentonville, uh, Arkansas, and uh, it was well. What was really low key cool was that I was like in Arkansas, and uh, like uh, uh, Boogie. You guys know Boogie? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Do you guys see them? No, we like no, we him. like Boogie. He comes no, on. He comes on our show. How could you? You never know though. Uh, I love Boogie, but <laughs> so I was like, yo. Uh, I was like, Boogie, uh, uh, like he hit me up on Twitter. He's like, oh, you're in Arkansas. What are you doing? I was like, yo, this is so sick. Like I love Boogie for years. This guy's in Arkansas. This guy, like, at the time was physically incapable of even leaving Arkansas. I'm like, I'm going to go see him, like, live in Arkansas. And literally, that's that's all there was in Bentonville was Walmart and Boogie. <laughs> and everyone there works for Walmart except Boogie. <laughs> like, I swear. Everything is Walmart. They were – everyone is – the whole city is Walmart. And I got to have uh, sushi with him, which was interesting, sushi in Arkansas. But regardless, and uh, when I was there at the pitch meetings, it was just cool. Like, just Walmart was like, it was just really interesting. It was very interesting. And apparently, like, the owner, creator of Walmart, like uh, Bobby Bobby T. Walmart, I don't I made that up. He, uh, he was, like, seriously the type of guy that in the parking lot, if he walked by a nickel, he would pick up a nickel off the floor. Like, even though, and if you were, like, an exec at the time and you bought, like, a fancy car and rolled up to Walmart in, like, your Lambo, he'd be like, don't bring that shit in this parking lot. Like, Walmart was, at the time, like, for the people. Like, for the people that were frugal. Yeah. And it wasn't about big bucks. It wasn't about making money. And, like, apparently, like, they just give you, like, you know, it's kind of like you walk in and they're like, this is the guy. And this is how he was, you know. And there's statues of him and stuff. Uh, it's cool. Statue of, like, uh, you know. The optics. Like, for buyer meetings, what they used to do, that same guy. Like, some retailers, like, you have to get dressed up really, really nice. And you yeah. show up in your suit, and you look spiffy. He used to be like, like if, if some slick guy pulled up in a Jag and was wearing, you know, really nice clothes, he'd be like, this guy does not understand our consumer. He doesn't understand our business. He's right. not going to be presenting this in a way that's conducive to uh, coaxing more Walmart consumers to the store. Who do you think you're selling to? And so it was statue, almost like a test. You're right. His statue in the Walmart like lobby is like wearing like a blazer and a baseball cap. Like his mm-hmm. bronze statue has like a trucker hat on. And he's like, <laughs> fuck, that's good. That's just so, – yeah. uh, by the way, I really, really, really like – I don't know if you guys have ever been. I really liked Arkansas. It was like I got off the plane and it like it smelled so good. Like it just smelled like grass and like mud. You know what I mean? It smelled like real deal. <laughs> yeah. I was just there. Like the, out, the great outdoors. I love it there. It's great. Yeah, I liked I it there it. too. I like the people. And then we Me went too. to uh, Arkansas. We also went to Oklahoma. 
There's actual cowboys in Oklahoma, like for real, wearing cowboy boots and cowboy hats, going to small town diners, and they're not cosplaying. Like that's just how they are. <laughs> I was like, holy smoke! Like, yeah, or like, or like they're not like at the gay bar if you're in LA. We're just like, there's cowboys here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those don't seem like very effective chaps. <laughs> 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 Who am I to judge? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that's going so well at Walmart. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I listen. I I mean, like, I it's it's like it. Walmart obviously has the potential to be that that quantum leap. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. I'm still at a, a stage, you know. But cross your fingers for me. I hope I hope Americans do what I always want them and expected them to do and that was to go to a walmart and buy a product called pizza in a bag <laughs> and i feel like i feel like they would do that i feel like you know like i don't know and you I probably like, are barely spending anything on advertising are you doing any traditional advertising or all yeah, we actually there was a whole twitch event thing called beyond the summit i think it was like a it was a dota or league event going on and uh we threw a couple bucks at it to have them put up the website with like a an order code and stuff like that and thing so like we had done it i actually one of the sickest interactions i had was funny i was i was hitting up influencers like hey what's your address i want to send you something for free and i sent one to uh, uh bad baby danielle brigoli cash me outside oh uh. i was like hey uh i want you to uh i want your address which is weird like sliding into a 14 year old girl's dms I'm like what's your address <laughs> i want something to send you but so I, I, I sent the thing and I was like, oh, I have something to send. And she wrote back. She was like, what is it? And I was like, it's food. It's like a snack. And then she wrote back, well, I don't accept food. And I was like, OK, cool. You know, but if you're ever in Walmart uh, and you see pizza in a bag, that's that's mine. So if you try it out, let me know what you think. And uh, the funniest thing was I got this response back where she was like, you know, I got a music video coming out and I eat a snack in the middle of it. Maybe pizza in a bag could be that snack. And I was just like, damn, I know exactly where this goes next. And I can't believe it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's like a, she's a 14-year-old girl at the end of the day. So like, I'm like, I know. A 14-year-old I'm like, entrepreneur. Oh. Right. So I'm like, hey, that sounds good. And she goes, 25K and we could do it right now. I'll have it done. And it's like a video's filming in four days. Let's make it happen. And I was just like, I, I, uh, I want it to be in that video, but not. It's not going to be that. Like I, that's way too much. You yeah. have so many if he's commercials running pennies on TV. per product at Walmart. You need to sell like two hundred and fifty thousand of them to two and a half million. On my math is off. Yeah, she's uh, going to have to change the name nah, of that song. To Super snack time. <laughs> well, that's what I said. <laughs> because of that, Yachty. she was doing a little yachty, and I was like, if. If so, I, I bounced back with something that I kind of felt like they wouldn't do. I was like, if you and Lil Yachty wear super snack time jackets the whole video, <laughs> and, I'm in. and then she wrote back, she wrote back, that ain't never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm cracking up, she's actually funny. I'm cracking up at it. So I write back, all right, let's be real. What does 5k get me? And Troy's back, a pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody I was like, I was, listen, I was already a fan of that little girl. I was already a fan of her because I saw that her second appearance on Dr. Phil. I don't know if you saw the first one. She was like, eh, catch me outside. Fuck all you hoes, whatever. But her second appearance, Dr. Phil took the audience away so that she wouldn't get distracted. And she came out. She's like, where's all the hoes? <laughs> and he was like, I wanted you to be focused. And she goes, you ain't got no show if you ain't got no hoes. And I'm like, damn, like, she's like dropping like Rhymes. really funny, like, 
like like this was like a written joke in like Friday After Next, you know, in like 1999. She's just doing it on the fly to Dr. Does she have like an earpiece in for someone who's old enough to have <laughs> cultural references? You know, like I'm thinking like, you know, she's just doing this herself. And I used to wonder if she was coached, but then I saw I saw something, which I'll tell you right after. But she was like, oh, I want to use my power to stop bullies. I get bullied. I know what it's like. And I was like, almost like she's got a heart. You know, she's 14 years old. Let's not give her a hard time. And then the mom came out and you're like, oh, this is the trouble. This is where the trouble comes from. It's mommy who's doing the, the, the problems here, you know, and I see that. And so I was like a fan of her, not the mom. And if you don't like – if you have, if you look at like a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old or like a little Tay or whatever and you're like, I hate that little idiot. It's like, whoa, slow down. That's ours. Like we made that as society. We created this world where that's the person that comes – that's a kid. Like how could you hate a kid? They're probably doing what someone tells them, you know? Yeah, but that person was born in 2006. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and when bad baby does something bad like or whatever her thing, you're just like – you know, it could be a circumstance of her environment. You know, who knows? But what I really – she earned my respect was like when TMZ rolled up to her at the plane uh, – at the airport once and they were like – Kim K wants to work with you. And she said something along the lines of like, nah, fuck her. She has sex on tape. That's the only reason why she's popular. I don't <laughs> want to work with her. And I was like, yo, I know so many people that could be like, yo, screw Kim K. But if Kim K wants to work with you, you're like, mm, how am I going to make this work? Because I want yeah. that exposure, you know? Y- you know what I mean? Like people, like they, they would trade in their, their, their whatever they said. I'm intensely curious how she's going to turn out though, right? Because she's 14 years old. Let's assume she does land some of these 25K deals every once in a blue moon, right? And, and now she's pulling in. She gets four, apparently 40K in appearance. But she won't always, right? In, in 2020, she'll be nobody, I think. Maybe 2019. Maybe she's that now. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So the like, it's right. Like, I I'm, not, it, I'm not knocking her for striking while the iron's hot. But what I'm saying is when you have that level of success at 14 years old, at 18, I doubt she's like, I want to go to college and be a mechanical engineer, right? I don't, I don't see that in her future. She's, unless she makes a quantum leap into another level of wealth, she's ruined. You know, it, well, it's, it's, t- it's tough to say. Cause like, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And whereas I might look like a, at a little Tay and consider such a thing. Like bad babies, like she's putting on music and like she's connecting with and networking with people. Like I'm impressed. Like you got to be impressed. It's gone on this long, you know, listen, this is coming from the guy who stretched a fucking bacon joke for like eight years now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like to a lot of people, like Epic Mealtime doesn't exist. You know, I look at like, I look at like some like of the hot new relevant YouTubers and I know they look at like my channel and that that channel scares them. They see a channel that used to have like seven million subscribers and it got like two million views within four days, you know? And like now what it is, you know, which where I'm like, yes, two hundred and fifty thousand views. Like I know huge creators today look at that and they're like, Oh, I would kill myself. Hmm. Like I saw Keemstar. Not literally, don't kill yourself. I saw Keemstar say, uh, like, he, he, didn't, he got, like, 900. He's like, I got 980,000 views on that video. I thought my career was done. I was like, damn. Yeah. I was like, if I get 980,000 views, I'm like, woo! <laughs> yeah. Big month, baby. Get it. And, and it's funny because, like, I, I, I saw another YouTuber once. He was like, oh, he was like, I was watching this video, and he was like, oh, my worst fear would be, like, being Epic Meal Time. You know, like having this thing and where it's big and it's crazy and it's hot and then like it it disappears. 
And all I was thinking at that time was I was like, you don't ever, you'll never be Epic Mealtime, buddy. Like, don't worry about that. You'll never have to worry about being Epic Mealtime because there's like so much more going on and infrastructure happening beyond just me being like, yo, I'm in the kitchen with the camera, boy, get at me. Like, I feel like Bad Baby has more infrastructure going on behind the scenes, more competent adults than what we're led on. Whereas like someone like a Lil Tay, I've yet to see, I, I see that more along with what you're saying, where I'm like, what's Lil Tay going to be like? Who is Lil when, Tay? Exactly. That's an excellent question, and I envy your life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is either. <laughs> <laughs> is it a rapper? Do you know what Lil Tay is, and I just keep saying no. Lil Tay? I don't right. fucking... I'll look her we up. hang out on different websites, guys. <laughs> Lil Tay. She looks like she's a young She's like a little nine-year-old girl, and she's like, I'm making money. I go to Harvard. I bought this car. I assumed it was a guy all this time. Oh, well, Lil Tay. everything I was saying probably made zero sense. Without no, this no. Tay. I mean, dude, you could insert any <laughs> generic, like, young YouTuber. She's younger than I pictured, though. Yeah. Um, but she's just like, you know, she's a very coached thing. There's, like, not really much of a brain to herself yet because she's so young. Mm -hmm. But that's someone where I'm like, in, like, when she's 18, she's going to be like, I wish you guys didn't film me all the time saying this dumb shit. Like, Rebecca yeah. Black. Like, Rebecca Black had that It's Friday thing. right? I got her name right, I think. Yeah. And, um... You know, it, she, she at least was surrounded by enough competent adults that she's like, this paid for my college, right? And she's going to go on, I assume, to live a fairly normal life and be like, yeah, I was that girl. It was a neat thing. I enjoyed it. But some of these other people, they just get ruined by their young success. And I, I think part of the reason that you did well is that you didn't hit it big at 14. You know, you hit it big at 14. You were a substitute you know teacher. You were a grown-up. this all, Woody, if I... If this happened at 14, do you know how I got it at 25 at Big Mealtime started? If it happened a year earlier, <clears throat> I would have <laughs> fucked it up. Uh, man, I would have said I, something. I thought I would have been like, this is so smart and avant-garde and like, you know, <laughs> you know, and I would t tweet it and I'd look back down. I'd be like, that was straight up homophobic and racist and stupid. <laughs> but like at the time, I'd be like, yo, man, I'm, I'm extreme joking, bro. Like, I don't know what I don't know what would have happened. I would have had a fucking prank channel also. I'd have been like, I'm watching the prank channel. You know, like it would have been like it would have been completely different. I'm happy it happened at the age that it happened at. Because any I was, younger, I would have fucked that. And I agree with you. I totally agree with you that like there's like uh, an age amount where some people can manage it and other people can yeah, you saved me. <laughs> she's standing there. She's like, saved you. At Cisco, um, I had a lot of stock options there when I got hired. And then Cisco, the stock went up. And I was never a millionaire or anything. I was what I used to call a multi-hundred thousand heir. <laughs> and, uh, and then Cisco stock crashed, and suddenly I wasn't. And I felt like that experience was really good for me when I went through the whole YouTube Minecraft experience. Because it wasn't my first time on any kind of wealth roller coaster. So... But yeah, the yeah. That's so I guess that life lesson was something you were able to bring with you <clears throat> into this world. My best life lesson was I, I was a teacher for three years. Like if I hadn't, you know, worked my ass off Monday to Friday, you know, uh, uh, from like 8 a.m. till 4:30 p.m. to collect literally to net twenty-seven thousand dollars Canadian. Literally, you net like twenty-two thousand U.S. That's what my annual salary. Like uh -huh. I did that for three years. So that always kept me grounded. That always kept me like, you know, I always like, I, like I actually do genuinely cause they're good guys at heart. I genuinely feel bad for some of the younger guys that were on EMT and were like, fuck this. I'm leaving. I, I want to have, I want to have 
I want to have like fucking mad cars in a boat like Kyle, you know, like I'm doing my own thing. Like, <laughs> it's literally you, quoted. I brought the guys down to my house. I could tell that there were some, what, what the fuck's going on here? They were like, yo, he's got two cars, man, and a boat. And I was like, I know. And they're like, what the hell's going on, man? We got the same views. And I was like, bro, I have to pay for all you fuckers. <laughs> I'm he like, you're my expenses. boat and it's you're my him. car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but at the time, like, if, like the, the value of doing a job you like and getting a salary doing a job you like is so valuable in itself. And I knew that because I worked for three years had a hard ass job, like a normie job, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I got that. I was like, yo, dude, you get a salary to like eat bacon and get your dick sucked. Like, how dare you worry about Kyle's boat, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no Russian. Wait, I was on a video. And no one sucked there. my dick at all. <laughs> I just had to eat all cold Kyle? food. Do people know <laughs> yeah. that food is cold by the time they serve it? <laughs> 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 What'd you say? That always happens when you film a collab with Kyle. Oh, fuck. Rangers came in. I just, just got tased. <laughs> <laughs> you say I just got tased? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we played around with a taser gun. I got tased more than you. You, you ended up making the right decision with no boat, though, and Kyle will attest to that. Oh, yeah, the boat was just a real money pit. <laughs> just... I, remember, I remember you saying, be like, I'm trying to get rid of that boat now. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, damn, I want the boat because it's YouTube money, and I love that name. Yeah, the SS well, YouTube money. But when well, you head on down I... to Jacksonville, it's it's floating somewhere right now. <laughs> somebody else bought that bitch about a year ago, and I was so happy. You didn't How lose as much as I thought. Sitting there, I, I, thought... I had that boat sitting there for like three, four years or something like that. <laughs> and you, and you, wrote it you once. had like you had like the truck. You had like I, I remember wrote... you pulled you pulled the blanket off your brand new. It was a Camaro, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, D- Kyle, Damn. so you. Tell me how close I am with these numbers. You bought the boat for like 38, you sold it for like 24, and there were slip fees for four years? Uh, what are sound slip of, fees? You gotta pay that's to like, like a parking lot park for a boat. To like park it somewhere? It's like That's like actually so funny. You're like, yo, I bought a boat. And then you're like, oh, I got to put this somewhere. Yeah. yeah Fuck, I live in time, central Georgia. The only, <laughs> time I ever, the only time I sailed it was from sailing it from where I bought it, like the boat lot, to the place I kept it. Like, we sailed it to there. It was like a five and a half hour voyage, right? Lots of Sounds fun. like a great time, though. Yeah, Park. five and a half hours. But I, I think it was about a $20,000 ride. Does that sound right? Probably so. Probably <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you could have bought Bitcoin. I could. No, here's the problem. <laughs> I blame White Boy for this eternally. This is all White Boy's fault because the reason I made this terrible financial decision was because I was put, I, I felt, I said to White Boy, hey, Florida real estate is is just bottomed the fuck out. It was right in the middle of the financial crisis. It was so goddamn cheap. We could get there was a lake, there was a a beach house. It was one block from the beach, and uh, I want to say it was a hundred grand, or I think it was a hundred grand. And uh, and so we'd each put in fifty grand. We'd own this fucking house. And by the way, that house today is worth like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's and, the house that I was out of yours. No, 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 no. This is this is okay. this is like a, like a beach house in Florida that we were intending on buying, and I, I'm like, this is dual purpose, white boy. Like, like we'll both own it. We can go down separately. We can go down together. You know, this is like a two bedroom, nice house on the uh, right by the ocean, and uh, and also we can claim it as a part time residence, and we don't have to pay any state income tax on the portion of time that we supposedly live there. So we could say like eight months of the year we live there. So. You're gonna get rid of two thirds of your state income tax in perpetuity, and and he's like, 
sold. Let's do it. So like I've got all I've got everything booked, ready to go. The night before he's supposed to fly down, he's like, nah, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I think that Kelly may have influenced him, his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend. If Wings had pulled that shit, you would have gone ballistic. Well, do you still talk to White Boy, by the way? Uh, every now and then. Uh, I, I talked to him maybe a few months ago, just, just, just chatted with him a little uh, bit. I, I, I saw like something came up and I saw him and I was just like, oh, yeah, man, this guy got so fucked every time I saw him. <laughs> like, so yes. fucked. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, like, I never saw. He's like in a ghillie suit, like, <laughs> I forgot about the ghillie suit He was so wasted. But yeah, Yeah. he canceled last minute. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? We've already planned this trip. We got hotels booked. And uh, my friend was like, well, you know, in Florida, you can claim a boat as as a residence as long as it's got like a bathroom and a kitchen, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, well, that sounds like a good idea. And, And all the while, I was sort of like tunnel visioned on this idea of getting out of like a lot of state income tax. And uh, and claiming the boat as a residence and everything, and it and it would would have been, you know, it was, it was all on the up and up. It wasn't like some insur- some like fraudulent thing that we were proposing. It was it was you know it was legit. And uh, I got tunnel vision on that, and just never really got out of that tunnel vision and started thinking broad more broadly. And it was, I don't remember what I paid for the boat. I think I paid what he said thirty eight, but I think it may have been more like twenty eight. I think I spent twenty eight on it. And like change, you know, like I bought like a, a, a radar for it or a sonar or some shit, whatever, some sort of like boat nav. Yeah, but you did like a big dick move and like got like a sick plane on the way down to go pick it up. <laughs> up or some shit. No, no, no. <laughs> I, yeah, we drove, drove down there. And, uh, and, uh, but yeah, I think I ended up, I lost money for sure. I lost like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 on it or something like that. But in the grand scale of things, that's not a gigantic loss. That's it wasn't that big of a deal. One ride on a boat. Oh yeah, for yeah, definitely so. Like if you're gonna spend, have 10, you ever broken 50, it down like by the second? Where you're like, <laughs> man, I was spending four dollars a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never. I, I refuse to break it down. All I know is it's sold. It's gone. I got my nice lump sum of cash, whatever it was, like like twenty grand or nineteen grand or whatever it ended up being, and I was happy when I got. The, I, I was like, good, it's all over. I have the thing done gone because like every year i was getting like letters from like the coast guard that i needed to like re-up like some sort of boat registration and i was like fuck you come get me come get me coast guard you, you people don't have cars what you, i'm just stay away from the ocean you'll never catch me i'm on land this ain't your jurisdiction boy. they have helicopters kyle land. they're coming they would have to they, those are marine choppers they don't have the range they don't have wheels they just float <laughs> they did, do have did wheels. you save any money at all from the tax yeah, yeah, like, like, but I mean, it it was of course out. The savings were outweighed by the cost of the boat, of course. But the the idea was sound in principle. It was just that, like, like I said, I got tunnel vision on this whole thing, and I don't know that it would have worked, Kyle. Like, I don't know that you can say Florida is my residence for taxes, but Georgia is my residence for all these like firearms and explosive licenses that you, you do. It, have. It's a part time residence, like like you, mm-hmm. you like like I said, like I would claim that I'm there. X amount of months per year, mm-hmm. and uh, and that like if I stay that if I say I'm there eight months out of the year, you know, twelve months in a year, then two thirds of my state income tax would disappear, ba- or yeah, two thirds of my yeah. yearly state income tax. Um, but but it's it, it would have been fine if I'd bought the house because 
in con- in conjunction with the tax savings, I'd of course had an appreciating asset right. rather than a depreciating asset that needs to be cleaned like every eight months or it, or it really starts depreciating. You've got to get that thing hauled out of the water and get the barnacles and bullshit scraped off of it by professionals who like do that. You gotta you gotta have a barnacle man, right? <laughs> like like we all have barnacle guys. And I, I, I kept we'll it at a off, nice cook place. Them up for you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the slip fees were ridiculous. I don't remember what they were, and I don't even want to like try to think about what they were. But like the place I had it kept at, had kept at, had perks. They're like, this is the, uh, you know, this is the pool, and this is the hot tub, and up here is the, the, the lounge, and you have access to all of the facilities here, and you know, we, we have a cookout here every Saturday night, and I'm just like, can I just stop you right there? You won't see me for a year or two now. Like, like, like I'll you you'll probably never see me again. We'll exchange emails if something happens. Like, like I, I, I we're just in so you understand. I may have a sailboat, but I don't know how to sail. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I don't want to see this fucking thing. <laughs> and the thing was, like, like my sailboat, like my thirty thousand dollars sailboat or whatever racing yacht. By the way, mm. if see, if I were some people, that's what I'd refer to it as because that's what it says on the title. That's what Makes it you sound is. Like a douche. If, yeah, exactly. It's, it's let's just call. Do you know what it was? Was like a Hunter thirty four? Like, do you know what it was? <sighs> if I heard the name again, I would know. But okay. but no, not off the top of my head. It was it was a very fast racing yacht. Like like I don't and and honestly, I don't even remember how many knots we were pulling. But I'll tell you this: if you when, told me, I wouldn't know how fast it was. Right? <laughs> like 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 I have the idea of like nineteen knots or something in my head under wind, but that could be totally wrong. Uh, the coolest thing was we were sailing up the St. John's River to like get it to where it was going. It was just me and my friend. He had sailing experience, so he's operating the sails, and I'm steering the thing. And uh, and so we've got to go under this bridge. This this uh, and, and there's only one place you can go under the bridge. It's right down the middle, so there's enough room for the mass and everything. And coming up from behind us is a legit racing yacht crewed by three men. There are three men operating the sails on this thing, and they sort of like honk their horn like they want to pass and go go ahead of us. And I'm like, should we let them go? And he's like, fuck them. <laughs> and he starts like tightening the sails up extra tight. So we've got the we've got the boat laid over all the way to the left and or the right, depending on you know you, you drive a sailboat in zigzags. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're the the edges of the boat are skimming the water. Like there's water coming into the boat. We've got it laid over so fast, and we outran the like quarter million dollar racing yacht. It was it was wonderful. It was it, it was exciting. Like for thirty minutes, we're racing them, and and uh, and we beat them to the bridge and everything. And that, uh, so, by the way, that thirty minutes of excitement in the sailboat <laughs> is exactly what everyone got. Whoever got Sea of Thieves. Yes. Thirty minutes of excitement in the sailboat. You beat the game. Yeah, Sixty dollars though. You got Sea of Thieves super DLC version. Yeah, for sure. It was, <laughs> super uh, DLC. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. you're saying you 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 passed this like quarter million dollar boat and just yeah. We, we we outran them and beat them to the the bridge and it was a it was it that made the whole day. It almost made the the ten thousand dollar mistake worth it or whatever mistake I made. But, <laughs> uh, and also, I fucked a girl on it one time. I, that I, I, I was went, just waiting. I was gonna be like, I know that's what this was all about. It was like, yeah, Yo, you want to fuck on the boat. Yeah, and, and Scott fucked a girl on the boat. Gator. Gator Gator went down to Jacksonville and he was like, Yo, you still got that boat? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, how do I get in it? I was like, it's unlocked. 
I mean, it's, it's I'm part. Surprised it's, Gator didn't like take the boat out to like like the bayou with like a sniper rifle or shotgun <laughs> and just hunt, hunt alligators, literally like blasting them. Like, I just imagine him tossing dynamite into the water. Like, he seemed like that type of guy. Toss the dynamite in the water and like all the dead fish come up and be like, yeah. "That's fishing." He's done it before. <laughs> Sorry about uh, your boat, Kyle. Smells maybe. like semen and fish now. <laughs> I wouldn't know. So yeah, Gator went down there and uh, and I was like, yeah, help yourself. And and I, I guess he took a chick on it. And there was like a uh, a gas stove in there. He's like, he cooked her dinner on, on the stove, and then he fucked her in my in my boat bed, and uh, <laughs> and, and and got up out, got up out of there. Um, uh. But but yeah, that that was a silly mistake. That was silly. Don't buy a boat, kids. And uh, and uh, don't don't choose white boy as your investment is your property investment pro- uh, partner. Cause he may or may not get skittish when his girlfriend tells him it might be a bad idea when there's uh, 17 hours to go until. Sunday. Yeah. Th- about 17 hours to go. Hey, he would have made, we'd each cleared like a hundred thousand dollars of profit by now. And we'd have had a, a Florida residence this whole time. You, yeah. You would have had that place. You would have had that place. And like, you could have like literally still just been yeah. milking it. Like it's probably yeah. still going up. We could have had it on Airbnb this whole rental time. Rental income the whole time. Yeah, like absolutely. when you're not there. My, my grandmother had uh, my great grandmother had uh, an apartment in South Beach and sold it in like the early '70s. So, yeah, because an apartment like that 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 location on South Beach today is like you know we're talking millions. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's probably tens of millions. Yeah, sure. You know, it must be it must be it must be like ten million. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just know South Beach is bumping. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we did peak. So today is Wednesday. For everyone mm-hmm. who's listening, if you're a patron, you just got it. It's Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. So uh, if you want to be a patron, you know, links down below. Sign up and everything. Get the show early. But uh, yesterday, which was of course Tuesday, when we record PKN, you also mm-hmm. want to be a patron for that if you want the video. We uh, we were discussing Wings Redemption surgery, and uh, <laughs> I got a small detail wrong. I said that he was getting the uh, the lap band surgery. And that is incorrect. He is getting the gastric bypass surgery, not to be confused with a gastrectomy. Now, the gastrectomy is when they completely cut out and remove like 80% of your stomach. That's what and then, got, I think. And then connect the banana-shaped remaining stomach directly to the large intestine, right? Now, that's permanent. That means the rest of his life he would have to eat uh, really sparingly, and he'd have all these little complications. Like he, I don't, I don't know if he can drink soda. I know he can't drink soda right away, but like maybe never carbonated soda again. He doesn't like that idea, so he's getting the gastric bypass in which they separate staple his it. stomach. Yeah, yeah it's like a staple is, thing, right? Yeah. So there's gonna be that's like, what that's what Boogie got, right? Oh, I gastric thought Boogie bypass. got his. I don't know what Boogie excised. got. To be fair. Oh, okay. Uh, but but the ga- the gastric bypass is when they separate the stomach into two stomachs, one very small one. And uh, that one is only is utilized, and there's just the remaining stomach left unused, basically, but still there. So I believe in that situation, they can go in, you know, when he drops all the weight, presumably, undo the surgery, and now he's got a normal stomach again. That's what he wants to do. And uh, I said it was a lap band, and I started thinking, why would I say that it was? Let's let's listen to what he said because this is what uh, these this is a clip of wings from. Probably yesterday. The Let's, top uh, one? Uh, I just linked it. It's I the PKA that. stats streamable thing. Roger that. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, one moment, please. Yeah, I've got it queued at zero. He looks like a thumb, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, this Look will at work. Him, Harley. <laughs> all right. I'm queued at zero when you guys are ready. Which one is this? This. Uh, it's the, the one that has P- 
PKA the stats. The most in the... Uh, recent one, Link. Are we ready? Yep. Yeah. Ready, set, play. Current lung doctor will. So that's four specialists and a primary care physician. All right. So that's five doctors that she might have to go to at any given time. What Kyle said was completely wrong. Stupid what Kyle, Kyle. Most of shit Kyle says is completely wrong. Kyle also said I was getting the getting the gastric bypass. They also said I was getting my surgery done on June 12th instead of July 12th. We know the actual dates now. We just don't say them. They don't know a fucking thing about me. And everything they say is 90% wrong. What? I'm glad we're getting 10%, right? This ain't sneak dissing, Kyle. The motherfucker can't can't listen to something and repeat it pervadum. It just doesn't work. He's excellent at that. Perva I can't repeat it pervadum. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're it such like a pervadum type it, of guy. You got that, that boat because you're such a big pervadum. <laughs> <laughs> it appears that one of the things I got right was when I said that... Uh, one of the 10% that I got right was when I said that he has a tenuous grasp we on the English language. Pervadum. <laughs> you can you take that from me. Pervadum. So I started wondering, how could I get this wrong? Why would I say that it was lap band? Because I, I knew it wasn't lap band, but I said it was lap band. And I, I couldn't understand how I could get that wrong. And then I remembered, I just had been on the Wings of Redemption change.org page, where there is a petition to make him uh, come forward and release the details of his surgery because he's lied so many times in the past about actually getting the surgery and he, he hasn't gotten it. And uh, so if you go here to Somebody just, they're signing it right now. Someone made this? Yeah, and absolutely. 136 people have signed it. That's so Well, funny. we're going to see if we can pump those numbers up because those are rookie <laughs> numbers. Yo, it just went up right now. Who signed it right now while we're talking? Who did I, that? I, I signed it a moment ago. So, <laughs> so what they're saying here. here is that Wings has been donated $20,000, and he, uh, he has admitted that 13000 of that is just going to pay his house off for the second time. And, uh, and so that, that's like 65 70% of the money raised is just going to pay off his house. And so I started wondering. I, I was scrolling through this, and I remembered if you go to this video right here, it's time-stamped. This is PKA 35. Now, this was pretty recent, though, right, Kyle? No. The <laughs> lies stretch back for nearly a decade. So, if you, so I'm cute. Oh, this is like, so now this is like, this is like on like a, a fraudulent level, essentially. Yes. Because like, this is like, uh, you know, you get, you get banned across all types of, of social platforms. If you claim like you're a charity or you need something for charity and you take advantage of people. So I see why people want the proof now. Wow. So let's cue this was at uploaded seven minutes. December, I feel bad. December 2010. No, let's cue at seven <laughs> minutes. I mean, do you guys see what Fireman Candor said two days ago? I, I don't know who that is. It's got, four, it's got 14 hearts at the bottom of the page. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Read it, read it for us. No. <laughs> I will not. Is it mean? Uh, of course, it's the internet. What do you think? Uh, my ever. bad. Let me see, hang on. I, wanna know, <laughs> I, I gotta read it. He says, because Wings is a fat fuck that sends his grandmother out for groceries, then doesn't even help her unload them when she gets back home. Well, How does he know that? Did this, is his sister, fireman, whatever? Well, it's known. Like, like it, You see it happen live on the show. That, that mm -hmm. literally happens. Let's queue up at 7 minutes and 10 seconds on Painkiller Already 35. I'm ready. I'm ready. 
yo, this is like murder mystery shit, man. Right? Jeez. Wait, hold on. <clears throat> I gotta give uh, I gotta give uh, Woody an ad first. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're not YouTube Red. Come on, baby. <laughs> Woody an ad. It's rough times right now. I'm not skipping Woody's ad. Come on. <laughs> okay, now I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Hey. A little bit about it before we started <laughs> broadcasting. So Wings of Redemption is closing in on his lap band surgery. He's talked about it now and then on his channel. Since 2010. It's, it's almost this, been this untamable dream, right? Where like this whole YouTube thing, the, for the last 18 months, he's been working and striving to build up the kind of money to have this lap band surgery, which should be life-changing, give him a whole new body type, new self-image, etc. And um, it looks like it's going to happen in the next three months, right? Is that on target? Uh, January. January. Wow. Holy Next smokes. Month. January what? Two days. Eighteenth. <laughs> oh. You have so a date? Like, January eighteenth. Yeah. Two and a half weeks away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Is that do you have to go in and like do some type of like interview deal? Or? Uh yeah, I had to go to a doctor. Um they specialize in it. And then um well, what we're going to do, what reason it's taking two weeks is he's going to try to get the insurance to pay for okay, it because that. he's deemed so, it necessary. So there, there he is, once again, looking for the lap band surgery. And then, of course, there's this video. Wait, so he got that, that, that amount of money in 2010? Uh, no. Smart enough, actually. Um, he, he was trying to get it in 2010, and he, and he lied to all of us on this show and told us that, that he was getting the surgery in two weeks, the lap band surgery. That's the important part, in my opinion, that at that point, it was the lap band surgery. And if, you, if we watch this video here, this is time-stamped at 2 minutes and 56 seconds. This is from Wings Channel. I'm ready. Oh, let, me, let me put on my ad block. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. I don't ever. I don't ever this video is from March 2012. Yeah, so a couple of years later. Two years yeah. later. Well, a year and a half later. Yeah. I am ready as long as Harley isn't watching an ad. He's losing this game bad. Don't insult. Don't insult <laughs> well, his gaming confused. skills. When you first started, when you first brought this up, my biggest confusion was I was like, "Why is he playing Siege on PlayStation?" <laughs> I feel like that's a very difficult game to get away with on PlayStation. But anyways, I <laughs> digress. Ready? Let's continue. Are we ready? Yes. Ready, set, play. Actually, to basically make it so I could get out from under all this stuff, I'm basically going to try to save up and get the lap band surgery. Uh, I know I talked about this a year ago at this time, getting the lap band, but I'm just going to save up the money and, and get it outright. Um, because every time I seem to start losing weight, something hits me and I backslide. Right, enough of that. And so maybe I I'm sorry, Wings. You're right. I was wrong because I listened to you. Boom. Roasty. There you go. You know, yeah. it's, someone it's, sent him a list of burn centers next time he streams. <laughs> it's, it, it's time and time again. And uh, I mean, by the way, just so you know, Taylor earns more than enough to pay for your surgery in one month without pity donations. So chew on that one and be sure to chew slowly now that your stomach is the size of a golf ball. <laughs> Wait, so did he do the surgery? No. 
Nobody has it scheduled, and I think I know the real dates. Well, but he's had it scheduled since December 2010. <laughs> Fair counterpoint. Like that, that's literally yeah. like Epic Meal Time started like 40 days he, before he that schedules broadcast. things the way like the fucking World Cup does. Like, <laughs> what, what, what is it? Where is it going to be in 2026? Like, like uh, Qatar. And it's like that's the way he's scheduling shit. Yeah, you know, 15 years out. It's going to be in Mexico oh. in 2018. I, I, uh, I, it's scheduled. Line, it seems like it's different this time. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know what? It, he won't do it if he doesn't do it. And then in 2020, he'll get another 20 grand dangling this carrot in front of everyone because well, his superpower that. is getting people to, you know, get on his side again. Uh, well, I know the flights are, bu- flights are booked because I was there when Kitty booked him for him. Oh, there you go. Finally. Turns out someone lied. <laughs> like always. Wait, what? See? Yeah, you call yeah, Wings remember, of Redemption a liar? Remember those flights were... were How were dare you, good sir? <laughs> months and months ago? No. Kitty had to help him book him just the other day. Remember so, he yeah. said, that, oh, it's no big deal. You can just reschedule those flights anytime you want. And everyone who's actually flown is like, wait, what? Uh-uh. Yeah. You can't yeah. just willy-nilly You better change. look out because Emilio and Roberto might show up at the gate hold, <laughs> with, our, with our disguises on. Ready to pick him up and, and, and take him to some like uh, San Diego flop house and abandon him. If that happens, know. Pablo's stopping by too. <laughs> <laughs> Manuel is not on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, He's you should like, catch why Harley do I have with... four drivers? <laughs> you should catch uh, Harley up with your idea, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. We So I know when he's landing and where he's landing and the gate number, of course, and all that stuff. And I was joking, like, like it'd be funny if me and Chiz got went to San Diego and I know there's people in the San Diego area because they do Comic Con and everything there to do like full prosthetic makeup on us and make us look like Mexican drivers and show up there with a sign that has his name on it and pick him up at the airport and basically kidnap his ass and uh and, and just take him off somewhere weird and fuck with him. Um, of course, you know, that's I chill. thought you were gonna say and fuck him by the way for a second. I was like, oh I like where this is going. You better film it at that point. I wanna fuck that yeah. big dirty belly button of his. That's it's what I be want. Evidence. Yeah. <laughs> his belly button is seven inches deep. You could, you could, you could just. Ooh. I could get half oh, of it in there. The you're surgery, saying there will be no belly button because they pour <laughs> it out like the way geologists make <laughs> soil samples. Apparently, you know? <laughs> this is from the Cretaceous period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did think that you lose your belly button after that surgery. I, we'll you have to see count if he the does. rings to see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it's really great if you guys do all that prosthetic stuff, but like, and then he gets in the car, but you just drive him home. (laughs) (laughs) You just bring him back. It'd be a long fucking drive. You've been going east for 16 hours. I'm not sure (laughs) if this is the right way. Gas the car. Just, just, just have some, some, like, uh, some, some breathers, rebreathers hidden in somewhere and just gas the car so he's out. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Chloroform his ass and then just put him in the back seat and then just be like, you're here. Wow, well, that's what I, you can do. I, uh, I look forward to him getting a surgery. I want to see the aftermath, and uh, I hope he loses all the weight because I think he'll look really weird. Instead of a thumb, <laughs> he's gonna be a pinky. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you to know, I I know someone who uh, their dad just did the gi- gastric bypass. Yeah, and like like beat it. <laughs> like yeah, just he he, he like he ate and got sick and like ate and got sick and like just continued and and did it and just like. Apparently, like, popped the staples off and everything and, like, was just, like, he's back to normal. Like, he just beat that game. Jesus like, he, it was almost like it was a challenge for him, I guess. That's but. like a heroin addiction level of food addiction to eat through your stomach staples as you're like, oh, this hurts. It's so terrible. 
oh, I need, I need five more sleeves of Oreos now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just exactly. force it down to where, like, your gullet's filling up. <laughs> oh, it sounds fucking terrible. This I is what's going to happen. Surgery. I think he's going to get the surgery because I know it's all booked and scheduled and stuff. And he'll just get on the plane and make it happen. I think there is a chance he won't because I mean, he has a history of backing out last second. But I think he's going to do it. And I think it's going to work. At least in the short term, it'll work. And the yeah. whole world will be shocked and amazed at his progress. There'll be another level of Wings of Redemption resurgence as his look is transformed into that of a thinner man. I think that's going to happen in the next year and a half. I, and then he, so. uh, he's already saving up for the skin surgery, which I think we've talked about. The skin surgery is even more expensive than the weight loss surgery, right? He said that he's not more. getting it. but And some people think the skin surgery is like a bad thing and stuff. But I... I'd be psyched if, if he needs that skin surgery. That suggests a level of success that most people thought he would never have. That skin surgery is a is a badge of honor for for yeah, having achieved cross, you something. that bridge. I think you cross that bridge at a certain point, you know. But I, definitely, anyone who goes down that path, that's what you're going to want to do. Yeah, you're going to feel better, and the only thing that's going to be holding you back is a feeling better is that what it once was, you know, like. You're going to be hanging and yeah, exactly. Boogie Boogie spoke about that even, you know? Yeah. You, like you can you can see people in public who haven't got the skin surgery yet. Like you probably noticed they always have their shirts tucked in to their their pants and they'll be like a skinny looking dude, like a skinny fat kind of look, but not like an obese person and you can see like the folds of their skin like hanging into that like, you know, polo pouch or it's, it's like it's they tuck in their shirt and their belly. They like tuck their belly in. Yeah. yeah, dude. A, that's... a high percentage of Lowe's employees have this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm the not grocery sure store or the Home Depot store? The Home Depot store, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Home Depot's the same. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope he gets it. And I think he will. I think Kyle's going to win that $5. Yeah, I'm winning that 5 bucks. Woody and I have a bet. We bet that whether he would or we not, would not get the surgery within this calendar year. And I said he would, and Woody said he wouldn't. And I was terrified that I had lost my bet and I was going to be out the big five buckaroonies uh, for, for months now. Now I have that fear. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let me uh, do a couple ad reads and then I want to ask Harley if he's ever uh, gotten laid on a plane. Uh, when it comes to your health, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day. Quip knows that. They've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of those traditional electric brushes. And guiding pulses alert you when it's time to switch sides, making brushing the right amount effortless. Quip also comes with a mount and that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere whether it's going in your gym bag or your carry-on. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did. Find out for yourself why. Quip starts at just $25, and if you, uh, if you go to getquip dot com slash pka right now you'll get the first refill pack for free with a quip electric toothbrush that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash pka spelled g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash pka i'm a big fan of my uh my quip toothbrush been using it uh i don't know how long we've had them as a sponsor it seems like months and months yeah now. a few months now i've been using it ever since it arrived it's fantastic i've definitely gotten one of the uh the refill packs so probably four months now that we've been that i've been using that as my as my toothbrush and i like it a lot it's a um, big 
Also sponsored by uh, Casper Mattresses. This episode of PK is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. Their breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. Casper offers two other mattresses, the Wave and the Essential. The Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body, and the Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night. Casper also offers a wide array of uh, array of other products, like pillows and sheets, to ensure an overall better sleep experience, all designed, developed, and assembled in the USA. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. So start sleeping better today and get $50 toward any select mattress, uh, excuse me, toward select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash PKA and using code PKA at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's casper.com slash PKA, promo code PKA at checkout for $50 toward select mattresses. Check them out. We've all used our Casper mattresses for a very long time. They work great for sleeping, for putting wine glasses on and jumping on because it won't move, and also for having sex. Absolutely. So, all those things, fantastic. All the things that beds are meant for. All the things that beds are meant for. So check them out. Harley, have you ever uh, uh, had any kind of sexual uh, uh, sexual intercourse on an aeroplane? You know it? No, I haven't, actually. No? Mm-hmm. No. Well, I never I did a, that. I got a handy one time, but it was very awkward and scary. Um, Why? I, I was really... <laughs> Why is it so because I was afraid we were going to get caught, and they were going to like put me on a no-fly list or something, and and I I was flying so much at the time Look, that would be a huge the thing, deal. Here's the thing I'm curious about. Like, let's say like let's say you're in the back of the plane. Yeah. And you're getting handy. And the stewardess walks by and she looks at both of you and she goes, "What is going on here?" And you look her right in the eye and you're like, "Nothing, nothing at all." How will she have the or he have the ability to put you on a no-fly zone when at the end of the day it's like, "Well, you're going to believe her." Or are you going to believe both of us? I think they'll believe her. <laughs> I, I think if like this matronly, you know, 45-year-old flight attendant goes up to the cockpit and is like, Cap- Captain Stewart, uh, there's the pe- Captain Stewart comes to the back and you just do this. Just like a <laughs> oh, what? I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> Excuse me? A hand job? You think <laughs> this guy thinks I'd get a hand job now. Yeah. Ooh, if anything, I masturbate. Yeah. Get out of here! And at one yeah. point, I saw it. I, I just, saw I it. just feel like I feel like <laughs> I've like got a little. It is, it right? is a crime. <laughs> it is a crime. But, but like, if I walked outside and a guy was like jerking off on the street, and I like grabbed him by the ear and called the cops, and the cops came, and I'm holding this man down, I'm like, he was just jerking off. They'd be like, okay. uh uh, how how describe the penis. How yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for a penis lineup. Well, Man, Michael Jackson did that. That could work, but I'm assuming you got this handy like under your sweater or like under yeah, a blanket. Yeah, there was a blanket. You know, we used one of those Delta Airline blankets. One of those. I'm red... sure you didn't like stand up in the aisle and put one leg up on the seat that you were sitting what? in before while she's like seated and doing it. What <laughs> level sure. of privacy did you have? Was there oh, that's people actually, were in that, the that seats the across the if, hallway? If, if I guess? you're just like, I wasn't getting a jerk, jerked off at all. And then the guy in front of you was like, Air Marshal here. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> ah! We had pretty I good privacy. Oh, too. peeping Tom over here. Yeah, <laughs> we were. Uh, oh, well, he we, was peeping at nothing though, because we didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the back of the plane. 
Um, and uh, the situation was that I had a first class ticket and she had a coach ticket, and I left first class to join her. And everybody in first class applauded. I'd give you a hand if you did that for me. Right. And I, I got back there, and it was just she and I with three seats to ourselves, and no one else was around us. The only other people were in front of us. So there's nobody behind us, nobody to the left of us. So we had as much privacy as you can get on a plane. Hmm. Um, I have a different scenario. We have a video here. Uh, if you see, uh, you see this link here. Just before the video. Uh, wait, wait, so real quick. If I get a handy on a paramotor and I'm the only one there, is that cool or uncool? No, that's, <laughs> no. that's, that's a hate crime. Are talking about jerking off? <laughs> Are you talking about jerking off in the sky? Look, I like it my way better. <laughs> I they like call that, that a idea. supply like drop. Yeah, <laughs> across the aisle. I like the idea of like the, the, the pilot coming in the back and you being there in the pipe like, I want these motherfucking ropes off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm queued at zero on this uh, this video. Um, I am ready. Uh, is the video where it says watch the full video? That's what I'll click on. I, I uh, yeah, that has to be. I'm it. on the it top. Scroll down to yeah. the bottom right. There, there's like a button in there if you want. Do you want to watch the Twitter or the other one? I don't. Oh no, they're the same thing. Oh, yeah, I'm they? on the top one because that that one has a better player. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. I hope. Ready, set, play. So basically, we're looking at a rear-facing camera. This couple is holding their phone up, and behind them, in the back of the plane, kind of like what I described a moment ago, there is a girl riding this guy, and they are fucking right there on the plane in their seat. <laughs> Good for them. I thought the traditional way to do this was to go to the bathroom. It is. Yeah, but you it know, is. that's rude, because other people have to go to the bathroom. This isn't bothering anyone. Look, there's a, look at that lady with a hat on who's just asleep and has no idea. I think, I think they're macking too. Load back there, like, but she's gonna hop off and drip cum everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna have a couple, couple loogies creeping down her inner thigh. Yeah, imagine if you're the next seat. person to sit in that seat, and there's just, just or if you're the, more, more in the more likely scenario, you're the flight attendant who has to go back and like wipe the loads down, like you're like you're working the booths at a at an adult theater. Ugh. I might be fucked yeah, up. I, mean, I don't I, find I think, that to be that offensive if there's no kids around. Harley, I think you're muted. I don't know if you yeah. that way on purpose. Yeah, it's not that offensive. I agree with you. As, as long as there's no kids, it, yeah, I don't really care. Exactly. I wouldn't want to be the guy in that third seat. Well, he seat. did not pull out, so we'll you know, see. Well, she can keep it in there until uh, I think we lost she you, Harley. Can't hear you. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. I mean, it, I mean can't, can't not hear very you, well, but yeah. yeah, Harley, you're muted. Oh, I heard a click as you jiggled something. Right yeah, I think. Hello. There you are. There you go. I you would, hear me? I would yep. fuck on a plane. Okay, cool. But lost uh, your video. I was going to say <laughs> that I, I feel like that is not enough evidence. Anyways, even right. though it is what it is, it's just like I'd be like, "Yo, the seatbelt light was off," and <laughs> she came and sat on my lap, and no one said we couldn't do that. And why did the stewardess come and tell us to not do it? And they would have seen very well that we weren't having sex. And look, you could see my pants are on over there. My pants. Yes, I, I, but you I, ordered the lasagna I, and it smells like fish. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, by the way. This is me in the video. I did it. That was me. Uh, I, uh, I just feel like... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, unless I, they I, run a rape kit on her, just denied. Well, deny. The shaggy defense. How, how could they prove it? Is that enough evidence? You know, I mean, we see videos of like people literally getting shot by other people. And we're like, I don't know, self defense. <laughs> but this one, it's like, 
I'd be like, no, you're not. This is completely different from what you think it is. I know it looks bad, but it's not it. I know, you cannot prove that my penis was in her. I know I bring this up repeatedly, but the Shaggy defense is perfect here. The, it, it's that song, you know, that, it wasn't but me. you saw me in the bathroom. It wasn't me. But you saw it me in the bathroom. It wasn't me. It's called this sh- It's when a legal strategy when the defendant flatly denies guilt despite overwhelming evidence against them. That's what yeah. you're suggesting here, the Shaggy defense. Yeah, yeah I'd be like, me. That's, that's me. But we weren't doing that. <laughs> Comment banging on the Before airplane? The it wasn't banging. <laughs> Row 38A, yes. And your girlfriend was in 38B? Yes. And those two passengers were having intercourse. No, that wasn't me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah. And your girlfriend was in 38B? No, she was also in 38A. No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I have you have you guys ever done anything like that? Not like that on a plane, but like in the bathroom of a plane? I haven't done. I never have. I don't have any. No, no, yeah. like not fucking stories. I've been. Lo- I've done like locations. Uh, yeah. Where you shouldn't. One time, yeah, a long like time that. ago, I, I flirted too big, with I'm a too girl. Big for that, I don't care. I don't want to be a part of the mile high. I'd have to like literally. I'm like already. I'm in there trying oh. to like piss and like trying not to piss on myself when I'm in there just pissing. You can't fit another human being in there with me. Yeah, yeah I forgot you're, how you're tall, tall you were. You're like, are you six four, six? What are you? Five? Six. Six, uh, six, five, six, six. Okay. Six, seven on Tinder, you know. <laughs> six, seven on Tinder. <laughs> when I That's was, when you when get I to the was. point of too tall. Like, yeah. if I see someone who's hot, taller than six, six, I, like, what goes through my head is, like, someone who's gangly and, like, the proportions yeah. didn't fill like, out right. you know, if, if you put six, seven, you're like, oh, I don't want to see this guy. His pants are going to be too short. He's going to be wearing yeah. big, weird, shiny Velcro shoes. <laughs> you're like, I'm tall. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only thing Amazon delivers. <laughs> My size. Size 19. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Yeah, what what uh what's the weirdest place? You said you've done it a couple times in you know, inappropriate locations. Well, when maybe. I was uh when I was uh like a football player, uh like I hooked up with uh, a cheerleader on the team under the bleachers. Mm. Like after a game. Now I was outside in Nido. That was cool. Nice. Nice. Did you have um, her like grabbing on to like the hex bars or whatever underneath it as you were giving it to her, or were you on the grass being real dirty? No, there was no grass. It was like it was actually like pavement under that, and she was just like forward, like holding like the the bleacher bar, and yeah. I was like behind her pumping, like you know, hands on my hips. Do you feel like dope <laughs> as fuck? Uh, it was it was more like. I didn't even need to finish or enjoy it. It was just like it was in high school. So back then it was like, yo, we got to do it because then we did it and then it's done. And then it's like a thing that I did that I'm so cool and I could tell my friends I did it. And that's the most important part is that people know that I have sex, not that I <laughs> do it or I'm good or I enjoy it or anything. It's just to tell people that I'm doing that someone thinks highly enough of me to let me stick my cock in her pussy. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to be like that all the time. I used to always be like, oh, thank you for that, by the way. Thank you so much. For doing that with me you used to say that yeah i used to always like it'd be done i was like thank you and they'd be like what the fuck are you talking about i'd be like just to you know fucking unfuckable ogre like me thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. i used i mean like me at like my biggest like epic meal time like my biggest smelliest like just like basically like busting bacon grease i used to sit there and be like i'd look at the girls and i'd be like why are you doing this yeah. Uh, you don't want to do this. Because you get a million views of video. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had muscles glasses. You know? <laughs> uh, how is he nowadays? Do you know? 
Well, he's vegan. He's uh, 100% vegan. What? And, like, uh, he does CrossFit. Doesn't eat any meat. I didn't see um, that Him and coming. Tyler, they both, they're both vegan guys. They don't eat any meat. And, uh, listen, man, I, I mean, it was years ago that, you know, I, I like the guys. I respect their life decisions. But it was years ago that I just, like, I mean, now it's 2018. I hate to say it to all the people that, you know, loved old Epic Mealtime. I called it. Called it. I knew it. They weren't dedicated to the cause. <laughs> And, you know, one one little bump and they go full vegan like that. And nothing against vegans, by the way. But, you know, obviously it doesn't fit within the Epic Mealtime brand. I just find it funny that, like, you know, Muscles Glasses is like 100% vegan CrossFit. It makes me feel like Epic Mealtime was like an abusive boyfriend. And he's like a girl and he's like, I'm never going to be with someone like that again. <laughs> I only eat carrots now. Now, he left with a little cloud of conflict, right? Am I right about that? Yeah. Well, what happened was, like, essentially it was uh, – it was like six months of a back and forth of, you know, him being like, you know, essentially asking to get paid more than myself and anyone else got or anything like that. And uh, I don't blame him. He was young and a lot of people, you know, forced his hand to an extent. And after six months of like discussing it, I was kind of like at one day I woke up and I was like, yo, you haven't been on for six months and the show's still going on. So I'm not so worried about your leverage because we're still existing and yeah. it's no longer like it, like people still miss him and people still want him. And I loved having the character on the show. I actually always preferred to work with Tyler. And I liked Tyler's input on the show. Muscles glasses. Which one was did, Tyler? He wore like big chains and stuff. And like, you know, he was like a, like, had like kind of like a gangster, goofy okay. mental vibe. Uh, but he was actually fun and funny. And he was like, you know, very comedic. Alex was just like, you know, jacked and. And ate ate the food, but uh, it wasn't like he was a professional eater or anything like that. He was just like a uh, you know he had big biceps, called the muscle glasses. It was a great character. The character was great. I felt he like the editing well enough to not wear sunglasses on camera. <laughs> the okay. editing yeah. made muscles glasses into a big character. Like sometimes he didn't do anything. He just sort of zoom he, in he had, on him and he had yeah. one episode where he like it was him and Furious Pete. Like they did a poutine eating contest in Montreal. And the video's still up there. And, uh, like, Pete, man, Pete literally ate, who's actually a legit professional eater, ate, like, 80% of this gigantic poutine while Muscles, like, slowly ate 20%. And, like, on one of the last bites, Muscles just barfed everything. <laughs> it's automatic. You lose. So we lost. And I went over to the winning team, and I was like, oh, man, so cool. You guys beat Muscle Glasses, Furious Pete. You're legends. They're like, yeah, thanks. I'm like, can I see the trophy? They're like, yeah. And I, like, went and I, like, turned around. And, like, I was like, yo, Alex, hold it for a second. And, just, <laughs> and our cameraman was across the room who you didn't see. And he's now filming Furious Pete and Alex holding the trophy. And then I took it back to them, and I gave it to him, Like, hey, man, there you go. And they're like, cool. And then we edited and cut up that <laughs> video right away. And then the Montreal Gazette newspaper published based on our video that they won. <laughs> so they wrote they won, everything like that. I was a part of this, like, huge lying conspiracy. <laughs> all because legitimately he's just actually, like, was uh, an actor. Like, he played a part. And he got, he got paid to eat bacon. And that's why I had a big issue with, like, the falling out. Because I was like, dude, man, we're paying for your school. 
and we pay flight for you to go from Montreal back to LA. We fly you down like once a month because you're working at school. And that one day a month, we film you in like four different bacon strip shirts to make it look like four different episodes. And then you're gone for a month and you get a salary. Like only only someone like, you know, like that maybe wouldn't have had a full-time real job at the point at that time wouldn't have realized how good that was. Yeah. And you gotta realize everyone would be like, oh, Harley's such a kike or whatever like that. But <laughs> I was driving a Sentra. Yeah, I was driving like a Nissan Sentra. Like I was not doing it up. Like how I could have been doing it up. I could have been a fucking boat. Mm-hmm. I could have been living with White Boy Seventh Street in Miami, Florida. You know, but like instead, like you, you know, I you. I wasn't even doing anything myself. So I was just like, I was like, bro, let's not beat around the bush. You get paid to fucking eat bacon once a month. Like relax. Like like relax with all this. And so we never lined up on it. It never made sense. And so I when I came to Montreal, I was like. Tyler's going to be in a video and I would like for you to be in the video too. And if you don't come to the video, I'll consider that you resign from the company. And Tyler showed up that day, but he didn't show up that day. So I sent him a letter being like, okay, I accept your resignation. Unfortunately, you know, I wish it could have been amicable, but you just went dark for six months. Um, And that was that. But then like four days later, my brother hits me up and he's like, don't respond. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, just don't respond. And then I get a message from my manager. He's like, it's best to ignore these type of things. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I went and looked and it's like an article being like, Harley lied to me and said I would get millions of dollars. And he said that I was going to get this. And he's a lying Jew. And 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 I don't like that the business was like a business and it wasn't fun. It was all about a business. And it's like, damn, man, this shit was a business for me like from the beginning. From the very beginning, I was the only one that was putting thousands of dollars into it. I was like putting my name on like if the if the fourth episode caught fire and burnt my mom's house down. Like we're not, it's not anything. Nothing's happening. It's all bad. You know, there's nothing else. We almost burnt the house down ages ago. But like, it was funny because like the whole sentiment, I'm sure that article's still out there. It was like Harley said, it's not, it's not fun anymore. It's a business. And Harley said this, and we didn't get that. And you should give me millions of dollars. And it's like, it was like nonsense. So after that, I was like, well, that's dumb. Like I always felt like, you know, we, there's a way to go. Like if you quit your job, okay, quit your job. You know, but don't go and be like, I quit my job and I didn't like the way he runs his business. Because even though I did, I thought I was nice and I thought I was very loyal. And I've always, I've, I've been loyal more than anything to everyone that's ever worked at Epic Mealtime. I always felt like that it was just so weird to leave and be like, I didn't like the way he ran his business. It's just, fuck out of the business and don't write an article saying you didn't like it to what? To appeal to. 13 year olds and 14 year olds but at the end of the day it's funny because the like no one jumped to his side really because they you know they just called me a jew but they didn't support him on future endeavors because it was like man you got paid to eat bacon once a month why would people really back that like you had a great job i absolutely i remember when you did you you were in la doing the 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 star wars episode with chris hardwick and uh you're kind enough to invite me in and uh me and muscles you got a lot of having a dream Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I I was happy to help if that if that was the case. I always had fun. Plus, with there was shoot. there was a higher and, chance that uh, we were going to be slamming like me some and hoes. muscles. <laughs> Sorry, continue. That, no, I was saying that, that, that we too. would be that too. Yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. they usually showed up when we when we were together. <laughs> talking all over each other. <laughs> I, I fucked two of the. I fucked a couple of those chicks that showed up to to, to the ski lodge. One of those chicks that never mind. Um. So and uh, me and muscles glasses were gonna like and uh, we were drinking incredible hulks for some reason, which is hypnotic and Hennessy mixed together. And you poured us a glass like this, like a like yeah. like a, yeah. a full, 
That's cool. how I knew it was going to be a good episode. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I drink all of mine. And I look over at Muscles, and he has sipped that motherfucker down like, like this much. And I'm like, what? You didn't drink it? And in the editing, of course, it makes it look like we both finish our glasses or whatever. Meanwhile, I'm outside, like, forcing myself to vomit <laughs> in an alley to try to get the poison out of my system. And I'm blasted for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was, was the one it. where you I... broke the bottle and ate out of it, right? No, that, no, was, no, that, that was another one. one. That was another one. That was still, I, like, I remember getting on the plane. I was like, yo, guys, wasn't it fucked up what Kyle did there with that <laughs> bottle? I'm like, that dude's fucked up. <laughs> He's got a knife. He's got a knife that shoots the blade off also. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, whatever, man. He's got a boat. We don't even have boats, so we're leaving the show. My favorite seems like the Epic Mealtime like... guys were very singularly focused on Kyle's boat aspect of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like managing I... Harley? Like, it, it, that party, that's part of your gig, right? You actually manage people and try and keep them happy and stuff. Do you, do you find that that sucks or... Do you like it? I I've, I have to be, uh, like, essentially my role, what I did come into doing, um, a major aspect of my role is literally being a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. That's what CEOs do, essentially, at, at, at major corporations. Is they're cheerleaders. They keep people happy, and they get the, the morale going. And, like, if there's issues and stuff, and they oversee it all. And, like, for me, like, I, I, like, I used to watch, like, you know, I'd look at the Backstreet Boys or something like that. At night or the end sync, and I'd be like, I wonder if the other guys are bothered by Justin Timberlake or yeah. if they're mad yeah, that with Destiny's Child. Yeah, exactly. I used to think like that and be like, I, I wonder how I would feel in that scenario, you know? I I guess like to an extent it's like I did kind of feel like what it was like to be in a band, and it was a lot of elements were like a boy band. And like I used to deal with stuff in the early days, people would come up to me and be like, yo how come that guy was the last bite? Like, I don't know. So I'll edit you last bite next episode. But I edited him last bite. And he's like, yo, I appreciate you editing me last bite. But the guy who got last bite last episode, how come he was first bite this time then? <laughs> last bite then first bite? And I'm like, okay, so I'll put you first. And then it was like, we go on trips and trips are like, you know how rare it is that like a trip would be like, yeah, we want to have all six of you idiots here. You know, <laughs> they would be like uh, Harley and two other guys. So yeah. I would rotate them, you know, like Alex and Tyler came to see you guys. But on another trip, I went to go do Jim Kana with Amir. And then on Vegas trip, I went with Josh. You know, I rotated the guys. I always switched it around. I was constantly trying to make everyone happy. And I think if I would go back in time, and I know it's like it's it'll sound jaded now, but it's not. I think it would just be the right thing to have done is to just go there and have been like, uh, fuck everyone. Muscles glasses goes on everyone every trip. He's the most popular. Even though I'm the least closest with Alex as a person outside of the scope of this, the audience has spoken, and I shall only bring Alex with me and everyone else. You guys should understand that. But I didn't do that. I tried to like you try and make everyone happy and you end up making no one happy. And it's more important that you're just like, this is it. This is how it'll be. And that's the way that's the best for the product. And I never did that. I always tried to wear my friend hat and my business hat. But when you're wearing your friend hat for a minute and then be like, oh, no, this is one for the business hat. People are like, man, it's not fun for you anymore. It's just a business. And it's like, no, the whole thing's a fucking business. I was just trying to wear my friend hat because we're actually friends also. Yeah. But I, I know that if I go back in time, if I 
just beeline to one thing and didn't try and make people happy, all of them, and just did what was best for the show, that's probably what would work out the most. But but, ju- but juggling the politics was always the the one thing I did not like to do and I didn't enjoy. And it would be like, you know, someone's writing and they're like, he only writes funny jokes for him. And then someone's editing. They're like, he always edits the best shots for him. And it's like, there was always something. And then when it turns, like when the whole thing boils over, they're just like, Harley's a crazy angry Jew that promised everyone millions of dollars (laughs) and kept it in the back of his, the trunk of his Sentra. (laughs) (laughs) Harley's fucking, Harley's fucking like literally like I, like I, I will tell you this. Okay. And I promise you, this is the truth. I did not have the biggest ego on Epic Meal Time. And I can comfortably say I have a big ego, and I always have had that to an extent. But I I had been grounded before that. I I had like, you know, I had like family members that are just like, you're not that cool. You're not that hype. <laughs> Whereas everyone else were just being like, yo, like Harley can't do this shit without you, B. And like there, there were some there, there were some major ego. One person that's never had an ego in this ever, Amir, never had an ego. Yeah, was never like you should give me more of this or anything like that. One of the challenges I used to have when running Woodycraft is a lot of people would work for me because they wanted to be my friend. You know, so here I am. I think I'm paying them to be community manager. And I think in their head, or, or whatever it was, developer, game this or that, or all the jobs, um, to them, a lot of what they wanted was for me to spend massive amounts of time with them in team speak. And they would come to me every so often and be like, Woody, in the last three weeks, you know, we've hardly hung out. And it's like, yeah, I know. That's not what I like. Oh, my God. You're like, I hired you because I'm really busy, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and, and like if I'm in team speak with you the whole time, every step, like, then I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. But, like, you're, you exist because this is like my time with my kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I could go on. I'm afraid people would start getting me and figure out who was who. Like, we had an employee, and at yes. the end, I got ghosted. Like, the, the, so everyone worked from home, right? It's not like we had an office or anything. And uh, Woody Craft is slowing down and I'm starting to, like, you know, lay people off and, and just, you know, close the doors. And they work from home. So, you, like, I don't carefully keep up on, like, what they're doing and just ghosted, just sort of stopped working. Kept collecting pay, of course, but just stopped working. And uh, that's the way to do it. I, Eventually, well, it, it turned out not to be because I was going to give out a severance that I thought was fair, you know. Bonuses. That, and I was, yeah, I, you know, I was not fucking around with it. Like, it was like a, generous a, guy. I talked to my father about it and you're like, hey, what's right and wrong in this? And, you know, how do we how do we do this professionally? And uh, then it's like, well, fuck, they're not going to reply to me for the last two weeks. That's your fucking minuscule severance. You know, yeah, I tried to contact you about your bonus, but. You ghosted me. Yeah. So you didn't get one. That's how it wrapped I divided up. up. I divided well, up. Divided up amongst the the good employees. <laughs> Harley, when when you came to our house down in Georgia, I felt like that was a ridiculous night. Were there other shoots that were like that? Because just to like lay it out there, like we had those two crazy bitches that we found in South Carolina who literally got so rowdy and out of shape. She was like, I'm a lawyer, and then she like got naked and like, I, she was like get those videos are somewhere. Dogs. Somewhere I have those videos of her big pepperoni nipples and and like her on the floor with like magic marker all over her face. Wait, Look at him; he's he's remembering the pepperoni. Is nipples. this from the the ski trip? No. no. Oh, oh no, no. no it's different. You would have remembered this. No. This well, what happened right at the ski trip is at one point 
it started to get into cigar a party, right? Would you say cigar and what? Some someone put a cigar in someone else's butt. Someone put a cigar in someone's butt. I wasn't there for that. At some point, there was it a felt good. It, it turned uh, into no, a. No, it was your butt, <laughs> and I put the cigar there. <laughs> At some point, it turned into a party, and I was like, one, like this isn't where I should be. I'm a married man, and two. I'm like a drag on this whole thing, right? These guys all potentially going to fuck each other and I'm old <laughs> and out of it. And what, like, so I went back to my it room. Like me and Kyle are just fucking and you're like, I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> so yeah, well, there were girls there. So I went to my room and I, at one point I heard someone loudly making orgasm noises. Now I don't think that it, they were actually like fucking on the coffee table downstairs or whatever. I'm picturing it being some kind of show, striptease act. Like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm listening to it through the door of my room. And do you remember the orgasm noises? Not that specifically, (sighs) but I do remember things getting crazy and being like, man, Woody, how... Where's Woody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that guy hates me. (laughs) Right, right. No, No, you didn't want me there. Like, you didn't want me during that part of the... I would have just... What behaved, watched from the side like a creepy old person? That's you, actually that's were, that's the best part. <laughs> you know who did do exactly what you're describing? All right, so like there was the guy that owned the place. We rented out the entire ski lodge. And there was the guy who owned the place and he had a friend who was like maybe 70. This old guy, this old fucking dude. I played and chess with he him. He was what Woody is describing. He was the creepy old dude who was just hanging around in the background. Like, we were, like, downstairs in, like, the rec room, and one of the girls was, like, giving me a lap dance. Like, it wasn't anything, like, sexual or anything, but she was, like, giving me a lap dance. A little sexual, maybe? And, like, <laughs> I mean, like, a little, I guess. I mean, it was a lap dance, but all of our clothes were on and everything, and it was just kind of a fun thing. Like, it was just silly. You know, there was music playing, and she, she the, the old guy is like, excuse me, we had a game of pool going here, because he was playing pool with the girl a moment before, and I'm just like, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares about your goddamn pool game? Her ass is on my on my crotch over here. We're at, we're dancing over here. We're having a good time. Like like before I went to bed. I I think the first night. And mind you, this is Vermont. If you're not American, that's cold in January. Oh yeah, it, there, this much. It blizzard like two feet recently, and she pulls out. She's in a bikini. And I remember her saying, like, yeah, this bikini's, like, saggy here and here. I'm saving my hot one for tomorrow night. And I don't know what happened that next night, but I imagine her good bikini was involved. It was great. We went out <laughs> into the snow, and I took pictures. Oh, yeah. She was wearing boots, boots, a bikini bottom, and, like, a vest. Yeah. Yeah. Is this? It was this. great. This is true? It was great. We went out in the snow and had, yeah, we went out in the snow and had a photo shoot. I, I took pictures of her wearing the, yeah. wearing the whole getup. It was great. Ah, the and next then we went upstairs morning. and things went awry. I remember right. also. I don't know remember how much... we, we sent it to. We sent it. We went up the street to like a neighbor's house where there's like a party, and we sent her in, and she walked by herself to like a party. So they were having this party, and you saw through the glass. We were watching from far, and she like goes up to the door, like the neighbors, which was like probably like a five minute walk away, and like knocks on the door, and they open it, the door, and there's just like this girl there, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Is she like, in a bikini middle of nowhere. In this? It's like this is how horror movies start. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was uh, she was looking for something, but they didn't have it. The next and, uh, morning, she was like, it, I, I, my impression is she might have found something somewhere during the night. Because the next morning, she was just blitzed, and she's hanging on me, like on my shoulder and stuff. And it's like, girl, I don't know. Can't touch me like <laughs> yeah. this. She was, look, I, won't describe, look, I won't describe which girl or anything because of, of certain things. But like 
there was a girl, let us just say, that I went upstairs with, and uh, Harley was like, suck his dick from down the hallway. And I was like, maybe she uh, I didn't do that. I'm kidding. Continue. You did exactly that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think she was gonna, but then she produced some Vicodin and started crushing it up on the nightstand and snorting it. And I had never seen that before. I and saw I saw that move as well, and I was like, "That is not something I would ever do." She and looks should up you at me. do that? She looks up at me, real silly-eyed, real real glazed over, and she's like, "You want some?" And she offers me like a rolled-up twenty. And as she does it, crumbles of pill fall out of her nostril, and I was just <laughs> like, "You know what? I actually have a girl waiting back in my bed." think i'm gonna call it a night and that was the point where the where the other chick vomited on muscles <laughs> they were in bed together and he was just about to get laid and she threw up on him <laughs> wow did anyone fuck vicodin chick i did not i i'm sure harley did yeah nice. that's 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 a yes we're getting from harley um uh, I, i'm good for him Good for him. I'm glad he did. That wasn't even the craziest trip in my opinion. Honestly, when you when when they came down <laughs> when they came down to my place, like those two. Yes, Woody. The answer is yes to your question that you typed. Harley, I now um, know which one it is, and thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. She was she was very pretty. Um, and but then like when you guys came down to my place, we had found these two girls in South Carolina who were okay, I guess. And at first, they seemed like normal chicks. One of them was our waitress at a bar, and uh, the other one was like another waitress at the bar who showed up like the next the next day, and the blonde and the brunette. And the brunette at the party at the sh- at the shoot for Epic Mealtime video is getting blitzed, and she's feeding white boy Jack Daniels like she's nursing a baby. She's got like, a, <laughs> like, like literally, and, and like I remember going outside and being like, "Hey, hey, don't give him any more alcohol. He's he's drunk he's already." Cut off. He's cut off. Cut and he's off. like in a ghillie suit, like. <laughs> I come back out there, and she's been, she's continued to nurse alcohol into him like a baby. And what no one knew is White Boy had eaten half a family-sized bottle, a bag of Reese's Pieces, which he then starts vomiting onto my out on my back porch couch. And, and he didn't vomit like projectile. He vomited like that guy we saw in L.A. on the side of the street that time. He's like, <laughs> kind of like it's gurgling like, out. It's just it's just piddling out of his uh, mouth onto the couch. Kitty's, Kitty's what does that look like? Is it really orange? Really yellow? It really... looked like peanut butter. Peanut, it looked like he was vomiting peanut butter, but it was Reese's Pieces and Jack Daniels. So then the brunette, Ugh. I don't I don't know. I guess we coaxed her to get naked, but she's like on her knees. No, we didn't. Those girls just turned it on out of nowhere, and we were <laughs> like, "This went. This happened." I I I, I, I it. The, the brunette did. was a real cock block, first of all, because like we, we had the brunette on her knees, topless, with her big pepperoni nipples, and then we all signed her face in Sharpie and her titties in Sharpie. We all signed me and, uh, and and Harley signed her titties and her face in Sharpie while I recorded with my phone, and she was she was down. Okay, yes, like, this, like, this girl was she. First of all, she was older than us. She was fully yes. awake, fully alert. She, she was a lawyer. And, and then, like, some, some on the way between the two of them, they went crazy. 
And like you, you had to like get them out of there. I don't know. Did you call the cops? Is that what happened? Uh, this is what happened. I took the blonde upstairs to my bedroom, which had no privacy. I had a loft bedroom. Like like you're sitting in the living room, and you're like, yeah, that's Cal's bedroom right there. With no door. Like, didn't she come yeah. down like draped in a Russian flag? Like, oh, that's like, for the video. She comes out in the video <laughs> butt naked, except for a Russian flag. So I'm upstairs fucking the blonde. <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm like, trying to keep it quiet because like there is no space between us and everyone else in the party. Like you could throw a rock from our bed and hit Harley. Like we're just elevated up a floor. So I'm fucking her. And the brunette is downstairs like, get down here, we're leaving. Because she had sobered up a little bit and remembered she had a boyfriend. And, 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 and I'm just like, fucking bitch, I'm not done up here yet. I'm not, I'm not finished. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm fucking this blonde chick. And she's like, I, I guess I got to go. I guess really? I gotta... she, without finishing? Yes. That's so, polite. Bitch. I thought so. I mean, I, I, I fucked her again after that. But, but in any case, she goes down. She gets dressed, goes downstairs. And the brunette starts getting – we had already had this moment where we're shooting the video. Like, like the cameras are rolling. And, like, you know, it's – Epic Mealtime isn't scripted scripted, but it's choreographed to some extent. It's, it's like, like, it's like right. we're doing the intro now. Yeah. And now we're cooking. And we'll and do she, mid-trip. And yeah. she's, like, being loud in the background and giggling and stuff. And finally I'm like, shut the fuck up or get the fuck out. And she acted like I punched her in the face or something. I think even like I, I think like Kitty was like trying to coax her outside to go outside and just stop. And then it was and then one point you were just like, okay, like it's, just, it's fucking enough already. And I remember it was just like it it turned so fast and so weird. It went like it was like that one shot too many where it yeah. was like party and you do one more shot and you're like i don't like you guys and it's like i was there and we were all like what the fuck happened they called us and apologized later and like wrote like a long text to me being like i hope kyle forgives us i was like i don't think he's even thinking about you guys at all yeah <laughs> no because i'm on the phone with my cop buddy i'm like there's two bitches leaving my house fucking drunk as shit right now i was like can you come up here and get them and you come over and arrest him he's like well look here's the here's the thing dude I would be happy to come over there and arrest their asses and take them away. But the thing is, if they even say that you hit them or abuse them anyway, I gotta write up a report, and then you could get in trouble. I'm like, well, we haven't, we haven't done anything like that. I just want them to fucking leave because they're being like, a, like abusive and violent toward us, and they're talking about damaging my property. Like they need to go. He's like. Well, just see if you can get them to leave without me. And there's lots of guns just chilling on the couch. Everywhere. <laughs> like is there a law against cockpocking? Throughout this entire time, by <laughs> the way, should be. everyone is holding one or two guns yes, in this entire story. Sorry we didn't say that at the beginning. Yes. Everyone has guns in their belt, and there's knives everywhere. And Gator showed up. Gator showed up 20 minutes into the party Gator. with a black eye. He had gotten in a fight with two people and left them knocked out unconscious on a sidewalk somewhere. On the way there, he beat up two people. He's he, he's like he's like why and, don't you and, and me Tyler and muscles what it was about? And me Tyler yeah. and muscles. We were like, this is America. Yeah, <laughs> Gator was at the gas slipping. station getting getting gas before he came over because I, I was like, we got girls, we got booze, we got epic meal time. Come over here, we got bacon. And uh, and so he he goes to the gas station get some fuel and he heads over to my house. Well, as he's walking out of the gas station from like getting his soda or whatever, these guys are like staring at him and he's staring at them. And he didn't think much of it, but they apparently took umbrance with his staring 
and and they follow him down the road and like he Gator stops has stop re- Gator has resting fight me face. He he has resting fight me face. <laughs> <laughs> so so Gator is stop Scott is stopped at the stop sign and these guys pull in front of him like with their truck and get out and like challenge him to a fight and he he beats the shit out of both of them and then shows my house all like bruised up. He's like, "Why don't you answer your phone?" I'm like, "We're working here, man." He's like, "I need your backup." Yeah. So it looks like he handled it pretty well. So, uh, so yeah, that was a ridiculous night. I, my favorite part of the video is when I, you know, I shattered the bottle with the, with that big ass Bowie knife and then scooped up the mashed potatoes or whatever, but I stabbed the knife into the table, like this far from muscles glass, hand and he barely flinched. I thought that he was pretty does hard. It. For it's actually, I don't know if his eyes were closed behind his glasses or if he's just in this, he did not move. And I used to replay that. I'd be like, that is so damn impressive. Yes. You know, that, but that's actually like, that was his skill. Everyone on Epic Mealtime did have a particular superpower to an extent. And although we played Muscles Glasses as eating, like his real superpower is encompassed in that moment there. Like you had this knife, a knife that literally one of us touched and like your finger was just split open. And like he had it in his pants. This was a knife, by the way, that it was left in our bag. We brought it home in our equipment. And like Josh was like, oh, cool knife. He touched it and his hand was like hanging. And like, <laughs> like Alex pulls that. I would edit it. And I would be like, that fucking knife? Like he literally almost like filleted his dick. He pulls yeah. it out. And if you look at that episode, you see him pull it out. Like he literally, like he didn't have fear. And that's what, what he did best. Like he was excellent at that. You know, Tyler was fucking because i did i did bash the guys a little bit before like tyler's specialty was he's hilarious he's actually one of the funniest guys ever been on epic meal time dave production wise was the only person that was like you know what i'm gonna learn how to produce this shit so harley could pay me to produce it instead of him doing it all the time and josh knew how to cook josh really knew how to cook and he knew how to make cool recipes everyone had a special ability my, my literally my only special ability was like besides just being the one that brought it all together was just presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People be like, what the fuck do you do? And I'd be like, well, I bring the magic. I, I put all the pieces together. Yeah. There's this scene. There's this scene in uh, in Schindler's List where uh, lots of Jewish people. No, I'm kidding. There's a scene in Schindler's <laughs> List where Schindler is at the uh, he's there and he's convincing this Jewish factory owner. He's like, I, I'm going to buy your factory and we're only going to hire the Jews and you'll, you'll, you'll all get paid. You're going to get paid this amount, which is like less than 10%. And I'm going to take 90% and I'm going to do all that. And the, at the point is like, well, what are you going to do? And Schindler just is like, well, I'm going to be in charge of the presentation. And they're like, but this is a horrible deal. We can't do this with you. And he's like, but you can't do this otherwise because you know, the Nazis don't let Jews have jobs. And I remember being wasted with Lemmy. I don't know why we were wasted watching Schindler's List. Weird night. And I was like, bro, I'm like, that's me. I'm Schindler. I didn't do jack shit. I was in charge of presentation. And I saved all you Jews from I could have cooked more bacon. I could have cooked more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was that was one thing that I never I never imagined being like a manager like that, you know. Um, but well, I, people listen. who aren't in that position in the business world often wildly underestimate it. It's like that same kind of uh, like thing you see on social media where they're like, "Oh, a CEO makes that much money. All they do is sit on their throne and hand out edicts to their minions." And it's like, no, they don't. 
No, they, they do a fuck ton of work. Like, the people organizing everything, making those decisions, it's so much more than people think, but they have, like, the king and pauper mentality of, like, oh, he just fucks around and, and does whatever he wants. Not yeah, at all. It's true of management at every level. Everyone yeah, who know, looks above them thinks their manager does nothing and that they're doing all know, the work. I, yeah. I actually I actually experienced that kind of on this on this uh, podcast. Like, what happened was uh, I, that guy Dick Masterson was on. One of the last times I was on. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. I liked that episode. That was a good one. We had good talks. He was having... He We brought up the, uh, his lawsuit that he was experiencing... And then I remember after going and looking into it, because I find that stuff fascinating, because I experienced that myself, you know, a couple lawsuits throughout the span of Epic Mealtime. And I went looking, and I never saw, like, although I could see lots of writing about Dick's side, I never got the other side mm-hmm. of that scenario. And I remember going, there was always, like, Reddit comments, and everyone's got opinions, and I'm there, and I'm just like, I need to know the other side of this shit. Like, everyone's got an opinion, but you know how they always say there's three sides to every story? Three. My side, your side, and then the truth? Okay. Because yeah. it's like I will see it one way. You'll see it one way. Like I will hear Yanni. You'll hear Laurel. And we're both right. But the truth is neither of those are the truths. Both are being said at the same time. So there is like always three truths. And I find on the internet more than ever is like people want to have that educated decision. They want to have that, that great theory and they want to act like the theory is true. But in reality, like a lot of times, like unless you have all the facts, like you don't know anything, but more than ever on the internet, people love to act like they do know everything or they have all the answers. And I remember after going to that and being like, damn, like I want to get all of this, but I'm only getting one side. And I experienced that. Like when I had a falling out, like with this, uh, the muscles and Tyler thing, like I couldn't respond to that. Like now it's like six years later, it's like big deal. But at the time then, like I couldn't be like, yo, these guys are being fucking, they're jo- are they joking? They got paid to fucking eat bacon. What's everyone mad about? You know, <laughs> it was yeah. like I had to just to, to the position I was in, I couldn't <clears throat> say anything. But people still felt like, you know, I got, I had to like, I remember like for like a year, I like put like blocked words. I put like Jew and Kike as blocked words on my videos. So like you couldn't comment that because people were killing it. Now I turned that off. So you guys could feel free to go on the latest Epic Meal Time, call me a Jew. Uh, <laughs> but like I'm doing it now. There, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed when you turned it off. <laughs> 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 now my <laughs> weird tirades will be visible for all to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whenever I, have, I see, uh, whenever I see that stuff, I'm always like, "Oh man, I wonder." Like, I, I know what's going on. Like, I have I have buddies who like, uh, you know, it was it was actually uh, it was uh, the kind of funny guys like Greg Miller and stuff. And he, he made a, an epic mealtime joke or something, and it was all it was him and his buddies, and they just started their thing, and. Uh, he made a joke. I forget what the joke was, but I, I couldn't help but like making a comment on like what is probably when you're first starting a business with like your four friends and you're all like equally established. How do you break down the work? How do you break down everything? How does this company infrastructure structure exist? And I couldn't help but like poking fun of that particular scenario, except it was just me and all of them at the table. And I was like, hey, and they were all there like, like way too true to be funny. <laughs> like it was way too true. Way too, it's like, you know, people, people always like, don't go into business with your friends. I need to say that that's not true. Just make sure you establish your boundaries beforehand. And that's all. Cause working with your friends is awesome. 
It's like a great time. It's like cool. It's like, you know, you're working with your friends. And I do love those kind of funny guys. They're great. I went to kind of funny three uh, live three, I think, or the fourth one. But no, I've always been, you know, Greg Miller is the only guy that's ever been on Epic Meal Time. And this says a lot because I've done Epic Meal Times with Kyle, where I went up to him and I was like, Greg, you're too drunk. You have to stop. And if the <laughs> sauce boss, if the fucking sauce boss is coming up to you like, bro, I'm sorry, you got to stop drinking. Your fuck. <laughs> like you're really, really done. <laughs> like you're really, he had his Who, shirt off. His he was Greg Miller. Oh, okay. Game over Greggy. And uh, he was just like, <laughs> yeah, he had his shirt off. He was just so fucked up. And I, like, if the Epic Meal Time guy on Epic Meal Time is like, bro, this is not the time to get that fucked up, you're really fucked up. Like, you're a couple of drinks away from being dead. I, uh, <laughs> I, have, an, I have an AMA question here. There's a, an attached image, if you want to show this gentleman off to the people, Woody. He says, uh, for Kyle, how do you take the pussy? Jokes aside, I am 20 years old and a virgin. I'm 5'10", clean. And confident in a solid seven on a good day. Yet he's two decades later, he's 20. 20? Uh, 20. Yeah, yeah it's two this decades later. pick in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't gotten my dick wet after 20 years. I know it shouldn't be some life altering circumstance, but it genuinely does kind of wreck me in a way. Is it as simple as lowering my standards? Should I just become gay? Help me, PKA. You're my only hope. Picture. Are you wearing a shirt with a hole in it? Um, yeah. By no, that's an emblem. Easily fixed. No, 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 no. An that's an like emblem? a polo shirt or something. Like it's, 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 it, that's an emblem. Is it an emblem? It could be. I'm, I'm torn. I don't know. I, I think it's some sort of emblem. Let's if you I, can't tell, if that is a that hole, shirt. I need to. Say, I'll, I'll say this: a hole on a shirt which might be we a don't hole. Think much of, or uh, like uh, dirty fingernails, which we might not think of. Or whatever, like girls see the things that we don't pay attention to. Exactly. Yeah. It's Listen. definitely a dirty, wrinkly shirt. There's no getting past that. If you look like by I'm his belly button, now, you can see. I think it's a hole. This. Yeah. And we're seeing his shorts behind the hole. Yeah, I think, I so think too. I'm yeah. right. I think you're wearing a torn shirt, and that's an easy fix. Just and he dressed up shirt. for this. How many here's holes are I, in your normal shirt? Say. Here's here's what I'd say here. Where, where is he? Uh, we don't know. We don't we have don't know. We Are don't you know suggesting he's in his parents' house, aren't you? No, I meant like what city is he from? Do you oh, know? Okay. I don't know. No, I don't have that info. No you see, like, because you could, I could sit here and I could tell people tips and tricks or whatever, but then once they're like, uh, I live in Mexico or something, I'm like, I am way too removed from the culture to be able to help you. Like, like whereas like here it might be like, you know, number one, like, uh, you know, number one is don't have holes in your shirt and, like, clip your nails. Like, number one there is just, like, if you know how to dance, like, none of that matters. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, different cultures, they got different things going on. But I think when you're 20 and you're, like, why can't I get laid? That's just attracting negative energy. You're making it bad for you. It's not why can't I get laid. It's, like, you know, I'm going to get laid soon. It's just a matter of time. And you shouldn't. If you make it a mission so hard, like, why can't I get laid? Please, internet guys, help me answer this question. It's like you shouldn't even be asking that question. Because if you ask it, like, you're just attracting this, like, it's an obstacle that you'll never get past. Just, you know, it's... it's yeah. if Women can already, sense that kind of desperation. It totally. Like, a, a woman can knows, like, when you're going out and you're being all confident, like, oh, man, this guy probably fucks all the time, which means he's been vetted by other women and makes me a little less apprehensive about going home with them. If you go out there and you're seeming desperate, 
they're going to be like, man, this guy probably hasn't gotten any in a while. Like, he's, he's coming off weird and desperate. I'm not going to be the person to storm this beach. Nah. No, yeah, I'm going to go to that guy over there. I think it's also important, like, it's definitely not a, a badge of shame. It's not bad. I think it could be, like, no. 26 and be a virgin. It's totally cool. It doesn't matter. But I do think a girl might hold it against you. And it's best to not reveal that anyways. Because what's the point? You know, you can just never, be, like, type of guy that doesn't that. kiss and tell. Exactly. Don't don't uh, don't say it. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't bring it up. He looks. Listen, this kid like he looks like a like a, a clean boy. Andy, come here for a second. Just put that down for a second. Come here. Why can't this kid get laid? Look I at like, him. I like this perspective. Why can't this kid get laid? Hope she notices the shirt. This guy. There should be no reason. That's what I thought. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? No reason. I mean, I would. <laughs> <laughs> would you fuck him? Yeah, she's like, my standards are low enough. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, but it's different. <laughs> but he has clean fingernails. He does his hair. <laughs> yeah. He's got an iPhone. Maybe his screen is off. <laughs> <laughs> his screen is checked. <laughs> yeah. Let's get him laid, guys. <laughs> Let's get him laid, boys. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Did she suggest that maybe he had a broken screen? She's like, well, he's got clean fingernails. That's all it takes. I think that uh, I'm going to go to Harley's I, I house with flip flops and a pedicure. <laughs> Show her what's up. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I think he's like mentally self, blocked here. It, I bet you're kind of in like a self fulfilling prophecy, like a feedback loop. We are going out, not at all confident, looking at the ground, shoulders slunched over, not a very assertive posture. And then you're going, oh, this didn't work. Now I feel worse. Now I'm going to be less confident. And I'll go back next weekend and like the same thing. Just realize that it doesn't fucking matter. You're going to get laid. Yeah. Go in there and just pretend you're some dude who fucks all the time and talk to the girls like you're that guy. That sounds where silly. Is there? Do it. Where is he going out and where is there? You make it. Because it, I, I think it's equally possible, unless I miss something in the AMA, that he's not putting himself in situations where he can find girls, right? Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm not I getting laid and I've been to all my engineering courses and I'm doing great in my programming course and there's just no girls there. Like, uh, are you on Tinder? You know, I, are you, are you, are you getting, putting yourself in a spot where you'll meet new women? Yeah. yeah. One, you're not, you're not overweight at all. Hmm. Two, you're a good looking guy. You're going to be fine. Get Tinder. They, they you're going to be all right. Like Tinder is shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, and just don't put that picture of you with a holy shirt yeah, we're on like, your profile. We're looking at this guy. We're like, I don't get it, man. He's all good. And then, you know, it's like you should be able to kill it. And if we heard him and he's imagined, he's like, thanks, guys. <laughs> 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 you got one of those, like, voice box things. Thank you. I will do my best in the future. And a no, there's a girl who's down with that 100%. <laughs> what if he's, like, got no feet or something? <laughs> <laughs> can't tell. He's on, he's on blade legs. legs. Yeah, those things that runners, they, they couldn't escape. Like, is it know? King of the Hills' like, we father? Don't know, right? <laughs> we don't see is at the bottom of the picture. Yeah, he's wearing, like, Heelys. Yes. Like, those shoes with wheels on them. And every time hey. he sees girls, he's, like, just rolling up to them. Like, <laughs> we're at the mall. He's like, what up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to see, like, a, a Healy challenge, right? Like, some really hot guy. Like, do you know who Connor Murphy is on YouTube? 
Uh-uh. Uh, he's a fitness model and he's a perfect 10. And uh, every so often he like hits on girls and stuff and, and succeeds with lines that would never work for regular people. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, this guy. I know this guy. I've seen this. Okay. Anyway. This is where he goes up to girls. He goes up to girls and he's like, what's up? And they're like, hi. And then he takes his shirt off and they're like, hi. <laughs> yeah, he's got a dozen videos along those lines. Like, you yeah. know. He literally goes up to girls and he's like, girls. And he pulls his shirt off and they're like, can we suck your dick on your video? <laughs> he's, he's like, a, he's a 10. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I'd love to see him like pick up girls in Heelys. Just roll up with his shirt off and see if they talk to him. I think, I think so do I'll, I'll have you know, like a couple years back, like an ex-girlfriend of mine was at the mall and she was walking and she was like, this sweaty dude rolled up to me in Heelys. And he was like, hey. And she looked and she was like, Toby Turner? She's like, you know me. I went to your party. She's like, I date Harley. And he was like, oh, shit. And he Heelied away. At the Beverly Center, he like rolled up in Heelys. He was like, hey. She was like, hey. Oh, Toby. She's like, hey. She's like, I dated Harley. And he was just like, and like, Heelied away. Like, just like that. Really crazy. Wow. So when Harley dates a girl, no one wants her afterwards. You ruined it. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this was just like a cur- uh, during or if it was right after. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned Toby Turner. Don't you have a video about Toby? Didn't he have a Me Too thing, Chiz? Yeah, real recent, right? Didn't someone like accuse him of sexual assault or something like oh, that? Yeah. And that then was it turned. Is he yeah. Tabuscus? Is he the yeah. same person? Yeah, yeah to- Tobuscus. He was accused of like uh, a year ago or a year and a half ago, uh, literally like right at like he was almost like the pre-catalyst for the Me Too movement mm-hmm. in a video and in, a, in, a, in a, like a thing. And, and then that whole movement started like shortly after him. And then uh, he, he, he couldn't say anything on the matter and couldn't do anything. He got like his shit taken out of Toys R Us. And there was videos going around of him being – uh, drunk. There's like live streams of him like being weird with like Shira Lazar and Philip DeFranco shared a particular story about him. Um, and then after all that, yeah, he just put out a video uh, last week being like, yo, it's been a year and uh, I, I didn't go to jail and I didn't do anything wrong and that's how it is and that's my story and uh, you know, yeah, exactly. He calls her the B word at the end there and saying uh, all that stuff and, and and then he's like, new videos every Tuesday and I didn't Taylor, want to say it there because I, I didn't want to refer to her as a bitch because I know that girl personally as well. Uh, and these are always like, this is what I learned in LA. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I was in LA is that like people like I, I could meet people like at a Toby Turner party, let's say, and they could all be there and they're all at that party together, and I'll meet them all, and I'll be Facebook friends with all of them. And then later down the line, I'll, I'll like be like, hey, we're all going to the movie, and I'll invite like you know in person A, B, and C from the Toby party that I met there. And like person A is like, oh, person C is coming. Person B doesn't get along with them at all. And person C will be like, oh, I fucking hate person. A. I don't like going there. And the way I refer to it in here like in in canada is you don't mix your hollywoods and anyone that is in hollywood if you're friends with one it does not mean you could casually just go and mix your other friend and be like hey i'm friends with both of you so let's just all hang out because Mm -hmm. it's a really small town and people have really like it sounds like high school for adults it's literally like that it's like high school drama but like in the town 
and it's a small town and people have history and people have things and like I'm one of those people that tries to be cool with everyone. So I end up being cool with people that are like arch nemeses to one another and I'll like hit them both up like, yo, you want to do the Star Wars VR thing? And they'll be like, yeah. And then they get there and they're like, what's that bitch doing here? They ruined my life. But like, so I didn't say bitch in that particular scenario because I know that girl, you know, but I also knew Toby. He was very nice to me. So I'm like juggling my my experience with those people and like I'll watch the video I'll be like okay that's Toby's video it is what it is you know and then at the end when he's like don't trust the lying bitch I'm like ooh I'm like I know that girl I also don't want to call her that and I don't want to say that he's just you know I don't just don't want to touch it it's a scenario where I'm like I just don't want to touch it that guy was always nice to me and I don't know and that girl was always nice to me and you know nothing ever would show me that she would be dishonest so this is like a messy scenario i got no business touching even talking about it right now as much as i am after you said that we could say bitch on this show (laughs) i'm like i feel like i'm talking about it too much it's a very touchy and intense scenario you know you know like uh i i've met chris hardwick multiple times i met chloe dykstra multiple times they're going through a thing right now you know dykstra Sky Dart, she's the girl. She just put out the uh, the the essay about her relationship with Chris Hardwick, um, and Chris was never anything but extremely nice to me, and always gave me time of day. And he's had me on his show multiple times, and he came on my show, and it was time consuming, even though he had a lot of shit going on. And I met her, and she was like just like one of the nicest, coolest people I ever met in my life. So like you meet both these people i know both these people and then this shit hits the fan and i'm like damn and people are like where do you stand and i'm like i stand over here and i don't know sometimes when you retell a story by the way because sorry to interrupt real quick but sometimes saying i don't know is taking a stand to some people and i want to say like i don't know to the i don't know like you know not having an opinion on it is is something bad to people you know and i just anyways i already feel like like I spoke too much about this shit because it's a very touchy subject and I don't know how to approach it and I feel like I'm not the best to talk about it. You know what I mean? Sorry I interrupted you there. It's uh, all good. You... I was going to say on the, on the Toby thing, like I heard the things that came out about him from the get-go, you know, and one, you don't know what's true. And two, sometimes when they tell a story, even if it is true, it, it can sound worse than it was meant to be. Like, oh, we were kissing and then he stuck his hand up my shirt and this and yeah. That, that, that was always my move to see if it was okay to stick my hand up her shirt, you know. Like, but you, you take out of context and, and tell the story as if I'm some sort of predator, and suddenly I'm a creep. That's that can be how that happened, you know. Oh, he, you know, I was doing this, and then he wanted that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's kind of how that goes, right? You just keep pushing until they say no. I don't know. Is that creepy? Well, what I what, what do you I get noticed, consent for? What, what I noticed in all this was like, <laughs> you know, the Harvey the Harvey Weinstein thing happened. Hmm. And I was like, damn, he was doing that to people. He was like cornering them in his hotel room, big dude, like naked, like, you know, uh, like his dick out, like jizzing in a plant or whatever the exact story was. I'm like, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's like Bill Cosby, like drugging dozens and dozens of girls over the decades. Bill like, Cosby seems like he's the worst of this yeah, whole group. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Harvey Weinstein, that's very bad. Like Bill Cosby, legit drugging people. That's really mm-hmm. bad. Kevin Spacey, I'm going to get shit for even saying this stuff, but like Kevin Spacey, like, that's like, you know, a, a pedophile, you know, like, like the, his story was like a, like pedophile story mm-hmm. and that's fucked up. But then you take the, the, that same bucket and then you say like Aziz Ansari had a really fucked up night with this girl. And then you take Aziz Ansari and you put him in that same bucket, 
You know, the abusive, rapist, yeah. sexual and, and, harassment. And, his, fuck. and like, it was just the way that they told it, or that woman told it. Like, at the end of the day, it was like, wait, so you're telling me Aziz tried <laughs> to hit on you, and then you blew him, and pushed for It's not quite the same as, like, Kevin Spacey with oh, a 14-year-old boy drunk at some after party alone in the room, you know? Or it's not the same as, like, physically bullying someone with your dick out. They're different than that, where his advances were, there were too many. There's, there's like, I want to say there's a spectrum here. To an extent, but like ultimately, like it's crazy because we put them all in the same bucket these days. And so, no matter what, like, you know, if you're abusive, you're a rapist, or you had pedophile mm. accusations, or you're, uh, you just had a, a terrible date, uh, or you, you know, someone yeah. felt like you, like it's all in the same bucket. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, have you ever been on that? Like, like to, like, I totally agree with you. Putting all those people in the same bucket actually, lessens the impact of actual like victims of like rape you know because they're like uh are you talking about like you know kevin spacey stuff or are you talking about like aziz and sorry had a bad date or are you talking about louis ck who literally he, he did nothing wrong he, he, he has a uh, a kind of pathetic fetish where he wants women to watch him masturbate he asked all of them he didn't do anything it's just kind of pathetic but he gets lumped into that same harvey weinstein genuine creep bucket and it's really there's that's a little the creep about Louis C.K. Like I, I think to say he did nothing wrong because there's a power imbalance there, right? If he asked them though, and they said yes, you can masturbate in front of us. Like, what's the problem there? Did well, they say it, yes? Yeah. yeah. He only did it in front of people who said yes. That was why the, when I actually the read challenge the story, the I was like, this isn't power what I'm imbalance. Well, I think so that's so the part that the people laid. are leaving see, see, out. I don't like the power imbalance. And this isn't because Louis C.K. right now. This is because at some point, like anyone who has any power over someone, whether it's me with some subscribers or Harley with some, some some subscribers. Now all of a sudden we're the aggressive aggressor or the predator in every sexual encounter we ever have. You're like, whoa, well there was a power imbalance there. You're you're Harley Bornstein. You're Kyle Myers. You can't do that. Well, I can't date. I can't but hit on girl. He, ever. Even at the time, executive producer, right? So he's in he's a hiring. These are aspiring comics he's doing in front of in some cases, and, sure, and that was the one that really fucked wanted to be on YouTube. So when. Uh, <laughs> a big name comic or an executive producer goes through and, you know, he's, he's trying to masturbate in front of aspiring comics. You know, I, I, I can't say he did nothing wrong. You know, Is he, there any kind of responsibility on the person to go, no, I'm leaving. I'm not coming up to your hotel room I, at 3 I think, I think instantly, well, that's, that's a thing right there. There's a thing right there where it's like, you know, uh, I, I think that there's a, like a, rightfully a double standard. In the sense that, like, as soon as a man who's bigger than you, if you're a girl, is like, can I jerk off in front of you and you're in his hotel room? It's kind of like, shit, I'm, this seemed cool and all, but now it feels like I, like, there's a weird pressure aspect there. I know it sounds like a, like a, like a, a, a myth to an extent or it doesn't exist, but like, maybe we're just confident people where it's like, yo, if someone's like, I jerk off, I'd be like, hell no, brother. But if you go and look at like some of these YouTube videos, like the pranks that were like before the girls were paid and it was like, you know, those semi weird abusive ones where it was like kissing strangers, like some of them, you just see these girls, like the social pressure in the camera and the like weird, like pressuring aspect. And it's this decision. And it's like, you don't say no. You just like get weird and have like defense mechanisms come up and you just kind of like remove yourself. And now you're watching a guy jerk off and you didn't, this isn't really what you wanted. You didn't really agree to this. It's just, you got pressured, you got cornered. 
It's kind of like it's it's it's. But they listen, even came crazy... out and said that it, they weren't cornering him, or that he wasn't cornering her. Like a couple of them were talking about how they laughed and then left while he was in the middle of doing it. Like probably came on his belly and like, ugh, what a fucking fat loser. And then they left. Like it, the whole like my only point was like lumping him in with genuine, you know, rapists. molesters, rapists well, here, is pretty here's fucked the thing. up. Yes. I, I think that there has to be like some classifications of it. You know, there's a big difference between like abusive boyfriend and uh, you know, like uh, like uh, a pedophile. But it doesn't mean that like you know an abusive boyfriend doesn't you know can't be extremely abusive to a point where it's like you know a crime. You know, like where it's an issue. I, everyone agrees, Taylor, that there's levels to this game, right? That you've got Bill Cosby and Weinstein, who are, you know, the king of the, the pack with regards to this sexual assault business. Yeah, especially Cosby. And then at the very bottom, you have Aziz Ansari, who I think literally did nothing wrong, right? I agree yeah, with totally. You. But you get to Louis C.K., who is like, well, you know, I like to find people who are aspiring comics, you know, who know that I'm executive producer in a big shit comic and, and, you know, maybe use my position to get myself laid. And well, it's like that. that's a lot like you know me you're being a manager. A lot of there. Yeah, yeah well, you're filling in the blanks. I didn't make a shit up. Like this is true. They're aspiring. No, you did. And, you you were like, what did I, I make you, up? You name one your, thing I got wrong. You you're ascribing in motive. his shoes, and you and you prescribe the motive. I did what? You put you put yourself in his shoes, uh-huh. like saw it from his point of view, and then prescribed a motive. You were like, I like to find chicks who are aspiring comics. We don't know that like he ever had that thought in his head. Maybe he was just like. Well, there's a hot chick here. I'll ask her. I bet he was asking every attractive woman he was ever associated with if they wanted to see him jerk off. The fact that they may or may not have been comics was just incidental. I'm sure there's plenty of chicks who weren't comics and who weren't looking to get on his TV show or whatever. And he was like, hey, you want to see me jerk it? Anyone? Does anyone want to see me jerk it? You know, like, like that's the way I see it. I, I see your position. And I, and I, and I understand that like, if that was the case – that does make things worse. If he is like predatorily yeah. looking for aspiring female comics and be like, oh, she's right for the pick That's what and Weinstein she wants on too, my show. Right? Weinstein would find people who they weren't loving him because he was Weinstein, right? They were loving him because they were aspiring actresses. In some cases, he really did come through with jobs for them. Oh, he's a kingmaker. Yeah, he's a oh, kingmaker. He, yeah, and a lot, right? of, like, a lot of them didn't come back and accuse Weinstein until after like 25-year career. Until they'd been made queens. Right. Like a queenmaker, I guess, in this in this circumstance. You know, chicks like Angelina Jolie or um, who's the blonde who was uh, like, like with Brad Pitt for a while? Um, oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. Not Jennifer Aniston, the, the actual blonde. Um who Shit, was uh, I, don't, I don't know. In any case, like like like, uh, I think she was in. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, they waited until their careers had been made by Harvey Weinstein to ever to ever come out and say a thing. That's not brave. That's that's the definition of cowardice. Like uh, it's it, it's ridiculous what they did. And and they did that while knowing that he was going to continue to to prey upon other women. They took the money. But see, I I I feel like it's it's like uh it's. We might be underestimating the amount of power or fear you might have or regret or anything. I've never been victimized like that before or anything like that. But I can tell you that like one time I got slipped uh, like a, a drug in my drink. I know I got drugged because I had one drink and I got extremely sick. And like I was just like so fucked up, and like luckily a friend came and and helped me out, and like basically saved me, because I was like passed out like on the street, like outside, like after one drink, 
And like that next day, like it's such an interesting feeling to me because I've never, ever felt it before. And I, I was like, didn't know how I felt for the longest time until like the, like in the longest time, like I thought about it all day, like mm-hmm. that night, the next day I was like, Oh, I feel victimized. I'm a victim. And it was so hard to grasp it. I couldn't grasp it. I was like, I was like, man, I can't go out without my friends. That was stupid of me. And I was like, I can't like, you know, I can't go. I I shouldn't be partying so much. And I got to be careful. And like, I shouldn't this and I shouldn't that. And I was doing the whole thing. And I was like, why? Like, you know, when I was talking and then later I was just like, yo, someone shouldn't put fucking drugs in my drink. But for that whole time, I was like, I shouldn't even be partying. I shouldn't even this. And it's minuscule. So minuscule. You you also weren't engaging in like a quid pro quo kind of thing where it was like, you know, this guy just fucked with you just needlessly, like just threw something in there. You had no control. It wasn't like what Kyle's describing where it was like, hey, if you blow me, you're going to get some movie parts. And who knows? Maybe a whole career. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's the thing is like there's like think about the people where their career didn't happen and they did it like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like or or something like that or or they they did it and it it wasn't like i don't know it's tough to say do you yeah, know no what dave chappelle actually dave scene. chappelle dave chappelle touches on it in a really interesting way i don't know if you guys saw that bit yeah where he's like harvey weinstein's not a good looking man at all he's got so much extra skin on his face and he's like <laughs> if harvey weinstein looked like brad pitt all these people would be like i got the part <laughs> but I like, like Brad I like what he said about Louis C.K. though. He, he was he was like, you know, this girl came forward and said, like, oh, I, I had a dream and he and he and he destroyed it. He's like, he's like, really? You you saw him jerk his dick and that destroyed your dream dream? What if Martin Luther King's dream had been that fragile? Yeah, he was like, he was like cause he was jerking off on the phone and it killed your dream. He was like, yeah, You yeah, should have yeah, hung yeah. up the phone. Like, he, he talks about Oh shit, you broke up. Yeah. Oh. I'm not sure if it's your mic or your Hello? internet. There, yeah, you're, you're good now. Yeah, I was saying like he, he's he's up there like you know. Tap your mic, Har- he, Harley. Is my mic fucked up again? I think you might have switched mics. Tap it. Hello. Yeah, you, you know, there's no tapping sound. I'm not sure. It might have gotten disconnected. Hello. I, I mean, I can hear you, but it you, you sound like garbage, Harley. <laughs> I sound like garbage, Harley. <laughs> you might be on your webcams, Mike, at this point. If if you could try and reselect it, make sure the cables are connected. Hello. There you go. That's great. Now you're good. Is that better? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I got to get a new wire for this thing. Anyway, I was just saying, Dave, Dave Chappelle's hilarious. <laughs> who was the rapper? Who was the rapper that got shot dead this week? Extension, maybe. It's hard. He has a name that's hard uh, to read. I, I think I pronounced uh, it XXX Tentacion. Oh, I like that. That's th- uh, that is the correct way. Well, XXX Tentacion was murdered this this week. Yeah, shot dead in his car. And everyone acted like, 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 like one of the Beatles had been killed, right? Like, like, like some like. So all those people riding in LA and stuff. Everyone acted like 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 it was Biggie or Tupac, someone like influential on a, an entire culture. When really it was a rapper we'd never heard of. Who hung up white I was, guy? I was very familiar. Did you? Do you guys <laughs> never heard that song uh, where he's like, "Fuck on me, fuck no. on me"? It's if you played it, maybe you'd be like, "Oh, I, I know." I think this. I Voice may have heard generation. it. And Kyle, <laughs> we have heard of him because there was a time when someone walked up on stage and knocked him the fuck out, and PKA did a reaction to it. Oh, that's we hilarious! That. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they knocked him out for good this time because he was a real piece of shit. <laughs> he was. Uh, like, like, what did like, he do? Like, 
Uh, well, he was abusive toward his girlfriend. I'm sure Woody has the images of her like with double black eyes. And didn't he hang a white boy in one of his music videos? Uh, he, his girlfriend at the time was pregnant that he apparently uh, uh, physically abused. Yeah, beat the shit I, out of her. I, listen, I'm a very, I guess I'm a very forgiving guy. I, I've, never, I've never gone and been like, oh, yeah, that person deserves to be dead or anything like that. But, like, he was not a good person. But let's be honest. Also, like, I don't want to be like, hey, kids, you know, you got to forgive their mistakes. But, like, 20 years old to me is basically a kid. Yeah, when he abused of- that girl, it was a couple years younger. This is a guy that, like, maybe had mental issues, mental issues and was young and, like, you know, grew up in a bad, bad area, you know. Um, what's so fucked up is I'm not a fan of the person at all. And I'm not a fan of his music, really. Like, one song, <laughs> maybe a little bit. But I was not a fan of him. Uh, I, I was not, you know, tweeting rest in peace when, when he passed, you know, I was not applauding it either. But what, what was crazy to me was I went on Facebook and I saw this post and it said posted 15 minutes ago. And it was like, you know, Facebook uncover the video. You click uncover video to see it. Uh, and I clicked it and it was a dude face like a Snapchat. And he was like, yo, I'm at this right outside it was a jewelry store or something and he was like and he's like xx just got shot he's in his lambo and then he turns the camera and walks up to the car and i was like i didn't expect to really see this and like you see him in his car in the lambo like the look on his face the way his hands were everything i looked at it, i was like yo this guy's dead i, yeah, was I like, saw that this picture. guy's dead like he's if he's not dead he's dying like it was a video and there were people there everyone's there with their phones like and it's oh, like, this is going to get so many retweets it's like yo that's a phone dog that calls emergency services first it's it's a phone before it's anything else and this is the moment where like this is your chance g who this calls anymore can't you text emergency services <laughs> it, was like, it was just so crazy and I, i'm I, all I, out of minutes <laughs> like emergency services like later, you're rude you gotta text first <laughs> 35 minutes later i got people like being like rest in peace rest in peace i was like yo i just saw like it's fucked up i was like yo this is the future in a fucked up way is i just saw this guy die it wasn't like tupac where you're seeing like a, a car with holes in it and you're like whoa that's how it happened it's like i was watching this guy 15 yeah. minutes after it occurred like right there on the He's spot like still buckled up dude someone they were zooming in on in, into the entry wound like online like they're zooming they're walking up with their cameras this guy in the front seat of his Lambo, it was just so surreal to see. And I saw that and I was like, damn. And maybe, you know what? Maybe if I hadn't seen that, I would be more on the side of like, well, that guy was a fucking woman abuser. He abused a pregnant woman and he he was an abusive troublemaker. And I may have been more on that side, but I guess maybe seeing it firsthand, I was just like, yo, this was like a person. Like the look on his face and his hands, it was like one of those moments where you're like, this is like, it's not like movies. This is what we do when we're at that point in life where it's the end and it was just really fucked up and uh yeah and then i see people being like yo xxxx and listen i rest in peace to him and i I feel bad for the family and close friends but when i see like tons of people on facebook being like yo xxx and it's like okay and then they follow it up by you know being like uh 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 something like uh, aziz ansari bashing aziz ansari but then they'll like give love to this rapper because he died, but he abused his girlfriend. Or to anyone who's ever been like, 
you know, like, oh, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not standing up for one side or another. I just think it's fucked up if you're like, fuck Louis C.K. for what he did, but you also have Chris Brown songs on your iPhone. Yep. I think it's fucked up if you pick and choose depending on what the zeitgeist is and which one is which at which point in time. You know what I mean? And I think, I think everyone deserves to with every little thing. Everyone needs to stop and think a lot more about every single thing. You know, there's so much thinking to be done. You know what I mean? Anyways, yeah. fucked up. 20 years old. 20 years old. I, I saw him get – like I saw him die on Facebook. Like that's so crazy. Yeah. It's the future. The future is now. That shit is it, so it is. crazy. Like stuff that like in real time is fucked up that you're seeing on Facebook. Like remember that kidnapping uh, where yeah, they kidnapped the – uh, Yeah. Where the those, mentally the, challenged the, person? Yeah. Uh, the so crazy. People, the, yeah. They kidnapped that mentally challenged white kid. And we're like actually torturing him. And it's like on Facebook Live. Not like they uploaded it there. Like it's live right now. And it was like, the police have to be showing up soon, right? Like they can call <laughs> Facebook or trace it or something. And they're like dunking his head in there, hitting the top of his head with items, like causing his skull to, you know, or, you know, his yeah. scalp rather to fracture. It's like, oh, that goddamn. other guy also, yeah, that, that dude that walked up and he was like, blamed his ex girlfriend. He was like, this is her fault. And then he walked up to some old man. Oh, this one killed me because the old man, it's like, He's walking with his groceries, and he was like seventy years old. And the oh, guy's yeah. in his car, like, "Yo, my ex-girlfriend made me do this." And he walks out, and he goes up to dude, and he's like, "Yo!" And the old man stops and like looks at him. I guess like you know, fancies the guy maybe a younger version of himself. He stops and he's like, "Yes," like wants to know. And the guy pulls out the gun and like shoots him. And it was one of those videos where I was like, "Oh my god, I wish I didn't see this. I oh. wish this didn't exist." Like this guy was so like. He's like 72 years old, shouldn't be buying fucking groceries, but he's still like an operating man. Like he's like lived this far just to have this fucking guy kill him on Facebook. Like so yeah, for no reason up. that had nothing to do with him. It was, no, he was, he was, he was just like, like, my girlfriend made me do this. He was like, Rachel, this is because of what you did. You think Rachel's out there like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. She's like, hmm. you were insane. I'm glad I, I did like, that I dodged shit. that bullet. She's like, yeah, that right. For me. So Why that's all he did. Her? The guy I haven't I haven't even heard about this story. The oh, guy just yeah, he said, walked up to this oh, old this man is... and shot it. I recommend not even watching the video. He executed like, this seventy-two-year-old man on the sidewalk while recording with his phone, and the guy was innocent as fuck. And he just guns him down, and you see the blood, that and you see him laying there dead, and then you see other videos like after he's fled the scene of people, you know, showing the aftermath, and he's just on the sidewalk with a puddle of blood. Did dead. they catch him? Yeah, oh, he killed himself, I think, like later that day good, or the next day. Good, good. I hope he's – I wish hell were real so he could be there. Yo, right. that – see, that for me is is, is is all – that is different. You, you're a guy like that and you, you like – you go out there and you're like, yo, my girl made me – and you kill that man. I understand maybe there's like other things at play here, but the way I see it is like a broken human being. We don't need it. We yeah. don't need that one. So you that mentioned one is for me. Like I, I can, like I said, I don't want to wish death upon someone, but in this particular scenario, it had struck such a chord with me that I was like, "That's a human we don't need. It's broken. It's a broken one. It's it's bad. It's we don't need that one." My yeah, standards are so much person. lower for humans we don't need. <laughs> you know, there's tons of them, and pretty much all rapists, all violent rapists, especially. Um, Blood is soil. Kitty, am I right? Kitty diddlers, kitty I don't even diddlers know what especially. that means. You're always saying it. You have a tattoo that says it. <laughs> it's a Nazi always, thing, right? Blood, blood, blood and soil. I don't even know. Is that a Nazi thing? It is. I never heard of it before that Charleston thing. Remember, like, Trump didn't condemn the Nazis or something. They were chanting blood and soil. Which I don't know if it's a Nazi thing or a white supremacist thing. I, and I still don't get it. Like, Kyle, can you explain blood and soil? Because I bet you can. You're from Georgia. 
rebel we're flag not sort of thing in front of non-Gentiles. Oh, it dates back to real Nazis. No, I don't. I really don't even hey, know geez, what it means. There are still real Nazis all over Twitter. <laughs> real ones. We don't so talk Corey to Jews. They hate it. So Corey oh, Lewandowski was on uh, CNN, I think, and uh, had a real shit show earlier. I think <clears> this is fucking hilarious. They're bringing up, I guess, uh, a Mexican uh, illegal child who had Down syndrome and was separated from its mother. And Corey, Lewanda- Corey Lewandowski's reaction... Its mother. <laughs> ...is hilarious. Its mother. Yeah, its mother. <laughs> Blood and soil. All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> I'm cute at zero here. This Wikipedia article? No, the, the fucking... Re- the, oh, the no. top. They're unreal. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. watching this Hello? Fox News thing? Yeah, we're watching oh, the Fox News. Sorry, I think I, I, think I missed uh, the last four... So scroll up a little bit, find that link that that Kyle sent, and I think we're going to listen to Corey Landowski be a total cunt. He's a no. He's going to listen to him being a rational person and one hell of a troll. Uh, I haven't seen this. Hopefully, it's funny. Are you guys ready? Yep. Is Harley? Yeah. Are we watching the whole thing? Uh, No. You'll you'll know when to stop. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, play. I read today about a 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. I read about a, a, (laughs) did you say want, want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome being taken from her mother? How dare you? But the bottom line is very clear. When you cross the border how dare you? We have infants that are being taken from their mothers. We have infants that are being stolen from their mothers. How absolutely dare you and he, oh, gives two, he gives two fake desk bangs yeah that's he didn't that. even hit the desk oh. womp 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 <laughs> <laughs> look first of all she shouldn't be when someone robs a liquor store they take their infants away from them too whether they have down syndrome or not they take their 10 year olds away from them whether they have down syndrome or not when you break the law expect to be separated from your children who you broke the law with just because you brought them along for your crime doesn't mean that you get to like bring them to your cell all right they go in their own tiny baby cell and that's mm-hmm. how that shit works except for today because trump signed a law signed a, a I, executive executive uh thing to, to to stop they're gonna keep them together yeah now they're them all together. we don't want down syndrome mexicans here anyway they're going to bruise the fucking oranges when they pick them. They're going to be wiping shit all over your cabbage. That's how you get those E. coli outbreaks in our, in our lettuce and stuff. These are facts. I read a, a, a I, report. I, I, I got to tell you. So I, uh, Jewish people who have been in cages before in their life, you know, we spoke about it like somehow eight times on this, on this podcast. <laughs> um, comes. They have this whole uh, thing. The whole thing related with the ho- Holocaust is – uh, never again, and that's the whole movement attached to it to Jewish people. And it's like if you go to Israel in the Holocaust Museum for two weeks worth of time, all it is is a recording, and it takes two weeks to play one time through. Is just saying the names of everyone that was killed in the Holocaust, you know, and it's over like you know a thousand hours of just saying their names. Um, the whole movement of the Holocaust is never again, and the way the Holocaust started was Germany went to Jewish people and they said, we will pay your ticket if you get the fuck out of Germany. So it started there. And if people were like, whoa, could you believe they're paying for our tickets trying to get us out of here? These fucking assholes. People would be there and be like, you idiots. They're giving you an opportunity. We don't want you here. That's one step. 
So Dude, I'm not but, saying dude, that com- this comparing this to the Holocaust is ridiculous. This is about people breaking into a country, not on, trying you, to get you gotta out. get I know. I'm I'm just trying to explain something here. When you start by putting people in cages, that is not a concentration camp. It is not Auschwitz. It's not gassing them. They're not forced labor, okay? But the thing for me that I would compare it to is that it's a step. It's a step, and it's not a step towards gassing people in cages. It's a step where I would say it's closer to a concentration camp than a summer camp. And you could call it what you want, but the only reason why Jewish people are so obsessed with never again is because Jewish people think that on the Holocaust, the human race made a huge error in letting that happen. And when we say never again, the whole point is to call it out early and call it out before it ever gets that point. And I just want to say this. I'm not American, but I'm not the type of person that would allow kids to be put in cages separated from their family. And now another thing is I don't know that it was policy beforehand or ever. I just know whose responsibility it is to take care of it now and the People of the world now should never look at a kid in a cage or a mentally challenged kid in a cage and be like, womp, womp, I think that's fucked up. And I'm not saying it's the Holocaust, but I'm just saying my history that was burned into my mind was like, you remember that time when they were like, get out of Germany? And we were like, nah. And then they were like, yo, put your name on this paper. And everyone was like, nah. And then they were like, put a yellow band on your arm. And they were like, nah. And then they said, you can't have your own business. And then they went and they burnt down your house. And then they took you out of your house. Then they put you in a ghetto. Then they put you on a train. And then you went to the, the, to the camp. Like, it's a process. And I'm not saying that that's where this would go. But it's in a step where I would be like, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be like pro kids in cages. I would just be like, that's fucked up to see, me. And I, I, don't, I don't think anybody is pro kids in cages. Nobody likes to see that. There's definitely people pro kids in cages. There's guys going like, well, womp womp. You break the law. You break the law. You shouldn't have broke the law. That's the policy. They knew well, it. Well, no, no, and no. But you... see, even, even then, there's a difference between, like, I don't, I don't think most of these. Yeah, he responded like a callous cunt. Agreed. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. It was funny because it was so unexpected because that's it so callous shocking. and, and douchey. Like, fuck like, you, don't, you don't expect it's an elected representative of the United States of America. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he, well, no, he's the, not elected. The, I but, saw uh, the... Okay, continue, sorry. But uh, he, like, I think nobody is looking at the, the actual kids in a cage and being like, yeah, I love seeing kids in cages. It's like, this is a, a sad and somewhat kind of necessary in some ways things because we don't know if these kids that are coming across are actually the sons or daughters of those people there are many reports of kids go coming through multiple times bringing more adults with them they're involved in child trafficking they're involved in all sorts of crimes and so to try and frame it all as oh this is kids in cages and that's where all the analysis ends it's like well no you you don't have to like this but you can notice it as like okay well we gotta we gotta iron this stuff out the reason in the first place that this, they're keeping them separate is because they used to keep them all together in 2014 uh, a private institution sued the Obama administration and said you can no longer keep them together like that that's illegal to have a child in a holding facility like that you have to keep them separate and so now it's flipping the other direction where they're going now you have to keep them together again which is why Trump exec- issued that executive order but I don't I think there's way too much extrapolating from this I don't think you know there are some sickos out there maybe but I don't think that there are people looking at the actual act of kids in cages going that right there that's great that's wonderful I hope more kids try to cross illegally so that we can put them in cages too woohoo like I that's just 
I'm not seeing that anywhere. I'm seeing people discussing how to handle this really big problem. Well, I think that guy just womp womped a uh, mentally challenged girl being by herself. Yeah. Where, do you, think, where, where, where do you think she is? Like, where do you think that I, I, girl is? You know what I mean? Eh, she doesn't even know. <laughs> but, <laughs> see, like, see that guy, that, I, I even said uh, two minutes ago, that guy was really, really callous and shitty. And I was yeah. surprised but I, at I think how there, shitty he but was. But would you be shocked to know that there's lots of callous and shitty people out there? Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. It's, Go in so hard on one side or the other because I know everyone says, like I said, the three truths. I know when this is all over here, it might be because they don't want my attention somewhere else. And I know that it's always it's a game of 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 of, of propaganda in one way or another. And we're always being served in one way or another. And I know that, you know, and it's easy for me to see and be like, I would never put kids in cages. I don't even have the solution for it. I don't have the best way to approach it. I don't want to act. I just feel bad because like. When, when, once again, I'll bring it back. This is what Jews do. They always be like, in the Holocaust, in the <laughs> Holocaust. But in the Holocaust, there was like a camp that was like less than a mile away from a full town of Germans. And like the Americans took those German people and marched them through the camp after. And they were like, how'd you let all this shit happen? And they were like, what should we have done? We were following orders. We listened to, you know, it's the, the Nazis run the country. What could we do? And I felt like I used to look at that and be like, you stupid bitch. They're gassing them. But now that I'm here and kids are in cages there, I looked at it like today before, you know, Trump vowed to make the change. I was like, what could I even do other than get on Facebook right now and be like, mm. like, what could I even do? And now yeah, I know like, if they had all right, if they had the Mexican kids down the road from you right now and they were gassing them and every day you saw the ash clouds coming up you'd probably do something i would i would literally do a thing like like, like I, I wouldn't stand for that like 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 if it, we're gonna have to break the law because we're not gonna allow them to keep burning those mexican kids over there that they're gassing every day we're gonna do something about this like like, like these are the Whoever these people are, whether they're the government or the police or, the, or, or, or whoever, they are the bad guys. Morally, however you want to look at it, they're evil. But they're not doing that. These kids are breaking into our country with their parents perhaps being smuggled in as sex slaves. We don't know. They, it's, it's easy to frame go, it as like— You can't go from like, zero to gas chamber, though. Yeah, you, you know, Kyle, I felt like we've been the bad guys lately. Right. You know, would we withdraw from the U.N. humanitarian counselor, whatever the heck that was? We've been pulling out from the Paris Climate Accord. We've been it's putting fair. Mexican children I, I in cages. Idea. Yeah, I think it was a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, man, it just seems like board, we're on the wrong side of every issue lately. I disagree. You know, I mean, what, you know what, what are, what, here's, what, here's, what are here's, we supposed to do to protect our border? I, I'm, uh, go ahead, Harley. Well, I was going to say, I, I went on, I remember being on not the last time, but the time before, maybe the time before. I was with you guys. You guys spoke about Trump. And I was like, whoa, I never found myself in a conversation with people that were like, yo, Trump. And I, I was like, I'll, I'll look into it more because I don't know shit. And then like what I did was, you know, probably not the best place to start. Like I subscribed to the Donald to just see what people say and what they think and like, you know, what the comments are there. And there were many times in the last 12 months where I was like, damn, they're right about that, though. They're right about that. They're right about that. And then I'll see something. I'm like, oh, they're very wrong about that. They're very and like it's what I what I find. And I saw this Being once again. Ones. I saw this. I saw this Nazi video today that was like on Reddit, where it was uh, a, an American propaganda post-war type thing called "Don't Be a Sucker," and it was talking about like how Nazis rised in Germany, 
And when I saw that, what they say is the whole thing was divide and conquer. And I don't think I've ever seen the USA more divided than right now, where it's like, where it's like women, you men don't understand the struggle. And then, you know, trans women are like, you women don't understand the struggle. And black trans women are like, you white women, trans women don't understand. And black people and white people and immigrants and everyone. And it feels like everyone is so split. It's like people watch Star Wars and they're like, what is this left propaganda shit? And it's like, yo, when did Star Wars even become a fucking political? Like everything everywhere is just everything is about being divided. And you, that's the only way that you can make a change is by breaking up into every little tiny, tiny pieces. And I look at like – I've never felt like uh, America was more like dissected in my lifetime than it is right now where I'm just like, damn, like everyone is on a side. You know what I mean? Like there's a side to everything. And it, it's like when you said it just now, you're like, I feel like we're all, like you know on the wrong side here. It's because it's so strange to pick sides and stand by their side. And when you have that, you know, it's like – there's a pride attack. It's just, it's heavy. It's a lot of heavy shit lately. And I feel like there's so many crazy, like fucking Trump, Trump face to face with Kim Jong-un. Like these are fucking monumental moments, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I'll tell you something. Trump going to meet Kim Jong-un made me think uh, two things that were, I, I, I thought were kind of potentially positives about Trump. Cause I know a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about him. When Trump yeah. went to go meet Kim Jong, I was like, yo, Kim Jong runs that country. He could turn around in that meeting and be like, yo, dismantle that shit in a meeting in a second. I was like, I'm kind of comfortable with Donald Trump being there because Kim Jong is practically the CEO of North Korea. He can make a unilateral decision. And this is so close to a deal with a company that I'm not against Trump doing it. And Trump could probably butter him up more than anyone else. And then I thought even further, do you remember that kid that got abducted by North Korea because he tried to steal a sign yeah. and then they sent him back dead? Beer, I think. Yeah. I really truly believe that if Trump was in office and that happened, he would have got on a plane and been like, hell no. Hell no. And he would have flown there and literally got that kid back himself with his bare hands. And I think about that. And when, when, like I, I'm, I'm not pro-Trump. I'm not anti-Trump. The American people selected this man. That's their choice. That's what they get. And I sure as hell won't complain and and bitch about it. And when I see people complain, and when I see people on Facebook like I wish Donald Trump was dead, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like that's mm -hmm. the president. He was selected to be that. Like why would you wish death on someone? Remember when Kathy Griffin held up the head of Donald Trump? I was like, you're a fucking idiot. And she's like, I'm blacklisted. I'm like, well, you should be. You wish death on a man. Also, the president, you know, like it's just it's it's just, everything's so touchy, everything's so heavy, everything's so crazy. But like when I saw the Kim Jong thing, I was like, Wow, you know what? Trump, that's probably a good guy to have in that particular scenario. And then I see pictures of kids in cages, and I'm like, why can't I just be happy with one particular side for one whole fucking day? It's like a day goes and it's like there's every side, every side there's fucked up things, you know? You ever got, you guys ever read Transmetropolitan? No. No, no I don't even know what that is. I've never it's heard this, of it. It's this graphic novel about this excellent journalist and he's talking about like uh, basically the two presidential candidates and he's trying to write on both of them. And one is just like an intense, like scowling, warmongering, like sicko. And the other one is like, uh, 
like no life, no soul behind his eyes, like with the fakest, biggest smile you've ever seen. But they're each a devil in their own right. And like that's like that's like where we're where we're left at these days, you know, like that's where it's at. Like there's always an agenda. Every single network has an agenda and everyone has like like you can watch Fox and it's one side or you can go turn on like the Young Turks if you want it. It's another side. Everyone is it's always and 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 this whole this whole video that I watched once again, Nazi, shut up, you Jew about the Nazi. This Nazi video from earlier today was like just brought up all of that. And it's so weird because it's like fucking almost a hundred years ago. But like if you look at it, they're 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 breaking it down exactly how it's occurring right now, where people just get segmented and you the, the country loses its power when the people aren't together and united, you know? Well, and it's also like, to your point of dividing everyone, every narrative, no matter what side, seems to push the kind of feeling of like, oh, no, 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 they don't disagree with you on, you know, uh, incarcerating children at the border or taxes or net neutrality or anything. They don't disagree because they have a different point of view. They disagree because they're evil. They're evil. They're evil, and they know they're evil. And so all that righteous indignation you feel, yeah, you're right to feel it. And you don't have to hold back when you're going up against them, because what are they? They're evil. Like, n- not, both sides aren't thinking they're misinformed and maybe a little dumb sometimes. They, you, they, you get it in your head. Like, they're, they're evil. They're, well, they're coming for me. They're, they're intentionally being malicious, and that's the way they're kind of fostering this discourse. And so, of course, it's going to get super, super aggressive and shit, and people screaming and, and, and losing their And people their don't want to lose. People don't want to lose, and they make a choice, and they make a stand, and they don't want to be on the wrong side. You know what I mean? I feel like one of the issues is people pick a team and then blindly adopt the policies of that team, and that I don't like. Uh, Like Harley, I I see good in what Trump is doing. I didn't mind his corporate tax cuts. You know, I thought that was worth a shot. Um, Then there's some other stuff like children in cages pollution where I'm like, man, it really seems like right and wrong is clearly defined in some of these. I'm not against Trump going to Kim, right? You know, I don't think he knocked out of the ballpark, but it's too early to judge on that. And I've been pretty consistent on that all the way through. So let's see how this plays out. I don't blindly knee jerk against what Republicans are doing. I like some and I dislike some. I certainly like uh, the second amendment, but Mm -hmm. some of the other stuff I'm like, man, how do you see the right in putting kids in cages? How do you see the right in in some of these things? Like he, it's just there's just wrong here. Trump, what Trump was doing is he was using these kids as pawns, hoping that the Democrats would get all the pressure on them. He falsely blamed the Democrats for saying they did this, they did this, they did this. There's nothing I can do. It's the Democrats who did this, and I'm stuck. My hands are tied. Fund my border wall. That's what he was doing. He was using these kids. He was putting them in cages, hoping that he would get money for his wall, and then it played out. Not the way he hoped it would. He was taking all the blame because he could fix it, and he didn't. And for the first time, he backed down. I can't remember another instance where Trump backed down. He's lost before, like Obamacare. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's always doubled down when things go wrong for him. And this is the time where he backed off. So that's new. That's well, because he, he was losing a lot of Republican support over it, too. Because the difference was is that pre- pretty much, you, you were right, we spoke about this on PKN, pretty much... Most of the Republicans and all the Democrats are like, we don't like this kids in cage thing. And they all agreed on that. It was mainly Trump on that hill dying. Mm -hmm. And it was more so the disagreement on where to go from there, because the Democrats clearly want to go back to catch and release, which is just a way to, you know, allow more illegal immigrants into our country, scot-free. And the Republicans don't want to do that. And so it was like 
by him doing this, he's got one step closer to what kind of everyone wants, but also he takes I he you know he thinks this is a big loss for him. Like and, and it is a big loss for him. I think most people see his that. His wife pretty and daughter honestly. weren't on his side. You know, he he acknowledged yeah. during the executive signing that some of the pressure that came from Ivanka and Melania was what caused him to Yeah, cave. and, and I, I think that's the thing that's so divisive about this is people are like, oh, either you want children in cages or you either you're beaten off to that or you hate it and you're a good angel. And it's like, no, we can all dislike that. And then we go maybe one layer deeper and we go, okay, how do we how, how do we actually handle this problem? Catch and release? No, that's not going to work. And that's what a lot of people on the left are going to try and push for. And hopefully there's an appropriate response from people on the right for a real way to fix it. Because this is an issue that needs solving and it just seems like we always get caught up on the thing that we disagree on most. I could which, be wrong on this because it just comes from my wife told me this. I didn't read it on my own. But I think this executive order thing lasts 20 days. Does that sound right? Did you guys hear that? You mean the order itself lasts 20 days? That's what she told me. I didn't see it myself. But I was like, like oh. He could, oh. he could make a unilateral decision that lasts for a particular amount of time until. Yeah, like, I think so. Didn't days, this okay. occur before? Didn't this happen like when he first took took office didn't he do something using this executive order ability which are you thinking of the like, muslim was, ban yeah that's exactly what i was thinking where it was like it was instant i was like well i didn't know the president can just pull a trigger like that and everyone was like they can but then it takes 30 days to to r- restore i, I don't, I, don't think, think, I really don't know enough on the subject there's yeah executive order is super complicated i, I watch this stuff like a hawk and i still barely understand mm-hmm. it oh being there, president there are li- is hard there are limits to oh, what yeah. you can do via executive order and uh, I, I never seem to know what you can Yo, and can't the do. The best thing he could have done is as soon as he took office, if he executive ordered, he's like weed legal everywhere in the country. Boom. Oh, they're talking even, about that. Even, yeah, that's even in Canada were, now. Even if people yeah. were against him, they'd be like, "Yo, I like this motherfucker." Dude, weed. Is, so I've I've had some of these issues, right? Um, Republicans were wrong about gay marriage for a long time. I, I feel like it cost them more than it got them, but that issue's kind of buried. Democrats, in my opinion, are wrong about guns. I feel like it cost them a lot more votes than they get from I'm, it. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm pro-gun or anything. I just, I think, like, take away guns is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, so, and Republicans mostly, but it's a little both sides. But Republicans are wrong on weed, unless... Trump changes this, you know, and, and, and flips the party to the other side. But I, I feel like them being the anti-weed party is costing them more than it's getting them. No, they it would totally gain agree. them so much. It would bring so many people who are just kind of who are, who are like yeah. independents who maybe agree with some conservative stuff. And, and maybe maybe that's their single issue. Right. They're single oh. issue voters. And, and that's a big one for a lot of people, especially like like think of how many African-Americans have been ruined by that and by legalizing it on a federal level like like what what states have done is expunged those records right if you said look we're going to expunge the records of everyone who's been convicted on a marijuana uh uh um you know law like like the democrats get 90 percent of the african-american vote every presidential election and i think in the last two out of five the republicans have still won so if you take even 10 percent of that 90 away from them I, I think Trump's getting reelected anyway, he might. but he definitely gets reelected if you do that. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do in the U.S. is like you got to know that it's pharmaceutical companies and alcohol companies that don't want weed to be legal because the alcohol industry is they're not losing money. They still make a lot of money, mm. but in Colorado, they're not doing nearly as well as they did in years before they legalized it. 
you know, the pharmaceutical industry, the, those opiate pills, which on their own are an enormous problem. So many kids get addicted to those. So many kids die from it. I have actual friends who I've watched go through addiction problems with those pills. And it's so much easier for kids to fall into that because they're like, oh, this is a pill like mom and dad take. This isn't some scary needle. It's not some, you know, creepy pipe. It's just like a little, you know, Flintstone gummy. I'll just take this. And before you know it, your life's fucking ruined. But those industries have to be putting their, you know, boot on the throat of politicians who actually do want to get this legalized. And it's only a matter of time at this point. Well, the Canadians like, it, it's, did it. It is going to happen. Yeah, yeah Canada did it. I, I well, it, so, it's it's like a it's like a major industry now. Like once it gets to a point where it's like, like you know, a billion dollar industry, I expect you know USA to be like, okay, okay. Now, they need their now own now money in. to lobby these these politicians. That's what they should be doing. And and mm -hmm. and perhaps I, it has to be in their benefit because right now a lot of those cannabis companies have a hard time where they're banking and getting loans and stuff like that. They have to be, do like a cash business. And, and I guess they're keeping the cash literally in vaults and safes somewhere. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, I, I've got two things I want to get out. Um, one, probably on this call, I'm the least pro weed person, but at some point, like five or eight years ago, I realized like, you know what? Like, even if you don't like weed, if you think that it holds people back from reaching their full potential, definitely prosecuting weed people does more harm for society than the weed itself does. And that, that's how yeah. I came around to being pro weed. You know, what we're putting people in prisons and I'm talking about stopping people from reaching their full potential, throw them in jail. I think alcohol so that, that was, yeah, I agree. Alcohol is so much worse. So that was one of the things. The other thing is the specific thing that Trump is rumored to be pro pro proposing is um, if the state makes it legal, then the Fed makes it legal in that state, if that makes any sense. So yeah. it's not going to be legal nationwide via Fed. You can still get busted on federal charges in, like, I don't know, someplace it's illegal, Illinois or something. But in that state, in Colorado, for example, you'll be able to do your banking. You'll be able to do all that stuff, and that'll be nice. Yeah. That house of cards is falling down. It won't even be, like, by 2020, it'll be legal pretty much everywhere, I think. Like, fucking Missouri. In where I years? live, just made it legal uh, uh, medically, and in usually, two years? you know, it—that's it, the what? first step. Yeah, that's the first step. Like it always goes from yeah. medical to legal for everything, and it's just going to be a an, an avalanche of it. I think twenty twenty is very quick. Maybe twenty twenty two after those midterms. Wow. Who knows? Okay, yeah, could be. I think it's going to be quick. Hmm. Like it's it's going to be a cascade. At so. some at some point, I, I feel like you're right. Like like enough states legalize it a, a, recreationally that it's just like we're in the minority here uh, those of us who are mm -hmm. who are spending all of this money on this and, and maybe the the lobby dollars of the of the um the the prison the prison systems that's another big lobbyist uh that that's anti-marijuana yeah. right the, the people who benefit from people being put in prison uh, along with up. alcohol that's so fucked up trump briefly made the prison system not private anymore. And I was like, yay. And then it flipped right back to private prisons. I wonder what happened there. Right? He got like, taken into a back room and shown like the, the stuff that got Kennedy killed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think of myself as a big conspiracy theorist, but I, I really feel like somebody pressured him or convinced him or lied to him or just got him to reverse what I thought was a great decision. So. Harley, are you playing any video games? Yeah. What are you playing? I like playing uh I like playing PUBG. 
You know what? Why don't you do some ad reads, and I'll tell you about my games when we get back from that. Oh, good call. <laughs> Carly's in the fall over here. Here, my smartphone. Uh, bad breath is a gross, embarrassing problem that impacts everyone at some point in their lives. Fortunately, it isn't your fault. Smart Mouth Mouthwash knows the real cause of bad breath, uh, and they know that just two rinses a day can solve it for good. But first, what is bad breath? Bad breath is, an, is the natural consequence of bacteria living in your mouth. Naturally occurring oral bacteria consume protein in your mouth, uh, and they give off sulfur gas as waste. So when, you're sm- when you smell that rotten egg bad breath odor, you're actually smelling sulfur gas. Using alcohol to just kill germs or trying to cover the odor with a minty mask won't solve the problem. To solve a real problem, you need real science. Smart Mouth uses a clinically proven patented two-liquid system. When poured, the clear sulfur-eliminating solution combines with the green zinc ion solution and activates. The activated zinc ions seek out and bind the bacteria in your mouth, stopping them from being able to consume protein or release that sulfur gas for 12 hours per rinse. No sulfur gas means no bad breath. Find Smart Mouth in the oral health aisle at your at your favorite supermarket, pharmacy, grocery store, or online at Amazon. And now for a limited time, this is very important. This is the part you pay attention to. Go on over to smartmouth.com slash PKA and get a free $3 off coupon for any Smart Mouth rinse. That's smartmouth.com slash PKA to save smartmouth.com slash pka go go there now don't put it off there's no time to waste do it yep Check give us bitch. a click we appreciate when you guys do that bitch no other every time you don't go there a retarded mexican child is put in a cage every time you don't go facts there. hey you know what that guy who was trying to get laid earlier maybe bad breath is his problem mm. get yourself some smart mouth you'll be fine you're oh, gonna be and a casper be- mattress He's yeah, you're going to be beating the ladies You're going to need that Casper instead mattress. of yourself. Yeah. Actually, almost all of our sponsors will help this guy get laid. You Absolutely. need a Casper mattress. You need fresh breath with Smart Now. Before you know it, you're going to be beating the ladies off instead of yourself. Well, <laughs> I like what you off. did there. That's my type of lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carrying on with that narrative, it's easier to keep the hair you have than replace the hair that you've lost. Take it from 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. With medical with medical grade solutions, real doctors, and well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions that can help you keep your hair. 4hims.com offers men easier, more affordable access to the prescriptions, products, and medical advice that they need. These are not herbal, herbal, herbal supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. You can save hours by going to 4hims.com and answering just a few questions. Then a doctor will review and can prescribe you, and everything will be, will be sent directly to your door. Order now. Our listeners get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So go to 4 slash PKA. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash PKA. 4 slash PKA. Check them out. Check them out. I haven't yeah. lost a hair since they became our sponsor. Nor have I. <laughs> you know, and that means more than Woody's. Because uh, <laughs> I'm still too young to tell. Who, who knows? I, I may end up going bald. But you won't with this. Harley, what do you have going on under that hat? I forgot you're a crazy hair person sometimes. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint this oh, time. Oh, sane Harley. It was like, it... I, went in, I went in and I was like, yo, give me the tailor. <laughs> 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 Asshole. Yeah, I, uh, 
Yeah, I've been I've been I've been all over the place. Been all over the place with hair. Yeah, is is it because you're like pitching to Walmart and stuff? Now you got a little more professional. I don't think I have any color left. I had a, I went and I did it blue. I had it long, and then I did it like blonde. I did it gray. I did it red. I did a whole fucking the whole the whole uh, spectrum of obnoxious YouTuber colored hair colors. <laughs> I went and did them all. Um, but I. Uh, I, uh, I I finally I finally just settled back on brown. Hmm. My last haircut, literally like four days ago, was the last piece of the color basically in it. Um, well, yeah, now it's just regular shit. Uh, but wait, we were talking about games. I really wanted yeah. to say I love I love PUBG. Uh, I still honestly I played Battlefield Four and Battlefield One like the most. I love those games so much. Uh, I was never a big Call of Duty guy, so when people are like, oh, Black Ops Battle Royale, I'm like, nah, I don't know. Have you guys played any Battle Royale games, by the way? Uh, I play a shitload of PUBG. I've got hundreds and hundreds of hours. Uh, I was playing just before we started the show. I'm going to play after the show. Uh, over, uh, I, I play on the experimental server and the test server. Uh, the test server right now has the new Assault Rifle they replaced the Scar with. Um, the, the Scar's I, not in it anymore? It's not on the test server on the island map, like the Sandhawk map, the, oh, okay. uh, the little 4x4 four four kilometer map. Yeah, they that map is the, the best map. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. They replaced the SCAR with this, um, this, uh, this Bullpup 5.56 fully automatic rifle that m is the best gun in the game right now. It's fucking outrageous. They're probably going to nerf it before it goes on the live servers or, or on all the maps or whatever. It's fucking excellent. So we've What's been having it called? A of, uh, it's a bunch of letters. It's like a QB something is it a real gun i don't know i honestly don't know i've never heard of it it's oh. a it's this weird bullpup type rifle it kind of looks like a famas uh like like from uh, black ops games uh yeah it's a fully automatic 556 five, uh assault rifle it's a lot of fun it's better than the scar it's better than the m4 pre-patch oh uh, I sweet think i think it's like an aug uh like 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 kind of oh, okay. like that but spawning in the world and they like increase the spawn rate to like 1.4 times what the scar used to be. So it's just every fucking where everybody's got one. So uh, PUBG, I love the game. I think it's great. They're so funny. Like all these other battle royales come out and hear me out. I think about games a lot sometimes. They have all these uh, uh, these copycats, not copycats. Everyone can make one. It's not a copycat. Like you know. But why is it that every game does these things? You fall out of a vehicle. And you parachute or something down, uh, and then you—it's—it's—it's it's, it's similar weapons, real life weapons. I like that. That's a good thing. Uh, but then you're running from a gas closing in or something into the circle. Now, what? What? When I look at PUBG, I think PUBG is great, but I like playing it in squads. And this is what's interesting to me: is people are like, PUBG is so cool, and then Fortnite's like, let's do that also, and every other game is like, let's do that also, and it's like, stop. As a Battlefield fan, or as a fan of Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six, and you know, uh, at a point like Call of Duty at once upon a time, or Halo, if you gave me a game that was 25 squads of four people each squad, I'm gonna like that game. Like, I, I think PUBG's biggest, best thing they have for it, above the looting system, above the entry system, and sure as hell above the mid game system, is. It's 25 squads of four men each. That's fucking awesome. I've been waiting for 100-person games my whole life. We never got them. So we're like PUBG and all these other companies are like, we got to make that game. 
But they all like it's like yo, PUBG isn't awesome because it starts off with the plane drop. PUBG isn't awesome because necessarily the blue gas. It is cool because of the last man standing. I, I like that. But like, why does every game have to do the drop, the gas, the looting? And this is what I was thinking, like, well, what if I owned a Battle Royale game? What would I do differently? And then I thought about it this way, okay? You know how, like, some games have squad archetypes? Like, the assault guy, he's got, like, you know, that mid to long range gun. He's got grenades, the classes. You know, then they have the support guy who's just got the 150 magazines, you know, and ammo for everyone. Yeah. The medic, the only guy that can heal other players. And a sniper, the only guy that will ever have a 16 times scope. What if every squad, each one of them had one of those people? And then when you dropped in, instead of having the blue zone chase you, let's say your squad got notified, head to this section and prevent this data upload. And another squad got notified, head to this section and upload the data. So it's now two squads are going to have a forced encounter and you go there, but the looting system is this. You could pick up night vision. You could pick up drones. And, like, it's not even about the gas closing you in. It's about that last four squads, let's say, get notified about a particular building where it's, like, the squad that takes control of the rooftop gets extraction by helicopter. It's just kind of like forced encounters where PUBG, there's a lot of, like, I love PUBG. I think it's great. I actually, I think it's a, a hey, way Harley. better than, than, yeah. I love where you're going. What would you think if after you won your encounter, your squad got resurrected? Right? So, so you do a data upload. I'm trying to prevent a data upload. At the end, I've got two guys left and we took out your four. Now I go back to four and four and rejoin, you know, compete with the other squads. Well, well, so I think the last man standing aspect was interesting. So I was thinking this, so like, let's say like your squad is going to this point and it's upload data. My squad's like, go download data. We go. And as we're meeting, you get there and you start to get ready to prevent me from uploading the data. You're going to play on defense. You get there first, but on my way to you, another squad who's just doing when their thing happens to come across us. It's the natural occurrence of the map. They take us out. Lucky for you, you guys are on edge for the entire five-minute upload, looking out the windows, where's the other squad, where's the other squad? You don't even know that that other squad got killed in action on the way to you. So you're just like, cool. We got our objective, and by completing the objective, maybe you're granted a drone. So you could use this drone ability once or twice. But I think people like the last man standing aspect. But I agree with you on that. I don't think it's the make or break. And people it just are stuck be last on squad that. standing is the point. Yeah. Right? Well, people, people are really stuck. Well, I think the medic class, mm -hmm. I think it'd be cool if he could revive people. But he's the only one. So everyone's like, yo, protect the medic. Yeah, like you want that medic to not get killed. And other teams are like, that's the medic. Get the medic. Get the medic. Hmm. You know, like it, yeah. it could be interesting. Uh, there's a game called Realm Royale, and it has classes. It, it's a little sillier than I saw that. It's people turn into chickens, and then you got yeah, blasted. yeah. You get, instead of getting knocked, you turn into a chicken and hop around for thirty seconds. And if you avoid being killed as a chicken, you you come back uh, with all your shit still intact and everything. And uh, it has classes. It has like a mage and a hunter and a warrior and an assassin, and they're all slightly different, but not quite as extreme as what you're describing. The newest one that I've seen, I was watching Shroud play today. It's called Fractured Lands. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like Mad Max. Mad Max. And you've got uh, everyone has their own car they spawn with. And, That's cool, uh, I like that. I like that idea. You customize the car. And so the car can have like this big like bulldozer front on it. It can have jetpacks. 
uh, and I'm sure, and it's super super early. Like like it's still pretty janky. Uh, the 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 moving around, the mouse movement, the sensitivity, even the field of view is bad. It it seemed to be only getting like 62 frames per second on Shroud's PC, which is pretty he gets similar. Like to like 150, I see sometimes his frame. Yeah, counter, it's yeah, 150. Yeah, I've got a pretty nice PC. I've got a 1080 Ti, and um, yeah, the, buddy, me too. Yeah, it's nice. I and <laughs> I, I've got crazy a crazy bang for buck. That's for sure. For sure, I've got a 144 hertz, uh, 1440p monitor that I play PUBG on, and I I stick. I'm just stuck at like 144 frames all the time uh, when I overclock and shut all my programs down and everything. So that's I the fucking funniest thing about PC products is PC products like they sell you something like my screen is like 100 hertz, but you can over overclock it to 120 and then it's like you can get your processor and it's like normally 3.6 gigs up uh, overclock it to 3.9 i'm like why do pc people love to overclock their own fucking products like why not just release the screen and be like it does 120 hertz don't downplay it to 100 be like i don't know you could overclock it it's just like <laughs> pc people love to overclock shit it's like yeah, yeah i don't want to overclock it it's like why didn't they just like this my, my monitor is always overclocked my computer is always overclocked. Everything's overclocked. Just release it as overclocked. Which Pretty monitor do you have? Because I've I got the 34-inch curved monitor that, that overclocks from 100 to 120. Yeah, I have the X34. That's where the Predator. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got one of those, too. That's very nice. Yeah, that's here. And then over here, I got the it's the it's the Asus 27-inch 144 hertz. It, it has a better picture, I think. Yeah. But the, 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 I, I want a bigger screen. I'm still waiting for, like, I, I need, people are like, 4K TV, 4K TV. And I'm like, don't talk to me about a 4K TV. Let me know when they come out with that 50-inch, 120 hertz at least monitor. I'm yeah. not about the 4K TV. I need the fucking, I need that refresh rate to the maximum. Because once I went from console to PC, like, I'm, I'm, I think I might be frames over resolution at the end of the day like i love frames like i love it so much like, i'm like this isn't right someone's like what's wrong i'm like it's 98 frames hmm. i'm supposed to play this shit yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. it's so Absolutely. funny it's like i love my like i've got the ben q that shroud has i got a, i think he's got a 27 and i've got like a a 32 maybe or something like that and it's it's 1440p and, and 144 frames and i really like it uh it took a little getting used to going from the curved monitor to this one but uh, I intend to stream at some point, and I and I and I found out that with the 34, I couldn't stream because it's ultra wide, without like putting black bars on it and like messing with the resolution. So I didn't want to do that. So I wanted to get used to this monitor. You gotta let me know when you start streaming. We'll stream together. I yeah, stream on sure. Facebook now. Yeah, you stream on Facebook. Yeah, exclusively. Facebook uh, kind of bounced in and and hit up like a number of like one of one of my favorite YouTubers to watch because he does battlefield videos with Stone Mountain. Oh, I like that guy. Um, like he advertised on PKA. Yeah, and so he he does uh, he streams on Facebook also. So I know I'm like in good company, and uh, they it's basically like you are guaranteed an amount per month as long as you stream a certain amount, and then there's benefits if you deliver a bit more than that. Um, I mean, if you're going to look into streaming launching, I would definitely consider looking into that, Kyle, because it also Facebook allows. Uh, like the sharing aspect mm -hmm. allows one to grow and YouTube does not have a good sharing system and the hosting system does not bring that much new eyes on Twitch. But Facebook, like if you're there and you're like, yo, everyone here share the stream, like they click share and it goes to everyone as a network of like at least a hundred people, probably yeah, 400 for sure. people. Yeah. And I've so got to grow pretty fast. I, I'm kind of happy with where I'm at 
at on Facebook right now. Uh, I think it's fucked up that Epic Mealtime made more money on Facebook last month than on YouTube. Like, mm. that's really? a huge, huge thing in, 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 in the world. Like, in, in, in my world, like, another website made more money for Epic Mealtime than YouTube itself. Like, YouTube has always been the bread and butter of Epic Mealtime, but Facebook outperformed it. Yeah, Which that's interesting. Crazy. I hadn't considered Facebook, but I've got like two million, like yeah, uh, dude, on, on then Facebook or something. I, like Kyle, they'll probably jump on it. You know, get get like a, a management or something to reach out to them to do it. Uh, con- consider that. You know, like it's yeah, not, definitely will. Closer, let me know because we we should we should you know get down and thirty together. Yeah, you for guys, sure. Did you guys ever play Mass Effect? No, mm. I never got into it. Oh, I fucking. I'm more of an Elder Scrolls play. guy. That's why I was I was going to mention that like. There's a mod coming out for Skyrim called Skyrim Together uh, that'll allow co-op in Skyrim, and uh, it, they've been working oh, really? on it for like yeah. I, dude, I, I love Elder Scrolls. Also, I literally no joke, just random. I like went and bought Elder Scrolls Online a couple days ago. Uh, just, Skyrim Together is gonna be sick because it'll allow like full mod support. So like I can sweet. have any mod imaginable on on my end and as long as you have the same mods we play co-op and the game views us each as npcs so everything works like i can heal you i can like freeze you uh we can do pvp or we oh, can that's co-op cool. the whole story together we can each have like companions and stuff and uh it's it's just so funny like like i found this uh comment the other day and uh this guy posted on the skyrim together subreddit by the way the skyrim together mod has been in the in the works for years like three four years or something and it's almost done it's like 95 percent done now they have a, a patron a patreon with, that makes like almost three grand a month with people helping to like finance this thing and get it done you guys you guys have a patreon yeah yeah we do and the link yeah. is in the description for it anyone that wants to support. <laughs> i love you Harley. absolutely is um this is a funny <laughs> comment this guy posted on the scaram together uh uh subreddit he says i'm wondering if it's possible to add a bdsm mod for skyrim skyrim together when it comes out, it would be <laughs> really cool <laughs> if my friend could tie me up in the game and dominate me. Holy shit, this will be nice, especially if VR is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I'm not even into BDSM, and I think I'd have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get into it after this. Yeah, one of your spells, like you could just leave someone tied up and gagged. Humiliated. Like you're not you're not into BDSM. That's true. <laughs> you're not into BDSM. That's true. But but Woodyus, the archmage of the Mages Guild, is into BDSM. <laughs> oh. oh, he's big into pup play. He likes he well, likes what's that? Play. What's pup play. Pup play. You treat one like a yeah. dog, maybe. Oh yeah, that's where one person is like the dog, and you, it's and, called and, and, pup play. Did you just make that up. No, I didn't make that up. Go to go to go to go to uh, reddit.com slash play Well, now you're gonna. Now you're gonna. I'm about to what take it. <laughs> okay, link it. Let's see. Is it dot biz? No, I just made a joke. Biz. Okay, because it cut out for a second. I was like, I I, I refuse to go to a dot biz. Wow, I like, think that tail is a lot of. It cost me yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> I don't want to break it now by going to dot biz. Right, let's go to top all time on pup play. My partner told me he wants to get in pup involved in pup play. What do I need to know? My partner told me a few months ago, I haven't even pre-read this, that he's keen to explore this kink. He's got himself a couple of hoods, and I'm not really sure where to go from there. I've been subbed here for a while in hope of learning something that'll help us on our journey into this, but all I see is people posing in masks and arruing, and very little actual discussion. Can someone enlighten me a little on how I can become a good handler for my partner, or at least understand my pup better? 
Well, go to all or uh, not all top all time on pup play. And at first it may just seem like pure deviancy, but really it's the same guy <laughs> posting over and oh, his name's easy breezy. It's the <laughs> same dude. They're all posts of him and he doesn't even look like a dog. Or I guess, yeah, his, his BDSM mask does have ears. He looks more like uh, Batman. Are you, do you yeah. guys see these dog pictures that I'm looking at? I'm not getting it. Your internet is uh, failing you. You're back. Uh, do you guys do you guys see what I'm looking at here? Yeah, you see these pictures? The, it's the same all these guys in the and the dog masks. Yeah. All these see guys any, just just easy breezy. It's just the same. It's just easy breezy. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. Well, well, this picture confirms it. I know where the tail is. <laughs> is my is my mic working? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't your mic. Your internet has been breaking up throughout the night. Are you on God. wireless? Damn, I'm on wireless, but I have uh, I have like uh, wireless receptors, mm. and I have uh, one gigabyte down Ooh. and a 950 megabytes up. But I'm gonna call them and give them shit because four times a day I do the speed test and I track it, and it's never once been one gigabyte down. Ever. No, yeah, wait, I've are got, you testing I, it on imagine wireless? Imagine being, uh, to get off internet talk for a sec, imagine being the head desk person at the fucking Courtyard Marriott <laughs> this group shows up to hang out in your ballroom. Oh. It's a bunch of half-naked men in dog masks can on I just, their knees. But can I say something? If you, if you look at these guys, these pup play guys, I, I promise you, I promise you that... In Skyrim, I would join the Pup Play Guild just to get the Pup Play armor because it looks like it would be the sickest armor in the game. And I love the idea of being a Khajiit and being in the Pup Play Guild. So you're a cat man doing Pup Play, and that's what Skyrim's all about. Or it should like be it. about, at least. I like it. I was going to say earlier, like I, I'm Good okay idea. with being dominated, but only if the other player is a Khajiit. Yeah, <laughs> Khajiit. <laughs> what is is that a name? A Khajiit? It's they're, a like, they're, they're like the cat people, like the sneaky, like tiger cat people. Oh, I saw okay. a picture on Reddit, and it was like a cat staring at a Khajiit create a character on Skyrim, mm -hmm. and it was like have big dreams or something like that. It was a great <laughs> picture. But I, I I brought up Mass Effect before because I I was like Mass Effect one, two, and three were like the sickest games ever. I loved them so much, but then Andromeda was the biggest piece of shit. But you guys know Andromeda is like in another galaxy. Yeah, like, it is another galaxy. It is, yeah, you're right. It is another galaxy. Uh, so like you, you like the whole concept is your ship went and traveled 600 light years to get there, and the first thing that happens is when you get there is like aliens in pants with belts shoot at you with guns. I'm like, what the fuck? 600 years of traveling away from our galaxy, and they got guns here. Like they have pants. It right away ruined everything for me. I was like, "You're not gonna have, you're not gonna have pants in Andromeda. No one holds up their two-legged pant trousers with belts. Like that's our shit. We did that." And right from there, I just hated the game. It was really, it really bothered me. It was the biggest disappointment in gaming for me. So you oh. don't think, like aliens wearing pants, you don't care for that? I'm cool with aliens wearing pants, but if you get on a ship and you travel 600 years of light speed travel to another galaxy and the first thing you run into is people wearing pants with guns yeah and there's that's a like, way on the corner way <laughs> too close that's like way too close that's like you're in fucking you're in texas like right away you just travel that far away you're in texas like it's really yeah, not they, that different they should be like energy 
or something. They shouldn't exactly. even have corporeal forms. I actually I thought so up they, the best. Yeah. I thought up the best way for for Mass Effect if 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 in in Mass Effect one, two, and three are attacked by the Reapers. They're super AI robots. And they're like super crazy robot species. They want to turn you into robots, blah, blah, blah. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 are incredible. But in between Mass Effect 2 and 3, when they think that the world is going to get taken over by the Reapers, you have a ship that leaves with 20,000 colony, like people to start a new colony. That's Mass Effect Andromeda. I like the idea. So you're traveling. You're not, you're not a soldier. You're not going with guns and you're going to go kick ass and take names. You're just you're trying to survive. So it's, it's about building a new society. So you're all specialists. So you travel for 600 years and you leave. But I thought it'd be pretty cool if 300 years after you left, humanity basically, like when you, when you land on Andromeda and the door opens, instead of being greeted with enemies that shoot at you, I thought it'd be so cool if it were humans. And you were like, what the fuck? And they were like, well, it just so happens that 300 years ago, humanity, technology advanced past where you were and we were able to get here before you, and we've been colonizing this place for 50 years now. Oh, yeah, and you're I like, like that. yeah. So it's like you're not really – you were supposed to be this badass like guy that was going to like build a new society, but they're already here building the society for you. So can you help us and go get some shit from the jungle and help pick us <laughs> and hunt? Because in Andromeda, you end up doing that anyways. They were terrible fetch quests. Uh. So I thought – be cool if they make you do fetch quests and you're like damn like i was supposed to run this operation but instead i just handed over my ship with the twenty thousand people who were cryogenically frozen because these humans are here and they're they're better suited than we are we have they have technology we don't even know how to use and then and, as uh, the game starts to unravel about two hours in you realize that these humans are actually the reapers and the reapers won the war hundreds of years ago and they came here to beat your ship and you're the only person that knows that and a lot of the crew on your ship doesn't believe you and you just handed over essentially the last 20,000 humans to the reapers and there's no aliens here it's the continued fight from the last three mass effects and you got to figure out how the fuck you're going to get the last 20,000 humans away from these robots that don't know that you know right away that they're the bad guys and it's like that would be like so much more well thought out than being like, yeah, you got here and there's other aliens and they got same guns yeah. as you do back home and they're going to shoot at you. I played have, that game uh, and I was like, fuck this game. Have you ever seen the movie Pandorum? No. Yeah, I have seen that. Pandorum is a really good sci-fi movie. Uh, basically, the last like, – like I don't remember the numbers, but let's just say 20,000 humans leave Earth on this colony ship headed for this uh, planet system that's going to take them like 100 years to get to or something like that. And uh, as they're flying away, like Earth sends its last message, like Earth is destroyed. So these like 20,000 people are the last people in existence. And uh, some shit goes wrong. And uh, some of the people get woken up too early and they've just been living on the ship. And they've all been injected with this like uh, genetic modifying virus that's supposed to make them uh, adapt to the new planet they're going to be colonizing. But instead, they've been living in the dark depths of this spaceship that's traveling through space. And it's been turning them into like these subterranean like monsters. Yeah, like ghouls. Like ghouls. Oh, I, wanna, I actually want to see this. I'm it's fucking good. I won't spoil it. But like it's got a crazy twist ending. It's got Ben Foster... And uh, I can't uh, who and, uh, and another guy that's like a well-known actor. Uh, I'm gonna check I mean, that. Dennis Quaid. Did you Dennis guys see Quaid Annihilation? I haven't seen it yet. No, I hear I, I hear know. great stuff about Tra it. I'm yeah, about I to. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It's really cool. Really cool movie. 
Yeah, really, I want to watch it. Really interesting. I, I, I'm a. I want to watch it on a, a a big screen. I'm about to go somewhere and watch it on a on a big s 4K TV. So I've been waiting for that. Did uh, you guys watch The Expanse? No. Woody Woody likes it. I heard it got picked up and every, it's got like crazy Rotten Tomato reviews. So I've been Dude, planning on watching that. The third season. The first season was great because I like sci-fi. So like I just liked it. Second season was good. The third season I was like, damn man, some of these characters are the best characters on TV now. This is oh, the okay. Cool, so great. I really recommend it. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, and because of the third season, they didn't know they were going to make it. So they kind of like go all the guns out. They're like, there's a part where it's like six months later. And it's like, fuck yeah, six months later. Normally on TV shows, that six months later is a shit season. It's a shit garbage, like filler half season. Season two of The were, Walking Dead. Yeah. They I wish they'd they done, what it. if they'd done that in The Walking Dead? They're like, six months later, and they're leaving that goddamn farm. <laughs> I th- Yeah, exactly. Didn't, didn't Shane... And at the end of the first, the second yeah. season, yeah. they milked that, eh? They milked it for an entire season of them. I was just like, no, this is done in book one in the fucking in the, in the comics. Yeah, they're bringing Shane back for this ninth season, and then they're killing off Rick and Maggie. I think Shane's going to be there as like a hallucination or like a, a flashback character, but he's uh, he's coming back. He's going to be uh, in this next season of The Walking Dead. I, as soon as Rick's gone, I'll stop watching. Like like he's kind of the driving factor for why I like. Well, the show. you know what's funny is because like the the kid left, right? Yeah, he got killed. Well, he he died. So yeah. In in I I used to read the 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 book, the graphic novels, and yeah, when I, I read and as it was going, it was like uh, Carl started to wear the cowboy hat, and like you know Rick was like fucking fucking up left and right, and he was talking to a make believe uh, his uh, wife. What was her name again? Lori. Lori. He was talking to Lori on the phone. And uh, and he's not actually the phone's not plugged in. And Carl's yeah. like, "What are you doing, Dad?" And he was like, "I'm I'm talking to your mom on the phone. Sometimes when I'm sad, I listen to the phone and I hear her voice." He's like, "Listen," and he listened. He goes, "Just as I thought." He's like, "You're losing your fucking mind." And he's like nine or ten, and he's already killed two people and countless zombies. So you're like, Carl's fucked up. So you just knew, or at least I felt like it was gonna get to a place where like Rick would die, and Carl would be the guy. And yeah. Carl would be so much more closer to, like, the governor than Rick because he's grown up in this shit. And he doesn't, like, respect his dad's, like, honor or anything. It would be very interesting and sad and heartbreaking just as the yeah, show a, a always A kid who's is. raised like that is going to be worse than, like, Harley, the worst characters in so that show. so much better than the actual show. I like Well, that's it. That, no, that's where I thought the book was going. And then, and then the the I started to watch the show, and I stopped. I just I stopped after a while, but I did tune in to see what they would do with Glenn, because that was I've never got so fucked up by a book page in my life, like a book page, like that scene in the graphic novel is crazy. You're like sitting there and you're reading and you're reading and you've been reading like fucking like you've read like, like at this point like two thousand pages with pictures of this guy Glenn, and Glenn does mm-hmm. no wrong. He's always on the right side. This guy's mm-hmm. the best. This guy is the best. And then you get to that scene where it's eeny, mini miny, mo, and you're like, ha! Huh. And you turn the page, and, like, it's a full spread of Glenn, exactly like in the show, eyeball shot out the most nauseating shot. And you're like, I literally was just like, like, you put the book down, you're like, walking around. I was like, no, that is <laughs> fucked up. You can't do me like that. You can't let a picture. I'm a grown-ass man. I can't let this picture do what you go back like oh my god glenn not glenn it's so crazy i had to watch it on the show and they were so smart when they kill that other guy and you're like i'm like guys in the books you have no idea oh shit they just did it yeah i'm like they just did i just had i just had like a relapse of that but then i literally tuned into the next episode i was like i don't need this in my life 
Yeah, that was the best episode in my like like that's the episode where according to like all the websites they lost a ton of viewers. But for me, that's like top three episodes of all time. Oh, that was Netflix. the be- that episode was incredible. But they lose people because it was kind of like you set a peak where you're like we're not going to be back here, are we? You know where the peak was for me? The episode before that, the cliffhanger. Something about them driving around in the RV trying to get scary. What's the woman's name who's Maggie. pregnant? Maggie. I, yeah. I watched that one also. I agree. That was a great episode. Trying to get Maggie to the doctor and then blocking the road. And it's like the first time they block the road, there's maybe five people blocking the road, if I remember it right. And sure. you're like, ah, oh, yeah, like, I guess it's smart to avoid conflict, but they might have won. The next time there's like 10 or 15, and it's like, ah. Oh, Harder to win, still possible. Then after that, it's worse and worse. And and like the the obstacles they're putting in the road, it's clear that they have access to like construction equipment or manpower or something that just that's way beyond it's a our show group. of force that we didn't know still existed on this planet. And you know, by the end of it, you're like, oh my god, you know, there's like 200 people. I'm going off my foggy memory. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. they're just they're just screwed. And yeah. I agree completely. Like, like through up until that point, you had never seen an enemy that you didn't think that Rick and the crew could best, given their best on their best day. Mm-hmm. Like, if we get a strategy down, if we come at this just right, if we ambush them or if we lure them into a no a valley, one was ever as tactically advanced as Rick was. Like, exactly. He, he, oh, yeah, I agree. Like, he he kept dealing with like thugs and barbarian type people. Even the 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 governor, the governor was kind of insane. So you could take advantage of that to some extent. He he, he was a he was overly aggressive. Plus that like, was like I mean, you broke up. Shown that hand mostly at that point. Right? Oh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're good yeah, now. Yeah, your internet's yeah, bad. I, that was mostly Michonne handles the governor. Ultimately, no. Yeah. It, well, in, in, in the, the book, in the book, that's where Lori gets blasted by the governor with a shotgun, and she's holding the baby, and the shotgun blast kills her and the baby in one shot. In the book, so you're just like, wow, it's just Rick and Carl. Yeah, that's hardcore. I, you know what the craziest thing in the books were, which also happened in the show, but I felt it. It, it there's something about turning a page and being like, oh, is they got to the prison and there's been all this shit going on. And I'm just like, damn, they're going to the cafeteria. They're like, we got to clear the prison. We got to go there. I'm like, oh my god, the doors are locked shut. They're gonna open these doors. It's gonna be the worst shit. And I'm like, what's it's gonna be like five thousand zombies. They open the doors. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, that's the worst thing ever. It was just three human beings in convict jumpsuits, and they just wave at them, and it's the end of an issue. And you're like, that sucks. Because now it's like you've got people that are like, we can't have these cons. And it's like, do the orange jumpsuits mean that much now that it's the zombie apocalypse? Are they really the enemy? But it's like, yo, they're going to fuck our wives and eat us or some shit. It's like, what did they do, though, right? Like, like, is this a mass murderer? Or is exactly. this like a guy who stole a car, right? We don't give a fuck about GTA, motherfucker. Like, like if you stole cars, if you did white collar crime, you. if we you need assaulted you. If you somebody, stole cars, yeah. you need someone who can hotwire shit. Exactly. If you're a loose cannon that, like, ate his fucking, like, you know, father's dick after he killed him, that's not something you want yeah. to carry around. If it's a rapist or a child molester or, like, a violent sociopath, though, like, we have no way of knowing who these yeah, people that, are. That we just have to really take them at their word. Moment for me. Because sometimes yeah. you, you put yourself in the human scenario and it's like, well, what would you do? And it's like, I wouldn't want to deal with people. Zombies, it's like, burn them, shoot them in the head. Humans, and you don't know their motives? Like, And, and that was it. Like, he had a, what was his name? Robert Kirkman? Is that his name? Yes. He had the best, his, the way, when I read the first prelude of the very first story, which applies to the show in the book, was 
this doesn't have an end. This doesn't have a cure. The zombies are not the enemy. The humans are. And it will show you how humans change over time and how they grow in the face of such horrible events. And that's what it was always about. When I got to that point, I was like, this is what Walking Dead is about. How are they going to handle this? What are they going to do with that? What are they going to do when it's like, but she's pregnant and all that stuff? And that's where Carl ends up killing someone. Does that happen in the show? Carl kills the kid? Uh, yeah, Carl kills the kid. But the, but the kid was uh, with the governor. A, a killer. The, the kid was like with the one of the governor's men, if you can even call him that. And Carl had yeah. him at gunpoint. And, the, and he was like, put your gun down. And the kid's like lowering his weapon. And Carl just kills him. Fuck yeah, Carl, baby. Shit. <laughs> Real deal. Yeah. One of the another one of the best episodes is like season five. I, I bring it up all the time on this show, but like it was when that guy was gonna rape Carl. And uh and oh, Rick yeah. just, just loses his shit. And and go, we could watch that scene if you want. Because I it's 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 one of the best scenes in the whole so he, like, show. Yeah, I want to uh, see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me find it. I'm excited oh, by for the this way, while he finds it, Woody, I was just before they came, I was just recommending that they watch The Expanse. Are you caught up on this show? Oh no, I am not caught up on this season. I saw the first two seasons, I think. Dude, I'm I'm jealous because the third season is the best season. Really? Hands down. Like you know Amos, the marine dude who's like a real jarhead badass dude. Yeah, he's strong oh, and yeah. It, you yo, know, the he, character's almost the actor's almost not as strong as the character, I think. Yeah. That actor and character and everything he becomes your well he became my favorite huh. in third season he is the be- he's one of those guys where you know he's such a fucked up dude and it's just like yo this guy's an idiot he's so violent but then when you come across other violent people and then he steps in the room you're like yeah <laughs> yeah our star our <laughs> guy who's fucked up uh-huh and and, and, and he has a whole different like like you know they walk in and they're like look at this whorehouse or whatever and he's like what He's, he's like, like, I rented an apartment here. Yeah, yeah. He was, wasn't he? Did he grow up in a whorehouse or something? He's yeah, like, he they're just up, working. It's an honor. You get more in the third season of his background at one point where it's, you're just like, oh, so that's where he comes from. Yeah, his background, he comes from a tough neighborhood. And yeah, uh, I like him a lot. He gets very good. And the actor is downplayed. He, he seemed weak to me. I was like, I don't really like this guy. He's boring. But then you realize it's because he's broken he's like a broken person and they play it much better and the actor figures it out and i i am i'm jealous for you all you guys because you guys get to to watch it but season three like i was saying to the guys they didn't realize that the show was going to continue so they just go hold no holds barred they go all out and there's even one point where it's like six months later which i was saying is normally Uh. on tv shows six months later is a shit season of the show But this one, they just do it, and it's really, really excellent. Oh, I should catch uh, up. Yeah, The Expanse. Let's watch it. this scene. Uh, okay. Did you send it to us? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Why? See, my shit's glitching, man. My Skype is like is not the regular Skype. It's it's like a got a black night mode, and you guys send me shit, and it's not popping up. The last thing I have is the dog picture that I sent. I always have to scroll down to get it. Yeah, yeah I'm doing too. that right now. I don't Just know let why me that scroll is. down. My favorite scene from the show is when you see that really cool deer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the idea is so garbage. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, so deer. fucking stupid. If the link's not showing up, Harley, if you just search Carl rape, it's uh, it's oh, the one. Oh, great! For- now I'm on a list. <laughs> there, did, did my the link the work? It's the same list. one. <laughs> Which one? The two minute forty three second one? Yep. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two forty two. Are we ready? Yep. Ready, set, play. Then we'll have the girl. Then the boy. 
Then I'm gonna shoot you, and then we'll be square. <laughs> Let him go. Stop, you square. They picked the creepiest looking guy in America to play the best. <laughs> We headbutted him. It's pride rules. Pride rules, I like it. Like tinnitus. <laughs> I got him. Oh, now. Is he gonna go Hulk mode? He's so creepy, the rapist. Yeah, Rick. It's so dark I can barely see it. Disemboweled him. Cut him from fucking groin to, to, to like collarbone. And now he's just making meat pie out of him like fucking Mel Gibson in The Patriot. You know what I liked? Off. This is one thing I appreciated. Instead of like... So in, he said... Uh, guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. The guy started to beg for his life. He started to say sorry or whatever yeah, it is he was I saying. Thought, I noticed that too. And then that's a scene where a lot of people might start monologuing right there. Oh no, you did this, so I'm going to do that and lay out... No. Nah. He just killed him, fucking John Wick style. I, I, like, I like that because it's I, more I, realistic. Like in yeah. real life, you're not going to be like. And another thing is, you were going <laughs> to rape my kid just now. I heard you I say it. We all heard you. Say, no, you know, you just be in a feverish rage, bloodlust, and you just slaughter that guy. I I did I, at that part also. Like I saw that, and he was like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "No, you don't do that now." You don't get to be like, well, we was just joking around. It's like you <laughs> egg his car. You tried to fuck his son. You don't get give to him 180 a that and be like, well, yeah. we was just joking around. We wasn't really going to fuck him. Like, that's <laughs> we were going to fuck his little boy. Like, and, and you know what? Like, I would have been like, instead of cutting him up like that, I would have took the knife and be like, nah, bitch. I'd be like, Carl. Come here and fuck this man. Do I help that, you? Boy. Yeah, it sends a message. <laughs> a little bit of corrective rape. <laughs> <laughs> We're always talking about corrective rape. I, I, now I know what it is. <laughs> oh, that was uh, great. That's, that's, that's heavy. That's uh, so I'm heavy not sure like Harley's that. a good parent right now. <laughs> Nothing would smell worse than an 
apocalyptic ass crack. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, first of all, they picked the creepiest, like a fat, overweight guy who's got silt in his fucking folds from years ago at this point. Like his his hair was like, like if I went into the the barber shop and was like, make me look like a, give me like a the serial rapist look. That's the one they would give you. They'd shave yeah. this, and they they'd leave this long. The ball mullet. Like Wait, you this, were a, it's you called were a skull. wrestler. You were a wrestler 28 years ago. <laughs> yeah. A bad one. A pro wrestler, yeah. You were the bad guy. Now you work at Steak and Shake. Like, yeah. I bet that guy smells like ice beside mm. <laughs> Speaking of ice, he's up to a few new things, isn't he? Can I tell you one of my favorite, clip, favorite clips on the internet, by the way? I, when I first started doing Twitch, like 2014... Uh, I, I do Facebook now. When I first started doing Twitch, I was like, yo, I'm like, what is this content? And it was a guy with one shaved eyebrow, like yelling at his Twitch stream chat because someone donated and used the N word in text to speech. And he was like, I just put a down payment on a house and you guys are going to cost me this. And he was like swearing at them. And like the chat was so insane. And the messages that were coming through, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And how. Is this the pinnacle of entertainment of the future? Which I truly believe that. Like, I would watch like Brandon Hampton getting hit by a car, and I'm like, that is the future of internet. Is Brandon content. Hampton, the black weightlifter dude. No. no, Brandon Hampton's the skinny guy that wears like a jean jacket with like no shirt on. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck your ass. I'll beat your ass right now. I still get my dick sucked more than all you motherfuckers. You know that guy? <laughs> no, I don't think I've he rolls seen. with ice all the time. He's always in the videos. Uh. But uh, so I, I, I would watch these guys, and I'd be like, "Yo, I'm like, this is crazy." And I was watching it, and like, the the best clip is <laughs> the best clip is Ice Poseidon sip. You know the sip? I don't know the sip. Please, I, I don't go on YouTube and look up the sip. It's like it's literally we're looking at. You don't even need to cue it up. Just click it right away because it's like. Two, it's two seconds long. <laughs> what it, I'm not the, finding it under this sip. I guess I have to he put up it. no ice beside and sip, and click on ice taking a sip. Oh, here it is. It's eight <laughs> seconds long. <laughs> it is the best thing fries. ever. Yeah. <laughs> A little strawberry air. Mm. But no, it's so funny because it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's like the scenario is so good because it's like people people are watching. <laughs> And people are watching, and it's it's. There's always this element of like you think, you think it's like like I don't know how to explain it that well. So it's gonna be hard for me because it's just in my brain. But it's like people are watching you. You know, people are watching you. You're so casual at knowing that the people are watching you, but acting like they're not there. But you are always aware that they're there. God forbid you suck the straw and suck real straw or strong on that straw. You're gonna hear the twenty thousand CX army. Like, for the next month, being like, keep sucking that straw, big boy, or whatever the fuck they'll do. So, God forbid, he sucks longer than what's necessary. But he finds out that the suck that he is committed to is not a big enough suck or a long enough suck. <laughs> so, he didn't suck it enough. But he now can't, like, you know, keep sucking. He's got to abandon the suck. But he can't pull away from, you know, being such a pussy that he can't suck the strawberry up in there. I so like he how lies. He, his mouth makes the noise. Yeah, of, he like, lies and he, he does this. He <laughs> tastes the sip that was not complete. <laughs> but we 
see through the straw. God has it that we witnessed the straw, but it never got there. So this is the most perfect content possible. This is the most pure, uncut, best content on the internet, that fucking eight-second sip. And I would never be able to explain to people why that is so incredible, that sip, unless you were really there for all of it. Like, it's just so excellent. He never... He never sipped it. He didn't want to suck it that much, but he also needed to suck it more. And he and then he lied about it when he tastes it. He this, tastes yeah. the This taste is a channel with 32 subscribers and a video with almost 300,000 views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 10,000 of those views. That 8 second sip, I've seen it 4 hours worth in my life. <laughs> I think I've when I first saw that sip, I think I was high and I was trying to look up like how to auto replay a YouTube video over and over again so I don't need to click again and again because I needed to keep seeing the sip. The sip is just so incredible this moment. This moment is my favorite moment on in YouTube history. We need a <laughs> to make one of those 10 hour versions of Ice taking a sip just for yeah. Harley. <laughs> so he can watch it. That is hilarious because you can he puts it down so tentatively. And then makes the face of, oh, I just tasted something that definitely wasn't just cold strawberry air. He was going to lie to us about that sip. That <laughs> sip was a lie. He lied to everyone. But we saw. Ah. We saw through the lie. It, it was foreshadowing <laughs> to his relationship with Caroline. This is a, oh. I, I found this little gif here. If you want to watch this, this is someone trying to beat up a guy dressed as Jesus Christ. I bet it doesn't go well. Well, the power of Christ compels you. Um, I'm, I clicked it. Yeah. Oh, I, he's parrying all this guy's hits. Yeah, why is that guy? This looks like an Assassin's Creed fight, oh, where they're just like stupid, and and you could easily counter them every single time. <laughs> why to counter? Why to counter? Why to counter? And then it's like execute. Yes. <laughs> and it, it looks like a video game right now. This encounter. This is like a video game. Wow, Jesus gets a nice shot in. Yeah, I like the first Assassin's Creed because never before in a game have I pressed so few buttons in a fight. And had the guy make such creative moves <laughs> from the same button over and over and over. I like that though. I, I I didn't like in the newest one. It's more like a Dark Souls vibe. It's like more skill based and all that. And I'm uh, like, God damn it! I just love beating the fuck dude. out of like 15 one at a time. One guy will come up one at a time, and you're like, kick his ass, and then the next guy kick his ass. And my move used to be like, I used to go unarmed, and when they would attack you, you would press the counter button, and it would automatically take their weapon from them. Now when you press X, it's in one-hit kill because they can't defend it. So it's a cool, cool execution. And then I would ah. drop that weapon and look at the next guy, <laughs> and he would come with his weapon. And I would disarm it and kill him with it and drop it. And these guys would be like 15 dudes in a line <laughs> waiting to get fucking... So separate. you're surrounded by bodies and like 11 evenly distributed swords. <laughs> like, the, yeah. the first time I ever played Assassin's Creed, uh, I didn't know how to play it. I, I jumped in on like the fourth title or something. It might have been pirate ship based. I don't know. No, it was like Civil War, whatever. And... Uh, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to suck. And at this point, I'm really popular. So there's like 3,000 people watching me play this game. And uh, I don't know how to play at all. But it's so easy. I'm really good. I just, like, I'm just without weapons, beating up 15 people at a time, parkouring all over the place. Someone in the chat says you can jump from any distance so long as you land in hay. Well, hell. You know, that's not hard to do. Th that game. And there are so many buckets or... Uh you yeah, know, wagons of hay around. All that, like, over. I would be playing that game in the first one and like sprinting to the edge of a building, and I'm like, I gotta jump. I, they're gonna get me, and I'm almost dead. And you just jump, and thank God, below every strategic point in that game, 
there's a lot of hay for you to land in. You don't even have to check. No. If it's an so, area you can jump off of, just leap. You're going to be fine. You'll be all right. <laughs> Remember I was saying I like – I think about video games for an extended period of time sometimes. I thought about the best Assassin's Creed game, okay? Mm. This would be the best one, okay? Assassin's Creed Vietnam. The reason being, one, it's very close to today and – it was a very controversial war, so you could in, you could implement your Templars however you want. But what's so cool about it is uh, Green Berets in like in, in Vietnam used to like navigate the jungles barefoot to not make any noise. Mm-hmm. So the idea of being like a Green Beret, Assassin's Creed, and you took the Assassin's Creed three like tree climbing abilities and the ones that were kind of in black flag a little bit so you can navigate the jungle quickly and you're like a barefoot green beret and instead of the assassin blade it pulls out like a rambo combat knife and the ghillie suit is the pointed hood so it's like a ghillie suit and you're like in the jungle and it's like that would be such a cool setting and i i i think like i know i was there personally asked if they would ever implement guns and they were kind of like really against it i guess it goes too much to splinter cell territory at that point but an Assassin's Creed where I have an M16 and a combat knife and I'm navigating the jungle and there's like controversy and, and treachery afoot, that's what I want. Like I you like, be like a Rambo. Like, I want, exactly. If you want to play the game the like that, like you could do it that style. Just like you, you could be running in the streets killing everyone with a big ass axe in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood or whatever or the other ones. It would be cool. Cool if you had that option to go and like take an M16 and like if you had like some crazy napalm traps and if you could hide like under the fucking grass and pop up and shit and like I, I don't you know you could play just, as the Vietnamese and like set up those punji stick maybe traps. Maybe your guy is spiked, Vietnamese. Maybe uh, the assassin's spiked, dude yeah. is Vietnamese. You know, There's tons. like press X to apply shit to punji pit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Insufficient yeah, shit. Find yeah. food. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron. Too much, not enough fiber. The shit, the shit comes off. <laughs> the shit <laughs> falls off in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> you must replenish. You, That's a good you idea. Guys see the tra- you guys see the trailer from My Friend Pedro at E3 this year? No. No, I haven't watched any E3 stuff. Uh, what's My Friend Pedro? My Friend Pedro is like, this game is insane. It is like, I, I don't know who makes it. But it's like I, it's kind of like exactly what you would like. Uh, maybe you would want like a, a Deadpool, a Deadpool game to be like for real. But it's oh just, yeah, I saw this. This is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really, really insane. Like just such an impressive game. It's like uh, it looks like one of those twin stick shooters. Like if like uh, like Shadow Complex made lo- love with like like Trials HD. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> It's it. The guys like spinning around in slow motion with like dual wielded like fully auto pistols, just yeah. And then you get massacring and like like, a skateboard, and you could like kick a frying pan in the air and then like shoot bullets off the frying pan, kick flip your skateboard at someone. Uh, Like and you're doing like a. It looks. It just looks perfectly fun. It looks great. It looks like one of those games where I like. I I don't know. Everyone made big deals about the big boys there, but after the fact, I was like, "Where was this game at? I could have used this game." It just looks like like mindless fun. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I agree. Just cool. Blow people up. There seems to be a lot of gore in this. Yeah, and the Deadpool description is pretty perfect. If you skip to like one thirty, you'll see like the skateboards and the rolling on on the. Oh, the frying pan's hilarious. 
Yeah, the car, the motorcycle, it's great. I mean, it's not ice beside and taking a sip of a strawberry milkshake great, <laughs> but it's up there. Yeah, that looks, that looks like a lot of fun. The I saw the Halo trailer, and I was, just, I was just like, boo, boo. You didn't I, like I the Halo care. trailer? Because I know you like oh, that game. Halo. Oh, I hate 343. I like Bungie. Like, I like hey, the first three games. 343, their biggest mistake was they were like, hey, Master Chief is cool and all, but won't you want this guy? Look, he'll punch Master Chief in the face and break his visor. And it's like, when at what did you ever think that's what we wanted? This is the equivalent of playing Mario Odyssey. And at the beginning, it's like, you play as Terry. <laughs> <laughs> The Mario at the beginning of the game. It's like, why would you do that? The Master Chief is the fucking sickest guy. But I, I mean, respect the Spartan Lock, but I don't want to be him and hunt down the chief and punch the chief in the face. I won't be the Master Chief. So the biggest thing about Infinity is this. You will play as Master Chief the entire game, they said. Only Master Chief. And that's he better say fucking nine words that whole game. <laughs> oh, no, they'll probably reveal his face or something. They'll, they'll do something stupid. No. They won't. They won't do it. I don't. I don't think they will. No, they'll reveal, it's, and it's going to be a black trans woman. Competing against the other girls, so she wins. He's going to take his helmet off and kiss Sergeant Johnson on the lips at the beginning. Of the <laughs> God damn. He's going to. He's going to be in love with uh, Cortana, which will make him like in love with like inanimate objects or droids, just like Lando. Calrissian, you know? Maybe he's got well, a you know, boy mask under there. Who's to say? Well, now <laughs> you're actually play. improving the game. But what, what I found was so funny about it is, like, I'm a huge Halo fan. Halo might be, like, one of my, my number one favorite games ever, ever. I love the series. I always did. And the last one was just, you know, Halo 4, Halo 5 there or whatever. Um, but I saw this Halo Infinite trailer. It's so funny. I'm watching and I'm like, okay, Halo, all right. They show, like, the animals running. I'm like, okay. They're showing, like, the Marines, and they pop a smoke. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then, like, the chief's helmet pops in, and it goes, boom, in, like, that Halo music. And I was like, oh, shit, Halo! And then it's like, and, like, the music comes in. I'm like, yeah, I'm this game. Hey, boy. And it's because I'm a fan that music. And I'm being honest, the Halo theme song is right up there with the fucking Imperial March. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I, it, that's how I am for Star Dude, can we talk Star Wars for a second? Did yes. you read that they're not doing all the spinoff shows now? Yes. They're getting you know canceled. What? Go on. Here, so everyone, full disclosure, The Last Jedi, I fucking love that movie. Mm -hmm. I give it a nine and a half on ten. I thought it was incredible. I loved it. I think Solo was uh, – I thought Solo was a terrible Star Wars movie. Oh, did you? Not terrible. It was my least favorite Star Wars movie, which means, like, I, I, I'm someone that like the prequels. I don't hate them because I like what they did for the universe. We, 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 we came out with some shitty movies because all we wanted to see was remember that old Republic trailer where they're like the Sith have returned and they smash a ship into the Jedi Temple and like a hundred Sith run out and they're fighting like a hundred Jedi and there's fucking stormtroopers there. Like that's what we wanted in the prequels and we never got that. We got, like, you know, the goofy shit that we got. But they did introduce, like, the Jedi Council. They introduced, like, Darth Maul. You know, they introduced, like, some aspects of it that I liked and I respected. There were some goofy decisions. Uh, and secondly, Duel of the Fates is, like, the best 
fucking Star Wars music ever. That that track is awesome. I love that. So I like a lot of things the prequels did, but the movies were goofy. The lines were terrible, and 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 Darth Vader before he became Darth Vader in the mask like darth vader like tucking in the younglings and putting them to bed darth vader <laughs> i like that and i wish that had more time to breathe and i i wish the movie ended with him getting cut in his arms and legs and that's it because i thought it would have been really cool if i could show like my kid that doesn't exist yet like or doesn't exist at all no one's pregnant or, or that you don't, don't know about no nothing yeah <laughs> but i would like to show him one two and three and not reveal darth vader in episode three let Anakin die and just die and let everyone think Anakin died and then let wa- let us someone watch one, two, three and still get the Empire Strikes Back reveal if you watched it in order. You didn't yeah, need to show point. that, but there was goofy decisions left, right, and center. But I thought that they did some cool things for the universe, but Solo, I fucking hate it. He's like, Solo, you're by yourself, eh? Okay, I'll mark you down as Han Solo. I'm like, his name is literal? How fucking dumb is this? I was like, what's up with this stupid worm when he had the thermal detonator? And he's like, click. And she was like, you made that noise with your mouth. And he's like, yeah, well, you're really prone to light damage and you're in a room filled with windows. And he shoots a rock through a window. And it's like, what the fuck is this crime lord doing in this really sensitive area where like (laughs) hail, even just bad hail will get her burnt and will destroy her home. You know, there was some goofy shit in that movie. I hate it when that girl took off her mask and there's like a reveal and it's like, what? It's just a girl? Okay, don't make a big deal about it. You're the ones making a big deal now. Let's just be like, yeah, girls kick ass. Why do we need to be like, ha, huh, it's a beautiful young girl. It's just like, there's, there's no reveal here. Don't Star punch Wars in on titties. her face. And you know what? This is Star Wars. We like our characters with masks on Ron, all the time. She should keep her mask on. Let us know it's a girl, but don't take the mask off. She's fucking cool with the mask on just like boba fett we don't even need to see him with the mask off you know or captain phasma i don't even need it's that not even a, just a star wars thing like there's so many times in movies where they do the mask reveal that it's yeah, like Master i, I Chief, just wish just i wish, about it I wish they ago. wouldn't do it i wish they wouldn't yeah. do it I, the whole mystique is what makes it more interesting like i don't want to take it off and then it's just oh that's a guy i might be in line behind at the store or a guy who might be ahead of me at kidoba who I, who points I, his finger over the glass at, at the ingredients that are just saying what he wants like, I, like you don't want that guy. You, you just you wanna, know, he's just an ethereal guy. You know what was stupid? And by the way, spoilers, 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 everyone. Spoilers. What was so stupid is like Han Solo goes to kill that. Oh, you didn't watch it yet? Okay, forget it. I'm done. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going <laughs> to say it. He yeah, could have. Yeah, there's no point. I, so there's I haven't seen things. Solo. My opinion might change when I see it like you have. But in general, it's, it's almost my opinion is make them. I would like them to make them so I have yes. the option. I'm not paying yes, any money wish, for them unless I, I want movie, to. I wish the movie was called Lando. And I wish it was more about him. Because mm. never once was I like, man, I need Han Solo's story. The only thing I wanted to know about Han Solo, and this is going to be weird because I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan. I don't think Han Solo is that cool. I think he's, I think he's got some sweet moves. But my favorite thing about <laughs> Han Solo and the, the biggest allure is like, how did this human shoot the – like? When Luke Skywalker said to Obi-Wan, he was like, tell me about my papa. Obi-Wan chooses to refer to Darth Vader as, or Anakin as, your father was the best Jedi pilot. He wasn't like, damn, that boy with the lightsaber. He's the only Jedi that I ever knew that fucked the bitch. He was like, he's the best pilot. That's what he chose to say about his father, which is so interesting. And then if you take Anakin, he won the pod race. And then he shot up a uh, a Trade Federation ship as a kid. And then in episode four, He's got the sickest fucking TIE fighter ever, and he is like a Sith at the top of 
He is the best. But this fucking dude with a fucking dog man sitting shotgun drives <laughs> up into the scene and shoots Darth Vader out of the sky. That is the best thing about Han Solo. That is the cool thing about that he went in there and he shot Darth Vader out of the sky in this piece of junk, and that's the best Jedi pilot? That's I could listen to you talk to about Star Wars all day. You make it more <laughs> interesting than watching the movies makes it. I, I, well, I, I, I was excited because I was like, why, how, why does, what I want from this movie is why is Chewbacca hang out with this loser? Why does this 200-year-old legendary Wookiee warrior hang out with this lowlife? I'm curious. And what I wanted from The Last Jedi and what I wanted from Episode Seven was I wanted Kylo. Wouldn't it be cool if Kylo embraced more of his Han Solo? He's Han Solo's son. Hmm. So he's the grandson of the best Sith pilot ever, but also the son of the best pilot that somehow shot down the best Sith pilot ever. Kylo Ren has to be the best flyer. He's got to be the best pilot. And I thought it would be cool if Kylo Ren also carried a blaster with him. Because Han Solo always trusted a good blaster more than a lightsaber or Wookie or uh, or hokey uh, magic and stuff. And I thought it'd be so cool if Kylo had like a blaster and if you know Snoke talked down to him, if he had like a little like back talk Han Solo style, like he's Han Solo's kid, and they didn't show that enough. And I really wow. like Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is much stronger than Darth Vader, by the way. In Episode Seven, he freezes that bolt. Remember when they mm -hmm. they shoot that bolt? Mm -hmm. He freezes it. Darth Vader's never done that. In 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 Empire Strikes Back, he blocks a bolt with his hand. Yeah, that's but that's a metal bolt. hand. I, I thought it's the armor. lore was that, uh, and I I haven't seen. I don't. I know of the four of us by far the least about Star Wars. I thought the thing was that Darth Vader was like the tippity top of Jedi's. Like no, nobody comes. Luke close Skywalker to him. was strong. Luke Skywalker. Vader. Okay, but it was yes. like Vader like number two. Why wasn't the Emperor stronger than? Darth Vader and and was Yoda well, this, not stronger? Than I, I, it's no, it's it's a power of mind is important. And once Darth Vader realized he's stronger than the Empire, he picked his frail ass up and body slammed him into the Death Star. Like once he realized it, once that aspect of mind control was gone because the dark side is blinding, and he picked him up and tossed him over. It's like that's how much stronger he truly was. So I saw like, it through he a was different lens. Now, now you're, I mean, you're right. That's what happened. But to me, I'm like, you know, who really beat the Emperor? Time. Right, time beats everyone, and eventually the emperor was on top of his game because time wins. Oh, they just get stronger, though. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like I see. I see what you're saying, but in exchange for immortality, which his master was all about becoming immortal, like you exchange, like you die inside, you die visually. Like he wasn't actually that old man. He became that for embracing the dark side, and the more you embrace it, the more like wretched you become. Mm. But like the emperor was was strong there he was very strong like he was as strong as he's ever been you know what i mean he was stronger then than when he was fighting yoda you know what i mean okay at least that's the way i saw it and i i think it was just like a matter of vader being like yo i'm fucking darth vader fuck this old dude you know I'll pick his ass up and throw him in the garbage but like it's because luke beat vader there and then luke didn't let the mind control take over him you know he threw his lightsaber to the ground he was like fuck it i'm not gonna kill my dad which is that was people's biggest issue with the the last jedi was because they're like why would he throw his lightsaber down not kill his dad when he was darth vader but he was gonna kill his nephew when he was sleeping hmm. that makes no sense and that's why people were annoyed is because like why would the new movie show luke skywalker's lowest point when we felt we were past the lowest point you know who annoyed but, me mark hamill 
Mark Hamill annoyed me. Mark Hamill came out all over the place saying, this movie's going to suck, guys. It's not the movie you're looking for. I don't do crazy fucking triple flip lightsaber. But Mark Hamill, your time has passed. You know, it, don't act like this isn't how Jedis behave. Name a Jedi that hasn't freaking hid in obscurity for ages. Yoda hid in obscurity for ages. Luke hid in obscurity for ages. Uh, there's another one I'm not thinking of who hid in obscurity. Obi-Wan hid in obscurity for ages. And uh, he's like, I can't believe that I would play a quitter Jedi. All Jedis are quitters. They hide. That's what they fucking do yeah. all the time. You're just mad because the show wasn't about Mark Hamill. You wanted The Last Jedi to be all about you. Well, he did. It's called he The did Last come out Jedi! With, I don't care. His time has passed. His time has passed. He's out there doing interview after interview saying, this, is, this movie's not very good. You won't he, like he, it. He redacted a lot of that. I will tell you, the end of The Last Jedi, that move that he does, to me, like, I know people hated The Last Jedi right at the beginning because he took the lightsaber and tossed it. But in Empire Strikes Back, you know how everyone talks about like, oh, Luke, I am your father? That's the best reveal ever. Mm -hmm. Before I watched Star Wars, I already heard that line a million times. So I didn't get that reveal. I didn't get that. You know, I knew who Yoda was. I knew who Darth Vader was. But I watched it like, you know, years ago. And I tried to put myself in the position of what if I watched A New Hope in theaters? And I was like, this world is crazy. Where are they going with this? And so I, I went and I looked up. I tried to find old theories from episode four, people going into Empire Strikes Back. And I read this article. The guy was like, they released a picture of this man named Boba Fett standing behind Darth Vader. Apparently, he's a silent bounty hunter. One can only assume that he might be Luke Skywalker's father. And at the right time, he will reveal himself and kill Darth Vader. And it's like, damn, that boy got it wrong. But he was thinking and he was trying to imagine who could be Luke's father. So when you get to Empire Strikes Back, You've seen Darth Vader with a lightsaber. You're like, that guy's a badass. You've seen Obi-Wan. And you're like, this old man stood up against that. What is that dude, a robot or something with a fucking lightsaber? And he fought him? And then he disappeared? Jedis are the coolest things in the world. Who are Jedis? Jedis must be the coolest guys. And then you find out Luke's going to train with Master Yoda, the greatest Jedi warrior. And you're like... This is going to be fucking awesome. This guy must be his dad, maybe. Or maybe this guy's going to be jacked. Or maybe he has, like, two <laughs> lightsabers or <laughs> a lightsaber gun. You're thinking all this shit. And then you get to to that place. And the first thing you see is Yoda. And he's like, <laughs> And you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to see this. Show me the fucking Jedi warrior. And Luke's like, leave me alone. I want to see. I'm here to see Master Yoda. He's like, Master Yoda, I'll take him to you. And, and you're like. Okay, take him, fuck. I don't want to see your idiot ass. Take us to fucking Master Yoda. And then Luke's like, I want to see him. He's a great Jedi warrior. And then Yoda gets so serious and he's like, wars do not make one great. And if you take that and then you take Rey bringing him the lightsaber and being like, here you go. This this lightsaber doesn't make the Jedi. Being a Jedi, when, when Yoda was general uh yoda and he was all about like you know controlling uh he was all about controlling the army and all that and then like that's when he got duped that's when the empire bested him when he was so focused on war and being general yoda he should have been jedi master yoda and he wasn't and that's when he's like wars don't make one great and he's like what are you talking about and he's like i'm master yoda and then he lifts an x-wing out of the water the idea of a lightsaber in the face of lifting an X-Wing out of the water, when you're a little fucking green gremlin, that's the power of the Force. That's a Jedi Master. 
I promise you, Yoda doesn't have his lightsaber with him in that cave to protect himself. What the fuck is a lightsaber in the face of the Force? So when he got that lightsaber in Last Jedi, he tossed that shit because Jedis don't value possessions. We're like, but that that lightsaber killed this guy and killed that guy and whatever. But Jedis don't value possessions like that. And the most Luke didn't realize when he was like the he Jedi the books. must end. What's that? He valued the books, didn't he? Am I crazy? Yes, he was. He went no, into he save did. He him, did. Right? He was. Yeah. He was so contradictory. He was like the sacred Jedi text, and he was mm. like the Jedi must end. And then, like, an, like you know, forty minutes later, he's like, I am not the last Jedi. You know, he was definitely lost, and that's what people didn't like about him. They wanted Luke to have his shit figured out, but it's like, wait, you knew Luke from the ages of twenty-two mm-hmm. to twenty-five. You've seen him interact with twelve different people and have eighteen different conversations. You think you know this guy? Thirty-five years later, he's a human. But the best part about him being a human is we went into that movie being like Luke Skywalker's God. He's going to take three Star Destroyers and fucking smash them together and kill all these people. And then it's like, but wait, is that a Jedi move? There are people like Finn on those ships. Good people that were indoctrinated. Should Luke just murder them all because they're they're following orders? Like, it's not right. Should Luke take a lightsaber and kill all these people? No. What he does is he doesn't even light a lightsaber. He doesn't even actually go there. And he uses the force to trick a very powerful Sith or Ren or whatever he, a uh, master of Knights of Ren, whatever Kylo is, he tricks him into things there. And he, he does it in the most pass, the most uh, pacifist way possible. That was a master Jedi to me. Not even being there and letting his friends escape and getting in the mind of his enemy. Because that's how the Empire did it. He got, he, 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 he got. He blinded everyone. He was able to manipulate them all. Now Luke got under Kylo's skin. He didn't even have to go there to do it. That was maximum Jedi to me. But we saw in the movie, Luke is just a human. He almost killed his nephew. Except at the end of the movie, kids are playing with Luke Skywalker toys. Going, Master Jedi, Luke Skywalker shoots down the ship and he's playing with it. That's us. That's what we do. Those kids now in the Star Wars universe after episode eight are exactly us. They look at Luke Skywalker as a god and they're going to play with toys of him. But we know the truth. He's just a human. He's just a human and he's a master Jedi and he was able to do all this stuff without a lightsaber. And and, and the lightsaber is nonsense compared to the force because the power of the force made Luke Skywalker a god. But he's not really a god. He's a human. But everyone in that galaxy thinks he's a god because he stood down the first order by himself. Like, I, I love where they went. You know what the craziest thing in The Last Jedi was? Was when, was my last thing, my last thing I'm off, never bring up Star Wars with me. Never do that. Uh, the la- when in, in The Last Jedi, when Kylo looks at Rey after the, the coolest scene in the movie where they beat up all those people, and he looks at Rey and he's like, join me. When that happened, I was like, oh, what the fuck is Star Wars going to do if she takes his hand? Who's the bad guy? Where do we go from here? What's it going to be? This is so insane. And then she was like, no. And he was like, okay. And I'm like, okay. So the bad guys still wear black. The girl, the Jedis are still the good guys. It's pretty much black and white as it always was, which was the my biggest issue was with the, sh- the film was it was like, forget everything you know. Forget everything you know. Forget everything you know. Kill the past if you have to. Wait, no. The Jedis are still here. The bad guys still wear black. And it's the exact same thing as how we left it. And it was like, well, why do we go through all this crazy shit if we're going to end up where we were? And I understand we were building stepping stones for the characters. But anyways, you know what was really cool? What? <laughs> was when Poe 
ran to his ship. And I was like, oh, damn, Poe, who had the coolest scene in, in The Force Awakens. He, he sh- I don't know if you see it, but it's he shoots down 16 TIE fighters in five seconds. It happens in the background of one scene when, when Finn's like, oh, that's one hell of a pilot. He shoots down like 16 TIE fighters in a second. And, he's, and you're like, oh, this is the sickest pilot ever. And then it's like, yo, but this is the grandson of Darth Vader and the son of Han Solo. They're about to go head to head. And then Kylo blows up his ship before he even gets in. You're like, Kylo, you motherfucker. Hey, Taylor, what's going on in the world of hockey? <laughs> I just want to do I Jesus the last joke. Time we were on. I was like, yo, Kyle, you watch Star Wars? You're like, nah. this is a Patton Oswalt like filibuster this is a Sparks and Rex scene (laughs) I I have and Star realizes that there's been a disturbance in the force he starts to assemble the team of Marvel Universe no not the second tier superheroes the first I'm sorry but Hawkeye and Black Widow we're not first tier you're not getting in can we go find who? Spider-Man Spider-Man. I'm just reading it right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hilarious episode. No, I, I, I haven't seen the most recent two Star Wars, but but I've I've seen the first six movies like many many times each, and I've seen uh, all of the Clone Wars, and I, I I love the lore and the idea of Star Wars, but in practice it fails for me on on a lot of levels. Like like I I, I don't know. I think I, you'd like Rogue One. Huh? Rogue One is good. I think you'd like Rogue One. I like Rogue One. Um, Rogue One's uh, probably the best Star Wars movie ever made, in my opinion, that I've seen. I liked it better than any of the six original movies. I thought it, it, was, it definitely it, felt like its own class, and that's what sucked about the Solo thing. To your initial point, is that Solo movie didn't need to happen, and I'm not surprised. No one cared, but Rogue One was awesome. Rogue, why do we miss out on that? Why do we miss out on another one, a Boba Fett movie, which would have been cool? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, the uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like like the idea of it is better than what it actually is when you when I go back and watch the movies. Like like, um, and I'm more of a Star Trek guy, and it's not like they're mutual. Oh, bro, I love Star Trek. But, but like, no, here we go. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> like the thing you just did with Star Wars, I could go on a fucking rant on the uh, the Star Trek thing and and talk about. All right, but after that, you have to let me go with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, I like Lord of the Rings, and I don't know enough. I like. When people tell me, like when people read the Silmarillion and they tell me stuff of Lord of the Rings, I'm like, sounds Dude, cool if you, as fuck. Dude, the, the Silmarillion is like, <laughs> it's honestly like the ramblings of a madman who's lost himself in his own world. I, where he's I like, heard. That's why you know, people and recommend then, not And then also, here's, here's a thousand years before that happened and what the elves <laughs> were doing. And then like the next chapter will be like, oh, but we can't forget like what the dwarves like, oh, another thing about how they like hammered armor. And it's like, no wonder his family had like an intervention with him. Like, J.R.R. Tolkien, you need to please. They're like, they Daddy, they stop making up Elven yeah. scriptures. <laughs> I'm working on my fifth language. It's like you, you can just make sounds. People will believe you. They're not going to make sure they're <laughs> real that elves and dwarves speak. But for for anyway. me, start with. I, I was never a fan of Star Trek. I always felt like you have to choose one or the other, Star Wars or Star Trek. Hmm. But then that J.J. Abrams trailer for the Captain Kirk one, the reboot, or yep. the re- the other, really good. And it, it started off with that, like he's in that car racing as a kid and the mm-hmm. future cops trying to pull him over and he's like my name's james tiberius kirk i was like damn you know what let me give star trek a chance yeah and sure. I, the tarantino I star trek movie has me so interested me it too. is not in the same universe as these as these movies we've been watching this is not the chris pine universe you know uh, why no because i heard that this quentin tarantino one will have patrick stewart in it 
Ooh, that'd be sick. I, I love Patrick Stewart. I didn't like the original series. I tried I'm, to watch it. It's cheesy. It's pretty rough. Like, like but, I've, I've seen every episode of it, but the next generation is... Next personally, generation. I like Deep Space. I like Deep Space Nine best. I think it's the best like written show, and it has the best character development, but I really love... This is what the female pilot, female captain, right? No, it's the one with the black captain. Black guy, Cisco? Yeah. Oh, Voyager is the girl. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 for me, this, the Star Trek thing was like... I was like, oh, I, I told my buddy, I was like, oh, original series, having a hard time. And even the uh, next generation took time for me to get into it. But I, I was telling my buddy, I'm like, I want to get into it. He goes, if you want to get into it, he goes, go read about the Prime Directive. And I read about the Prime Directive and I was like, and then I watched the movie First Contact. And I was like, oh, I'm like, this is so real deal. It's the whole idea that you can't in, interfere with a society's natural progression because you'll destroy their evolution by doing such a thing in a way. So no matter what, under any circumstances, like kill yourself before you ever reveal yourself. And I liked that. And that helped me. And I always found it interesting also reading about Patrick Stewart when he got the call to be a captain for Star Trek. He was like, what the fuck are they tripping? He's he like, I'm like a-, a middle-aged bald dude. Why will I be like a young dashing captain like Flash Gordon? He thought and I was going to fail. He didn't even get a place in Hollywood. Ex- he, he like, he's like renting a place. He's like, I, exactly. I, I, I was still had a job. Yeah. <laughs> he, what was so cool is that everyone came to the show believing that it was going to be campy by like the original series. Yeah. But then Picard walks in like training like an actual like like Navy captain, like a real like military aspect, like super great posture mentality and like discipline and his whole the way he was was dead serious and it was ex- exactly how he thought a captain would be and he came out on the first day and started to like work his lines and everyone on the cast was like okay uh no let's do it that way let's yeah. do it like that let's be real him. deal and it went from campy to that because of his his input essentially even sure. the earl gray tea and the whole shakespeare like that's all patrick stewart's input and yeah i don't know i think that character is so badass i like it i you should i don't know if you've seen all of deep space nine but um no cisco is is so so like when q would show up cisco's more hardcore he's more emotional and more violent like q shows up and and picard negotiates with him and plays little mind games with him q shows up to cisco cisco fucking punches him in the face (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's like picard never hit me he's like i'm not picard there's a there's a part where um there's like a, a a there's a situation where like there's like rebels on a planet and they're like dealing with a Maki and, and and Cisco's like talking to Worf. He's he's like load up two like radioactive torpedoes right now. And he's like, ready to go, sir. He's like, fire him at the planet. He's like, the planet won't be inhabitable for fifty years, sir. Fire. It just destroys the whole planet. And the and the, the rebel leader's like, You just destroyed our whole planet. He's like, Yes, and you better evacuate right away or every or, or all your people are gonna die within like six hours. It'll be irreversible. He's like he's like, and, and now we're going to every star system that your people live in, and we're gonna destroy every planet that you people have unless you turn yourself in right now. And he's like, I, I'll never turn myself in. He's Mr. Wolf, load two more torpedoes. He's like, All right, all right, goddammit. <laughs> You know, Q, do you guys know who, who Q is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Q is just like this super omnipotent. He only looks like a human for our sake, but he's so beyond us that he just games with us constantly. He's so powerful that I was like, damn, if I knew how to draw comics really well, I would draw a comic of Thanos 
snapping his hand and then in the next scene Q being right next to him just holding one of the stones being like not so fast just because Q is like that level people are like Thanos with the gauntlet I'm like even with the gauntlet like Q could fucking handle that shit yeah like where's where's Q in all this maybe just watching <laughs> they never defined a limit to Q's powers they're just anything he wants I don't think they, there is a limit he's just omnipotent omniscient just his only flaw is like he's, he's He's cool. And that's what I love about Picard is like Picard sits down and he's like, damn it, Q. <laughs> I, one of my fa- <clears throat> favorite scenes in all of Star Trek is when he got uh, Data to laugh. Like, he, I guess he was genuinely grateful for the way Data treated him when he didn't have power or something like that. And he's like, I'm going to give you this gift. And Data starts busting out laughing. Can't stop. It's hilarious. And it's just like, wow, that's a joy that would mean so much to Data. It's a good scene. Well, measure measure of a man is like one of the greatest TV episodes of all time ever. It's the one where Picard goes on trial, gets defending Data as saying he is a human. Ah, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Data's on trial, and Riker is the uh, is the prosecution because he was the, he's like the only high ranking officer there, and uh, and uh, Picard is his defense team. And this uh, this Starfleet scientist wants to disassemble da- Data and try to replicate what he is because he's the and, only one. He's the yeah. only one that worked or whatever. But but, but the act of doing that might destroy data it most likely will and uh and so they have like this trial and it's super heavy and at the end of it like like data's having a party because he you know he wins and he gets to stay in starfleet and riker's not there and he's like sir why aren't you at the party he's like i don't feel like i deserve to be there he's like but if you hadn't served the prosecution i believe i would have been found guilty and they'd have just taken me apart he's like yes that's true he's like well then you most of all deserve to be there and it's just like oh <laughs> you know, you know how like in X Men they're always like, uh, "Oh, mutants are humans too." Yeah. What's funny is if you have a a, a doll, like I collect figures, like so for example, this is uh, a, a a human. It's a doll. It's a human. If you sell this figure, you have to pay a tax for it because it counts as a doll. Any toy of a human is a doll, no matter what. If you get uh. I actually don't have a mutant. Thanos isn't a mutant. But X-Men and Marvel, Marvel didn't want to pay that doll rate, mm-hmm. that tax. So they went to court and argued that mutants are not humans. Yeah. And actually won. Yep. So they don't have to pay that doll tax. But it's funny because, like, God forbid the mutants ever happen. We've already set precedence with this debate. <laughs> and the mutants lost in our world. Dude, like, if some if some move. race of people shows up that can freeze you or throw fireballs on the spot, they're calling the shots. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, you know what? You know what? This is America, and thank God we still got our guns. <laughs> we're be able to freeze these fucking bullets. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's that badass scene. If you want to watch that. Or we could call it a show because it's like four hours and ten minutes. It is past midnight for me right now. I should go to bed. Me too. I, I don't think I've ever had such a great time with you guys on this shit. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, it, it, you, should, you should watch that scene. You know, it's like five minutes. It's, it's excellent. It'll, it'll sell you on watching uh, Deep Space Nine. I, I, I put on Deep Space Nine. I put on this. is the one with Cisco. I've seen quite a bit of it. It's just that I always end up re-watching Next Generation, but I'm, I, it's on Netflix. I'll put it on. Yeah, for sure. Pimp your stuff, man. Where can people go to see you? You've got a new podcast. You got got a lot of stuff going on. Tell everybody what that is. Yes, I I have a podcast. I expect each of you to come on individually, each on your own episode as well of my podcast, please. And another one as well where all three of us, all four of us get together and do it. Um, It's called Fanboy. 
with Harley Morenstein, F-A-N-B-O-I. Uh, and actually, shit, it's all the things that I couldn't stop talking about now that <laughs> didn't happen that much. Just games, anime, wrestling, Star Wars, Star Trek, all that shit that like you would literally get beat up in high school forever <laughs> demonstrating any sort of love for in the 90s. Like, if you're like, like, Star Trek's awesome, and I read comics, they'd be like, kick his ass, boys! <laughs> like, that's what the podcast is about. It's just Fanboy with Harley Morenstein. Uh, you can get it on CastBox or iTunes, wherever you guys get podcast it'll be except on youtube nice. i don't it's not there but yeah fanboy with harley morstein check it out sure it'd be great and yeah. you guys you literally, literally you guys owe me each of you owe me like five podcasts yeah I, i'm down <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's fair we'll have a lord of the rings show it'll be uh, fun. i would i would love to i could do i could, Dude, I could talk star trek for hours each one of you i'm gonna have lord of the rings talk and then we're gonna have a star trek talk and then uh what do you what just Oh, yeah, I could do it. Star Wars. I could do Star Trek. I can't hang with Taylor on Lord of the Rings, but I have read me, the books. I mean, neither. Me neither. Maybe a session that one. <laughs> but still, I uh, yeah, check it out, guys. Uh, the first one launches this Thursday. Awesome. Nice. When I'll is this? Is this Thursday? Out. It's oh, now. Today's Wednesday. But oh, I was Saturday don't goes to this live. Podcast is over. <laughs> okay. And also check out Pizza in a Bag. Any Walmart. Walk on in and grab it. It's already out. Yep. All right. PKA. Wait, broke up. Did you say pizza in a bag? He oh, did. yeah. I told everybody to check that out. I think my thing's frozen. You're good now. My thing's frozen. All right. You're, you're good, good now. now. Okay. PKA episode 391.